what's going on. I'm so I'm so behind with the discourse at least that I want to get this done. It's 4:35 p.m. I'm probably gonna have to do like some of the recaps. I, I still haven't finished Limited Chambers. I mean, event at least. So I wanted to get the discourse portion out of the fucking way. It's gonna take me a long fucking time with between all the stuff that guy talk about. This is a 27 Club by, uh... This is often the, this past weekend's releases. It's from the week before... Well, like, you know, like, I was gonna say last week, but, like, now it's, like, you know, week before now, technically. Whenever somebody makes a song for the 27 Club, I always feel like, you know, something is gonna happen to them eventually or something like that. This is a bittersweet by Gunna. This is a Ramirez, Goodfellas. Young Lean Spirit of Thunder Diverse or DVRSP, and it's diverse riff raff and bladies. This is Lola Brooks, Lola Brook Becky. This is a guy named 41, I guess. Brother Ali, it's always good to hear him, hear him you know, it's called Ottomans. It's Casey Veggies, won't she? Got a hundred bad hoes. We ain't got in my bag though. Try to bring my cash flow. She want me blow a bag on her. I'ma go pop tags 
Yellow Wolf, everything. Inside this black big lead choke, I'm sitting back, no doubt, won't lift my seat up. Keep a gunner close with the heater, get caught with the red rider, ain't talking me because I'm institutionalized, but from the outside. Ain't scared of nothing but God, so fuck your outcries. Don't be the idiot pulling a stick on green eyes. You'll start a fucking war, boy, if I die. Cause baby, I love with passion. Take care of my people, go ask my people, go ask them. I just don't bring the fish, cause that won't outlast them. I teach them how to fish, and now they outcasting, casting, e-casting. And it's hunting season, and I'm about to land a hit, man. I got this funky feeling. I don't need your credibility, dog. My credit card's leaking. And I might drop another hundred bands this. This is Stally Awakened. To a chain lifter. They said I came into my own, but I've been entered. Niggas clear the room, cause this might appear different. Pull up and something flowing, nigga, I stare different. Niggas ain't want me to boss up. These niggas are scared shit. Niggas was loud when I was down, now I'm up. This is a buddy like this. Um, like this. Never heard no shit like this. Nigga, this shit gon' hit. Hey, in a moment, waste. Every day I wake, I give thanks. Ever since a little kid, all these problems up in the way. But it can't be shined away. Close your eyes and open your mind. Might be surprised by what you find. Chevrolet crawling my top. This I don't know if this sounded good when I first heard it, I'm not really liking it now. This is like not good life. I think this is a song that, you know. I think it's from a new album, but I didn't listen to the whole album, you know what I mean? Because I'm not really even thinking the whole band. But sometimes you'll have some decent like beats that I like, you know. But now that I'm hearing them back, and I'm not really liking it anymore, really. Uh, okay, this is uh, Jay Skis. Superior. Oh, no, sorry, this is from. No, so some guy named Superior on it. The, the song's called Skyscraper. I just had my Howard Stern moment when, when he was, uh, you know, talking about um, uh, a, new, a new song featuring Chameleon when, when uh, you know, uh, Riding Dirty came out. And he was going through the top five on the, on the, on the, on the charts, whatever. And he goes, look at this new song by Chameleon Air called F Crazy Bone. And uh, and then they had to tell him that you know it's uh, you know featuring Crazy Bone, not F Crazy Bone. <laughs> For merch wealth, I know that I'm gonna find it later. I'm in the race going as far as my stride can take us. Then I'm praying for protection from the vibe deflators. They don't play, they just commentators. They don't get it, but fuck them shit. I don't mind the haters. I got a lot more in store, like hard drives and data. This my plan A and ain't no plan B. And my mind is made up. My faith lies with the Lord who sun died the same. This is MGK, don't let me go. 
that. You see this guy's new fucking tattoo? Holy shit. There was this guy on, on Stern show. I don't know what condition he had, but like he had all these black spots on him. Right? And like his body was kind of covered up with it or something like that. And I thought it was like a fake bit, but, you know, but this guy had this, you know, um, you know, um, like his body was covered in that, whatever, right? And I remember with the color trying to get him laid and like when Artie was trying to get him laid in Vegas, apparently, the, the, the one, the, the, none of the girls wanted to have sex with him, whatever, and all that kind of shit. So like he looked, he kind of looked like that, whatever. This is um Marlon Kraft, M- Bugsy Bugs, and Method Man too. Guys, they call relevant major. Look to me for how we step in their game. So I'm like relevant to who? Because I'm not watching. I feel like Jeff Van Gundy yelling, stop flopping. On the company, they mean got stock options. This is a clipping tipsy. Thank you, my dear. This is Ray Vaughn, Problems with Pusha T. Return to a school shooter, all they top five get hit, unless they call tutors. I took a chance like Monopoly, now who's stopping me? I'm watching out for all the weird vibes and the animosity, just holding on to God's hand, the well on dry land. Fuck they time span, in my season I won't die bland, cause in a way my whole lane is free, like I-10. It's like I spend every day in the chucky, I'm locked in, am I? My sanctuary, I can't get carried. Fruit was hanging low when we play on cherry. The angel dust we serving could take the fairy. We stayed in dairies, raised with bad culinary. We was taught to make it barely. Yeah, cocaine sticking to your gums like tables. If you don't like the shit, then you can leave like basil. It's back guy, like a roller coaster. Listen, kids, but the money ain't there. Truth or dare, still get it for 18, I swear. Reasonable doubt, and all my thoughts are cashmere. The paper cut the tips of my fingers like cashiers. I tell you, stunt dummies, you welcome to crash here. Cocaine sticking to your gums like tables. If you don't like the shit, then you can leave like basil. This is a Red Veil F2G. Um, Heems came out with an album, not Heem from Black Soprano uh, Mafia, Black Soprano Mafia, or Black Soprano Family, I think it's called. This is from, uh, the guy, Heem. I was, see, I was getting confused, because I would think Heem is a guy from That's Racist, but this is Heem, he's the guy from That's Racist. I like, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs out of this. And there's full songs on here. This is stupid, dumb, and literate. I 
Drugs is a whole Sri Lanka. With your old Drugs. I'm pretty cool. You already know say who the plug be. I seen you on the internet doing the doggy. My shooter's name happy, bunty, lovey. I'm chubby, bloody how my buddies all go dummy. I'm mad funny, people laugh at my jokes. And I dress real well, yo, I cool on some boats. I wear a leather jacket. This accent. The instances of gratitude outweigh the tragic position. <laughs> Uh, Baba Ganoush. Unrighteous pops been assigned post around on a panic stricken monic mission. I've got an appetite for bronicism and a high metabolism. Sick skin tone palette, stone pirate. I say something on the handed with a smile like Mo Salah. They switch the topic, misanthropic. I prefer to kick the can off road down and down the mid love it. I'm an outlier. This is Obi Toppin, darling. The cool Keith and Lang. A lot, a lot of them had features on there. You know what I mean? I'm not reading some of the features. This is a uh, Kalatika. This is a yellow chakra. With Sir Michael Rocks and uh, Open Mike Eagle. I like Sir Michael Rock, man. What group was he a part of again? I can look this up. The cool kids. And open my eagles on the song too. I like four songs off of uh, this Big Ghost Limited um, or LTD. Is it limited? With with Conway the Machine. It's like from a couple of weeks ago, apparently, but. There's like nine songs on here, and I like uh, four of them. These are good fellas. Uh, 
song off the Aquatica um, album, <clears throat> Guess Who? There's like six, 15 songs on this one. I and then uh, John Connor's album came out. It's called Three. 
there's uh, 21 songs on here. I like uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 8. 13, 14 songs. It was called Connor for the win. I was actually in his comment section, you know, earlier on, uh, like uh, like last week, and, and I, I really, I, listen man, what's it called, I'm not trying to start beef with the guy, what's it called, he seems like a nice fucking guy, whatever, and people in his comment section did agree with me, you know what I mean, but there are some people that are arguing with me, not so much arguing, we're having like a conversation, but like you can tell some of these people are kind of like propping it up, whatever, but he put it. He put a clip of, uh, you know, uh, of Candace Owens making a good point. And the thing is, she'll make good points. I'm not saying she doesn't make good points. But it's like, th- like there's so much other fucking fucked up shit she's associated with and has said in the past and what she has helped normalize. And the fact that she's getting propped up for being like someone that's kind of, you know, and John Connor, you know, he doesn't really, apparently he doesn't follow some of the news, so maybe he's just, like, reacting to it, but it's like, you know, I, I just don't like the look of it, you know what I mean? And he, listen, man, he can do what he wants, whatever, right? But she's talking about how, uh, you know, the, the most ignorant type of black person gets promoted to be, being, like, like you know what I mean? With the cold, and I've, I've been saying that with the cold, industry higher-ups promote that so then you can, like, use celebrities to generalize the entire community. That's why, like, a lot of these, a lot of these people, part of different communities and delegations, will be used for the system. And then if they do something shady, then their entire community gets fucking, you know, shit on, basically. So what they call Candace Owens is, like, someone that's associated with the, with the entertainment industry, because she's an entertainer. You know what I mean? With the call, you might not think that's where entertainment's going, but she's associated with it. To now be the one that's kind of speaking out about it, like you can make common, like you can agree to some extent of of the message of what's being said, but it's like you know the messenger is not really the most credible fucking person. And and what infuriated me most was that the call people who are arguing with me in the comment section or having a heated conversation were saying that oh she's the only one that kind of speaks out about Palestinians. It's like no no she's not the only one. And you gotta you you gotta think to yourself why someone like Ben Shapiro, who's a staunch pro-Israel fucking person, why would he allow that? And you're gonna say, oh, he's like he's allowing freedom of speech. No, trust me, they don't allow freedom of speech. It's it's a it's a goal to get the Christian fundamentalist uh, aligned with fucking pro-Israel type, pro you know pro-Israeli apartheid, pro-Israeli fucking genocide. What's going on there? Or pro-Palestinian genocide, I guess, you know, because again, but what they're called, you know, so to me, it's like, you know, it's basically the same coin, but different fucking sides. But if you basically put that out, that must mean you love mainstream media, you must love Nancy Pelosi and all that kind of shit. So it was kind of, you know, but I guess everyone's going to be going more right wing as we go along, I guess. Get my folks... When is the only thing I know? Never lost my faith, it wasn't even close. When is the only thing I know? Yeah, one, more time. one more time for the win. This is on guard. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is a uh, forever. If your girl keep it solid, keep it solid back. Niggas watch your pockets, your girl gon' watch your back. Sometimes I wake up with real nigga headaches. I need a fucking vacate, just call the plane to LA. What's up? Nowadays the sucker shit is legendary, but a sucker gon' be a. This is the addiction. This is a subtle, subtle slash roads. Too many folks nowadays that you could be real round. If we hit the sheets of social media, gon' know my business before I get to sleep. You gon' post about how I licked and kissed, how I bit them cheeks. Call me Mr. Cheeks, cause it's lights, camera, action. When them thighs is wide, I'm feeling like you to fix the feast. What you did, feel like you had missing teeth. I'm trying to own the pussy, not rent or lease. If I'ma care for you and be there for you, I'm not sharing you. I'm not a side nigga. You aware I'm not having an affair with you. If I bear through, that'd be fair to who? Nah, nah, girlfriend, you gotta figure it out. You say you leaving, but you live in this house. Don't admit it, might take a minute, but if you still caught up in all your feelings, it's giving me legitimate. Look, look, I'm down to get nasty, but only with one. Let me put you in the backseat, gripping on the mad cheeks. Bossing on it like you listening in the trap beat. Spit game like my dick game, yeah, it's that deep. I ain't trying to get caught up in all the drama. And I'm not trying to hit it and make you a baby mama. I'm trying to change a lot. This is a uh, double standard. With Tiki Palmer. Left 
after Angela Bassett. Waiting to exhale on all my assets. Put all my shit in one big basket and made a torch out of all my classics. Guess I gotta take that on the chin. When you do dirt, you're never gonna win. If your girl hurt, you gotta go win. Proving that you're sorry, you're never gonna win. He's good, man. Look, I ain't here to play with y'all to be friends. Say you off the deep You gonna see that? Say you believe it when you see it. We gonna see that. Say we gonna see that. Generation gap. Heaven sent evidence. Second plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. I think we have a terrible. So how did we go back to being so divided by race, man? I don't get it. A tragedy that brought us together, filled us with so much compassion. It should have lasted forever. Guess that's probably how my mama felt when Kennedy died. I feel the hurt, but nothing compares to her seeing it live. It's like every 20 years the world get hit with a crisis. Come together and after that go back to being divisive. Now think about a baby born in 2001. They have no recollection of what we saw. They was too young. We gotta express to the youngins how we got where we at. Lack of community. This is the greatest show on earth. And did you a do? Night walking in heels, trying to imitate a life that ain't his. Y'all be tripping off the headlines. Every industry couple like sister wives for celebrity cut. Retain a lawyer in case the bitch causes trouble. Have side babies cause he ain't use a rope. She get cashed out, that's just part of the hustle. Interactions that the public can't read or see. This the shit that don't make it to TMZ. Hope you never thought be linking up secretly. If it leak, it get covered immediately. Millionaires that owe money to billionaires. Billionaires that owe money to trillionaires. Six houses, but ain't nobody living there. Six houses, he got six other women there. Cold words at hotels in the Sold her soul, now she's selling her body. Career groupies getting paid by the key. Popping babies out like Rihanna and Rock. Rappers and hoopers want each other's lives. Rappers and hoopers fuck each other's wives. Artists use other artists for their vibe. When they need their career to be revived. Rappers buying streams to survive. When the label seeing that decline. Welcome to the greatest show on earth. Sit back and just enjoy the ride. How they got y'all? Look at how they got y'all. Believing all the bullshit. bullshit. And ain't nobody gonna stop y'all. Like, oh. Look at how they got y'all. Stuck on the bullshit. bullshit. And ain't nobody gonna stop y'all. Like, oh. Harvey Two Face. So I tried a new approach Showing y'all another way in everything I wrote But the city telling me, yo, Connor, that ain't what they want What y'all want? Y'all want some murder Want to keep killing each other Till it's your cousin, till it's your nephew, till it's your son, till it's your brother I say, fuck it, y'all have at it Keep on signing up to die Why ain't nobody say nothing? Man, y'all can't say I didn't try Guess I'm the villain This is <clears throat> the Dame Theory Slash we won They might need some help Celebrate. Girl, is you gonna get up and dance with all over again? Yes. 
This is from the deluxe of uh, Yeet's album. People are saying this is good. I like two songs, and one of the songs was from the bonus was with Drake, as we speak. Uh, sometimes I feel the style, sometimes I don't, man. I don't know. I guess I gotta go to a club or something to fucking really appreciate it. Does this tell me? This is from the deluxe of, I like three songs of the deluxe of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, Scrim's album. There's like, there's like 18 more songs on it. Like three of them. It's all, it's after Levi it's all the songs after Levitate, you know what I mean? That's... This is a hashtag scrim, just wanna have fun. This is uh, dropping the cross. This is probably my favorite. This is a uh, Prince Royce. This is Casa de la Pena. I could have sworn uh, Prince Royce. Is he someone that? I thought he, like, was someone that did, did English music, or, or did he do both, I could have, there's other, there's other dudes named Royce as well, you know, not Royce aside 9, but there's other, maybe I think of someone else, this is Lao Lao, Lao Lao, Alright, so yeah, those are the songs. Um, yeah, so let me get to some discourse now. You know. So I, I already mentioned... Uh, let me see, what, what what did I mention already? I mentioned the John Connor stuff with uh, Kevin uh, with the Kevin Owens. Yeah, I, I would rather him promote Kevin Owens than Candace Owens if, if that makes fucking sense. You know, and uh, and I, I did talk about MJK's tattoo already, right? So I knocked two out of it, you know, while I was doing the music thing. Not like I gave riveting fucking, you know. Uh, well, I mean, I thought I gave it an insightful fucking, you know, recap of uh, the John Connor stuff, but MJK. I guess the only thing that was extracted from that was that Joe, Joe, Joe Exotic, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, the Tiger King dude. 
was uh, basically trying to fucking hit on him, basically, in the comment section about, like, all, all you... Because all, 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 all I got to give you is a, a little bit of meth and you'll all be... You'll just be mine, whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, go get it, man, you know, but... If that's, like, the only storyline that was extracted from the, you know, Machine Gun Kelly thing, I guess. So it's, like, one of the most random fucking storylines. Yeah, we need, we, we need you to get a fucking tattoo that makes your entire fucking, you know, uh, your entire torso black, essentially. It, it, it reminds me of that fucking short film where, um... It reminds me of, the, uh, like, you know, of, the, of the short, that short film. I forget what it was, but, like... It was of like you know like a a, a a a white a white racist dude fucking beats up a black dude. Like at a at a at a at a fucking grocery store or whatever, and then uh, a bunch of black dudes uh, kidnap that guy and basically tattoo him all fucking black, and then you know his, and then when he tries to go back home whatever, then uh, his kid ends up shooting him. It kind, it kind of, it's like the kind of, you know, either that or that, it was like that, that guy from the Stern, I forget what his name was, it wasn't like a, I, I remember, to me it was memorable, because I couldn't understand how that fucking happened, because I don't think this guy got tattoos, but his body had like, you know, black spots, like black spots in his portion that were like all black, and like, you know what I mean, they're trying to get him laid, I remember already telling him, they didn't show Howard TV for like, trying to get him laid, but Artie was talking about how, like, he was trying to get this kid laid. Um, no, I, 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 I'm using Sopranos logic, kid. The guy was, like, an adult. But he's trying to get this guy laid, but none of the fucking people that he was, like, trying to pay to have sex with them, like, any of those sex workers, none of them were, didn't want to, because they didn't know what the fuck this guy had, basically, you know what I mean? I don't even know if the guy ended up getting laid or not, but, you know. But I mean, yeah, that's it's just weird, man. I I I, I guess like you know, I, I mean, listen, I understand like getting tattoos in general. Sometimes I go, that's kind of cool. I think sometimes people fucking overdo it, but it's like I never understand fucking you know again. And I'm not one to talk because I'm like ruining my body with fucking cigarettes and fucking you know, fatty foods all my fucking life. So who am I to fucking judge about how someone treats their fucking body? But it's always just fucking weird to me when you do that shit. I guess I don't know. I guess that's the riveting conversation that I've, uh, you know, you know, got from this fucking discourse, I guess. I mean, the, the big news that just happened just yesterday was uh, this guy, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, when I get the guy's fucking name. It's, it's, it's a disgusting world we fucking live in, bro. I don't know. Aaron Bushnell. Yeah, um, so, so he recorded himself on Twitch. I'm not gonna fucking even play the clip. But I'm not gonna be, quote-unquote, irresponsible like, you know, the mainstream media, which is supposed to be their goal. Because, again, like, you know, it's a bunch of fucking, you know, people online. Like, the people on the poll, like the Aaron Mates, the Max Blumenthal's, Katie Helpers, all of them, what they call, like, oh, the mainstream media's not gonna mention this. This is just what they call it. They're trying to cover up other reasons. But like, if we're talking about the cover-ups, it's like, and these accounts are fucking funded. It's like no one's really fucking covering it up. It's just supposed to be more dangerous for information that we're supposed to know. It's like, oh, the mainstream media is finally covering this Aaron Bushnell story because we forced it. It's like, no, you did. They're gonna cover it regardless. 
And they're going to do a shitty job on purpose so that you feel more fucking, you know, holier than thou for, you know, what they call, like, thinking that you have the right take on it. Like, yeah, it's, it's important to fucking point out, it's important to point out that he did this because he didn't want to be complicit in fucking more genocide. And I'm seeing a bunch of people, and, and again, I'm not going to say they're left-leaning people because some of the accounts that are glorifying it are not really left-leaning, they're fake left-leaning. Because, like, they'll fucking, you know, um, um, be open to other fucking forms of fucking fascism from, you know, the people that pay them, basically. They'll fucking, you know, whitewash fucking more Republicans, more right-wing people. They'll fucking start pretending Tucker Carlson's a fucking anti-war fucking guy. I'm supposed to trust their fucking takes. Even though I can, I, can rec- I can recognize that what's going on in fucking Palestine is a genocide. That's like the, that's like the bare minimum requirement that I, I need fucking people to meet me at. If, you get, if you're someone that's not going to admit that it's, a, that it's a genocide, then I really don't want to fucking uh, speak to you. Now, if you want to talk about bad faith fucking actors that are, that are you know, part of the fucking Christian fundamentalist portion of it, that are fucking, you know, whitewashing fucking Candace Owens... And acting like she's fucking speaking the fucking truth more so than the dipshit Democrats who are not supposed to be speaking the truth because it's run by fundamentalist billionaires, in my personal opinion. So this guy didn't want to be complicit in it. And then he lit himself on fire. And and and, and now it's like it's like dude it, it, it and the, because all the fucking wrong people that I I don't trust at all even if they have good takes on Palestine and Israel, they're the ones that are hyping it up. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that what the, you know, I'm not, but, there, but there are, and those people are, like, basically glorifying it. Like, why would I trust what socialist MMA says when he just said that, you know, he's hyping him up, but, like, a, f- a few weeks ago, he was talking about anyone who serves in the military, in the U.S. military at all, who cares about their fucking life whatsoever. So... But yeah, no, 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 but don't get me wrong, it's important to point out why he was doing it. It wasn't just for the sake of mentally ill. But don't tell me that there isn't mental illness. It's a sad state of affairs. Like, listen, man, I empathize with, I'm not, like, gonna fucking uh, shit on the fucking guy with the cold, you know, with the cold. He, he, he's like many other cogs in the fucking machine who fucking see what's going on as well, but don't act like there aren't fundamentalists who pretend to be pro-Palestinian that want people to be doing that kind of shit. And I understand because it's going to be bad faith actors who are pro-Israel that are going to fucking completely fucking, you know, have no empathy for this guy's mental fucking state. But don't say that that's, oh, he was perfectly, um, um, he was mentally, he was mentally well. He wasn't mentally well, which is why he felt he needed to do that. And you can argue that what they call being complicit in it, it's more of a fucking uh, symptom of, of, of how people are feeling about partaking in this fucking fundamentalist fucking war that's going on with the, with, with, with the Israeli government. 
These fundamentalist wars where the innocent civilians are the ones who get punished the fucking most. And these same fundamentals that say they're opposed to each other are, you know, I'm not saying the civilians in Palestine are fucking, you know, fundamentalists or whatever. All that. They don't, like, like the, that's part of their ethnic cleansing that they've been planning to fucking do. Especially when Netanyahu is telling you that he has plans for a post, quote-unquote, a quote-unquote post-war initiative to basically have um, internment camps. The guy who fucking, you know, what they call, has praised Hitler and all that kind of shit, and then you can't fucking, you know, um, you know, what they call, you're not allowed to point out that, what they call, this is very Nazi-level shit going on. Because then the bad faith actors will say, oh, you're saying Jewish people are like Nazis? No, I'm saying the fucking extreme fundamentalist government. And it's not just in Israel, it's in fucking the U.S., it's in Canada, it's in, all, in, in the Middle East. It's in China. It's in J <clears throat> Japan. It's in North Korea. With the call, you know what I mean? It's fundamentalism. But you can't fucking have a proper conversation with different fucking cliques that represent for different countries. Because again, when you sell it, country versus country aesthetic, it's shit. The ironic thing is, some of these people that are fucking cheering this on are on the same side as the fucking supposed Zionists that they fucking hate. Or the Zionists that they supposedly fucking hate. Not Because there's nothing supposed about some of these fucking, you know, Zionists. The, the, the pro-Israel fundamentalist types. Who purposely gaslight you even more. And then the fucking fundamentalists who are pretending to be pro-Palestine will use the Palestinian, uh, you know, uh, uh, cause for their fucking personality. And again, that's not saying every... Again, that's not fucking uh, saying everyone that's showing up in the streets, protesting, people that are speaking out. I'm not saying everyone that supports Palestine is that. But, but you got to be careful of some of the people online that are funded by different governments who are advocating for other fucked up shit to basically get more support under this cause. You got to wonder... You, and, and again, what the call it makes it seem like... Uh, Oh, um, um, it's more genuine because now you're seeing people push back online, whatever. But the online shit is also as funded as mainstream media is. That's all. It's all. It's all these fucking alt media people have is dunking on mainstream media. Like, yeah, mainstream media is shit. Everyone knows it's shit. But for some reason, that's your selling point for why your information is a lot more fucking dangerous than everyone else's. And it's fucking disgusting. Like you can say that the what the what the what, what Israel and uh, and Western governments are doing to Palestine and the Middle East in general over the last twenty years is fucking genocide ethnic cleansing, and that it affects people's mental fucking health um, health in society. Which is what they're, this is why they're amplifying it even more. They want more people to become this reactionary to it. And if you're going to say that there's no, 
oh, this has been this has been a this has been a fucking uh, tradition that's gone back, uh, some, you know, thousands of years. Okay, well then those people also had mental problems too. There's nothing mentally fucking healthy about lighting yourself on fucking fire. Sorry, you, you're not gonna convince me about that. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna smear the fucking guy. I feel for the fucking guy. This is a symptom uh, of, 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 of what these imperialistic fucking assholes have, uh, have organized. This is, the fu- this is what's going to fucking end up happening. I, I, I hate I, I hate to know if I was embraced by that side knowing that I have mental illness and I, I'm concerned about these issues I'm, I, I was I'm, I'm not talking about everyone what you know, I have to clarify that because because it, it's like it's like the fake liberals who are not really liberal at all feud with fake leftists so that what they're called you can make it um, so they make arguments for each other of why being in the left is a bad fucking thing. That's what they're trying to fucking do. They don't want any left leaning. That's why they're trying to make it fucking. With the call, like the, the shit limbs are going to be fucking being. Are going to continue to be shit limbs. And they'll fucking do fucking shit on the surface. And then it makes fucking people who are online. Who pretend because they're online that they're not funded by anything. That their opinion is completely genuine. Like they don't have bad intentions because they're speaking out. They're speaking out uh, decently on a fucking cause. And and again, if if you're not supportive of uh, again I, again I, I'm I'm not saying what they call that I'm not empathizing with it. I'm not going to say oh this crazy nut what they call Hamas put him up to it. No, this is a, a mental fucking symptom. The fact that you're not fucking uh, um, you know talk, uh, uh, actually entertaining that there's a mental illness um, that that affects people to to go this fucking route. Like this guy could, the, the, I I would have valued this guy's fucking life if he was willing to fucking speak out and go. I, I will no longer accept accept it. You, do you think a ceasefire is gonna fucking? Oh, this is gonna wake up. Uh, this is gonna wake up the pro-Israel lobby. No, it's not. Because the overall fucking goal is to fucking wipe out fucking Palestine so that you can get Trump in office and then he'll be crowned at the fucking uh, Golden Temple for this fundamentalist prophecy that they want. Don't fucking tell me that, that 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 it's oh super fucking crazy to think that way. Sorry, you you you're not gonna fucking convince me otherwise. Oh, mainstream media's not talking about it. Okay, they're, they're talking about it. Oh, they only uh they mention they they mention it this way or not? What's called even if they're doing that, it's still I'm, I'm, people everywhere are talking about it. They're talking about it on Reddit. They're talking about it on Facebook. They're talking about it on Twitter. They're talking about it on all these YouTube shows. The, the, the message is out there. I don't, I don't understand why. So, like, in the 2010s, that may have fucking worked. But, but guess what? What they're called the, 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 online, the online community has sh- shown time and time again that what they're called, they're not uh, the most fucking credible fucking people on the planet. And the only thing they fucking have is going at fucking uh, fake fucking liberals with their fucking fake feuds.
If that was a, if that was a fucking case, I, I I might as well just fucking stay in a fucking shit limb. But you know, you're, but I waste a lot of time propping up fucking people who have become uh, bona fide pieces of fucking shit. Because you believe in some of the good shit they're fucking saying, and it outweighs the fucking bad. But then all of a sudden they lure you in, and then all of a sudden more bad and more and more and more bad shit comes out. They align with other problematic shit, and if you point out that must mean you're a shit limb because, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi might point out that oh, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, s- 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 th- th- there's definitely like um, Russia's interfering with uh, certain aspects of shit. But I I've never approached the whole like. A Russia fucking threat as like, or the Putin threat as, oh, Putin's dangerous because he's taking over America. But no, it's because I believe fundamentalists in the U.S. are aligned with Putin, like they're aligned with other fundamentalists and other fucking governments. And what they're called, you got to make it seem like because certain fucking discredited fucking shit limbs are calling out fucking Putin, that automatically means that I support. You're supposed to support Putin. Like, the fucked up thing is, a lot of the stuff that uh, some of these fucking people like a Hillary Clinton or Nancy Pelosi will say about certain people like a Jill Stein or a fucking uh, Putin or Donald Trump and certain fucking public figures, all that, with the cold, is, that, is that a time where they're the most discredited people on the planet, where no one fucking takes their word fucking seriously, even though, the and then, and then the people who are online who think they're above being brainwashed are being brainwashed by fucking this, oh, I'm against the establishment even though they're part of the establishment they hype up fucking billionaires they constantly fucking um you know um try to undercut fucking any legit protest against fucking uh, um, billionaires by fucking shitting on how fucking the workers are doing it and they're supposed to act like they're a fucking pro fucking worker when they d- d- you know d- with the call oftentimes fucking shit on on different causes that aff- and they'll say that oh it's uh, identity politics even though the identity of somebody plays a hand in fucking working class shit. But you separate that. Whenever some of these bad faith actors like TYT and Jimmy Dore talk about the working class and all that kind of stuff, that just means they want to appease fucking uh, white conservatives. By, by taking a sensationalist shit that's promoted for race... Um, you know, LGBTQ and other other fucking causes and all that kind of shit, all, all the other shit, whatever, right? You take sensational issues to basically make it seem like it's getting too far. It's 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 uh you know it's so ridiculous, whatever. When there's actual legit fucking issues like funded propaganda to make it seem like this fucking uh, talk about race, sexuality, um, you know what they call gender and all that kind of stuff. Um, you you're doing all of that to basically make it to shut down the conversation about it. Oh, what the cold Israel embassy is gonna see what 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 they're doing? Yeah, they're gonna see. They're not gonna give a shit. They don't give a shit. Like I appreciate people calling for a fucking ceasefire, but a lot of these insiders who have huge platforms know there's not gonna be a fucking ceasefire. 
They know where the fucking world is going. You can have all these fucking, you know, uh, all these fucking court things, whatever, to waste more fucking time. I'm not saying it isn't important to fucking show you that, like, other leaders in different countries are not supporting this, whatever. Like, I'm not saying that isn't important. I'm not saying, oh, but, but because I know what the fundamentalist prophecy that they want to instill. And, and, and you can tell by this year's CPAC as well how fucking more of, 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 a, of a way that they want to go more fucking fascist. They're implementing their fucking ideas because after the fucking fact, they, it's like they showed you in plain sight what they're going to do. And the establishment that's discredited, um, you know, what they call their word is going to fucking, um, you know, actually age a lot better than some of the people who claim to be anti-establishment. Oh, I'm part of the alt-media. The people on the alt media are gonna be are gonna become the people that they're gonna become with what's with, with, with what's coming. They're gonna be what they fucking claim they hated about the Iraq uh, Iraq war and Afghanistan coverage. They're gonna do it on a whole other level because the same players are helping the fucking alt media now do that. While making it seem like some of the new conservatives are opposing neocons, but they're actually all fucking neocons. But some of these people keep selling you on these fake pro fake sports entertainment infighting between right wingers because people love the fucking um, low brow um, bottom of the barrel insult tabloid level fucking bullshit and now they put that into politics so now we gotta entertain that while they fucking while fundamentalists already have a plan of where this world's going in my personal opinion. Again, everything that I say in here is my personal opinion. But then again, what they're called Spotify, you know what I mean? Uh, you're allowing Joe Rogan to do fucking AIDS denialism on his fucking show. So, I don't know what they're called. I, I, I guess what they're called, you know, what they're you'll put me in that same category if I put out some of my theories. Even though a lot of right-wingers are always allowed, apparently, to do their fucking conspiracies. And then you, you can't count on anyone. Like, I'm not saying everyone on the fuck. I'm talking about people who are platformed will fucking poo-poo on different conspiracies because a lot of the bad faith right-wingers are fucking doing it. But yeah, but every day... I gotta, I, I, these, I, I gotta know what some of the updates are on what is happening in there. Even though I try not to go fall for the like obvious reactionary shit that what the call is doing there. Like, like me, I already know in my head that these people are doing horrible fucking shit to these people. They're doing horrible, fucking horrible, horrible, horrible shit. The, you know, it's beyond fucking. You know, uh, it's beyond fucking evil. It's, it's like the most inhumane shit that I've ever fucking seen. But with the call, I also know that we live in a time where it's constantly trauma porn online to affect your mental fucking ability. So you're going to start thinking more fucking reactionary. Because if you see, if you're just a regular fucking person and you see a bunch of people like bad faith actors, especially celebrities as well. Who are just constantly fucking dehumanizing and shitting on and shitting on uh like the lives of people who are fucking have no chance to fucking even uh stand up to this bullshit. Like they're hoping 
that and they'll keep amplifying it so that the fundamentalists who are working for the anti-Semitic side will get you a part of their fucking cult so you're not going to feel bad whatever happens to a bunch of Jewish people if, 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 if they get their fucking fascist takeover the way they want it. That doesn't mean that you're, you're not supposed to call out Israel's government or their fucking supporters and all that type of shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I also recognize that this, this isn't the, the 2010s. Maybe the 2010s, you could have fooled me a little bit more because I'm like, okay, nobody in mainstream media is talking about what uh, atrocious shit that Israel's doing. It's always biased towards their fucking side. They they always weaponize all their talking heads, all these fucking celebrities and shit like that. And in the 2010, it was fucking easier to fucking you know get me to go go okay fine. Anyone that's speaking out against Israel is like you know uh, is is like okay fine. What the call you know I I I I'll prompt them I'll prompt them up a little bit. Roger Water no Roger Waters no problem. Right. But now, with the call, seeing what what a lot of these people have become from the 2010s in the alt media, and how fucking horrible they've become, now, yeah, I, I question what their motive is. Even if I agree with um the, the the sentiment of what Israel's fucking doing, I'm not getting mad at them for being fucking pro fucking Palestinian. But I'm also uh, I'm allowed to have a fucking brain and fucking uh, think that what they call they also are also bad faith actors, and that doesn't make me a fucking shit limb. Because the shit limbs are the reason why you guys can prop yourselves up as being more fucking dangerous. You guys need the shit limbs because they make you look like a truth teller and look more fucking genuine. Let's be real about it. So there was like, you know, the ICJ, this one wasn't about specifically the genocide going on, this was more about, I guess like in the last week or so, I mean, so much things has changed, so I'm kind of behind, whatever, but there was some of the stuff that I fucking, you know, jotted down that I thought were like kind of important fucking, you know, no, no, I, but I, I can barely keep up because again, um, seeing a lot of these fucking people mourning and holding up their, the, you know, their, de- their dead family members and body parts fucking falling apart. Like it's too much for my fucking soul, but I still recognize that I need to know what some of the, like what's going, even though I know, even though I feel I know where the fundamentalists are fucking taking it. But this one, I guess, it's more about the illegal, the illegal, ah, illegal, ah, God, illegality. God, my, my stuttering is on another level today. Illegality, 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 illegality. Over what Israel is doing over the land that Israel has taken, basically, that was one of the things. Uh, NASA, there's a bunch of I, again. I keep thinking that all the hospitals are gone. I'm like, how many hospitals are left now? But every day it's like another hospital has been fucking bombed and all that kind of shit. 
I think U.S. Uh, vetoes another ceasefire, which again doesn't surprise me. Someone in the some uh, Israeli minister was saying uh, that the hostages saving them are not a priority, so they're already showing you they don't give a shit about the hostages, and this is about their fucking goal to basically you just uh, um you know. They can just use the hostage, and again, like they can put that plan out there, and what they're called, no one's gonna care because I mean, the people that want to support this don't give a shit, so they'll keep fucking reporting, you know, massive, uh, you know, massive fucking, you know, lies about about what's going on over there. Like, of course, Pelosi is gonna fucking deny uh, atrocity, so she'll fucking um, end up being more of a fucking villain. And then the the discovery of pro-Israel groups trying to discredit journalists, which is which is true. But what they call the thing is journalists now. Some of these, uh, some, I'm not talking about people who are genuine. I'm talking about because everyone becomes a character. It's like everyone, even if there's someone who's doing pro-Palestinian stuff, there'll probably be something that fucking discredits them. That what they call so that they'll use it against them to basically basically discredit the whole thing. But uh, this is why I don't because journalists now and these media figures have now tried to become celebrities. So I fucking don't trust journalist journalist discourse. I'm I'm concerned about the journalists that get fucking killed. Um, covering this fucking shit. That's more fucking important. But they're making, but, but they're making it obvious on fucking purpose. So they show you that you know. But they, but some, but some of the, keep in mind some of these pro-Israel, some of these pro-Israel powers that be, in the delegation, they want fucking more people to be anti-Semitic. They, they, they it's a win-win for them. They get to fucking commit the genocide that they want. They'll get their defenders to keep repeating the talking points, but they know that with the cold, they'll keep hammering it home. That regular people who are who are witnessing this, and and people who are living through it, they're making sure that a that fucking a whole generation becomes radicalized toward because they, because if people start going, um, you know, um, you know, uh, um, you know, like you know, more radical towards you know Israel, whatever, right? They know that they're not gonna be the IDF soldiers and the people who are in, who are in power. They're not gonna be fucking touched or anything like that. It's gonna be regular Jewish people. And, and yes, just like how Mega has a cult, there will be people who are just regular people that also support it. Whatever. That doesn't mean you should generalize the, the entire fucking community. And, and trust me, Howard Howard knew what he was doing with me and and his trolls by fucking constantly making um, trying to make me radical um, by what they're called going going at it from a um, you know um, by fucking dehumanizing fucking Muslims, dehumanizing Palestinians all the time and shit like that. They'll keep doing all that type of shit, and then you have the followers keep doing that, and then in in in, in hopes that you would get lured into it. And that's why a lot of fucking <clears throat> right-wing type of fucking personalities in some of these apps that I was on were trying to lure me into that fucking world. That's just, you know, how, how I look at it at least.
and then uh, you know, the, the, and then, and then there's more of like you know, like the um, exposi- the the purposeful exposition of all these outlets that have pro-Israel bias. Like we already don't know that, but a lot of the fucking alt media type people are uh, acting like this is like just just oh my god, can you believe it's, it's like yeah, we people with a brain can fucking see that. You just is a lot of you guys are using that. Uh, as a justification to basically lure people into your fucked up shit. And that's not, again, that's not saying there aren't good intentioned people out there, and you should try to focus on that. But if you, if you don't think that, what's it called, like, at this time, that there's a pro-Christian fundamentalist side that's fucking, you know, very much entrenched into the whole, to the whole um, Israel thing, then, you know, it, 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 it's taken over the entertainment as well. You know, and then and then of course, like you know, um, you know, t- uh, like Blinken admitting that they didn't, they took it off of Israel's word about the UNRWA thing. They didn't really investigate it. You know what I mean? It's like it's like they'll keep buying more time to fucking demonize and and stop funding of certain fucking things for the, for that purpose, and they'll go on and they keep gaslighting you. They know what they're doing is wrong. We are we're like we're people act appalled that they're being this mass off about it. They don't give a shit. They know, the, 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 these fundamentalists know that they fucking want you to get lured into that other fundamentalist type of world. You'll have, like, you know, that guy Ogles uh, uh, wanting to, uh, uh, Gaza wiped out completely. Or, or the, so one of the Israeli, the Israeli ministers fucking happy about what's, you know, about what's happening um, over there, gleefully. And I mentioned Netanyahu's post-quote-unquote war plan. And then, and then we're we're making fucking characters out of some of these. Um, New York Times, New York Times hired somebody that reported on on um, on the fake uh, on on the on the baby beheaded babies hoax and some of the mass rape. Um, um, you know, um, the beheaded baby hoax, whatever, and the mass rape hoax, whatever. Not saying that there isn't rape going on, and if there is rape going on from Hamas, I fucking condemn it. But like some of these stories, some of these stories have been fucking purposely been put out there, and it's like now we're gonna and, and now you're discovering that the New York Times hired this person and her and then this person's tweets have all fucking liked horrible things that they want done to Palestinians. It's like it's like perp it's like purposeful. Then and then and and then because the U.S. does horrible things, you're supposed to fucking you know defend um the Houthis. Because they might say that they're um, trying to help Palestine, whatever, and all that. Like I, I can, I can see that point of it as well. But I can also see that what the call they can try to gain, taking advantage of, of of a genocide going on to get more. Because again, what the call you think? Oh, these people oppose the U.S. and all that. They oppose regular fucking. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be on the same page as as all these fucking fundamentalists are gonna be on. You know, I don't know, man.
Like, what, when you tell me that somebody who's done, like, like, like you know, like the gaslighting in that, like, you tell me that someone who's helped commit genocide ends up getting killed, and then you expect people, oh, you go, oh people don't have a heart, um, they, 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 they don't care that a soldier got killed or whatever and all that, but it's like, d- dude, if, if you're partaking in this, if, if, if you're partaking in this, you constantly, like, you're talking about U.S. soldiers, too, or, or, or Canadian, whatever, it's, it's like, if you're partaking in this, you're partaking in, like, you're doing horrible fucking shit. You're killing innocent fucking people. And I'm supposed to now feel bad. It's like, they'll, they'll gaslight you even that direction. Even though they know that you are no obligation to feel bad for fucking soldiers that are partaking in this. They should feel fucking bad because they're putting soldiers, they're brainwashing soldiers into wanting to do this. Some feel so fucking horrible about it. Now they're fucking burning themselves alive and shit. I'll be back. I'm going to get some water. I needed to kind of just get that out of the way for a minute. Okay, so it's uh, 6.17 p.m. <clears throat> I'm probably going to... By the time I get through all this discourse, it's going to be a, like, a long fucking time. So I'm going to try getting through it fucking as quickly as possible. You know? Might have to, I might not have to give you like the greatest analysis ever or whatever, but you know. Um, other political shit, um, you know, again, again, I can never keep up with what the hog or Hague is, whatever. I, I always see people always, uh, mention it on Twitter when somebody, like, you know, does something, like, really, like, you know, like, like someone, if, like, someone like Barry Weiss will, will go, oh, too, too late, you're going to the hog, basically. And, you know what I mean? So, and again, with the call, I, and I, I looked, obviously I looked it up of what it is, obviously. It's, you know, it's something in the Netherlands. I don't know, it's like, uh, you know, um, it's a city, but like, you know, it's like, you know, where some type of fucking, I don't know, what is, let me see, hold on. Now I'm forgetting about it again. But, I mean, either way, there was like, um, you know, um, protests with pro and anti-Eritrea, um, Eritrean, um, you know, uh, protests going on, you know, you know what I mean, um, it's a municipality, municipality of the Netherlands, situated on the west coast, facing North Sea, the, the capital province of South Holland, the country's country, the minister center, it, and, and it's seat of government, well, yeah. uh, And it's seen the government, while the official capital of the Netherlands, Amsterdam, the Hague, has been described as the country de facto capital. So, yeah, there was, uh, you know, um, there was, uh, you know, protests going on, but then I, I just noticed that, like, the, the, the angle that I'm taking from it, because a lot of, you know, Elon, Elon Musk fucking, you know, click blue check marks were dominating the fucking, uh, dominating the space last week when this was trending. And, like, there was, like, you know, protests going on and fought, and, and, and just blaming more and more immigrants for all this stuff, right? And, 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 and by the way, see, see, this is why with the call I wasn't completely defending, like, the, and, like, uh, not, not that I fucking trust the NYPD, right? I, I, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I, again, I know I'll get heat for it, but I don't completely, 
um, buy into the notion of, like, some people who are, you know, who I can see are going more to the right. Who, who like, you know, will shill for other fucking racists and other billionaires and other fucking powerful celebrities that probably have, like, law enforcement on, on, their, on their payroll. When you're propping them up and then you say you're just anti-cop in the most generalized way, I, I you know what I mean? With a call, and, and again, with a cold, it's like, they expect you to automatically be that because... Because look at what they're showing you. Look at and they do that on purpose to show you what horrible shit the fucking cops are fucking doing. And that and this is not like like this is like this is like oh the co- like this is not me defending the fucking horrible cops that are doing horrible shit. But it's not just as simple as oh uh, it's law it's just um bad law enforcement all that. There's definitely funding going on for these kind of things, and they and they are doing it on purpose because they want a generalized notion of different institutions because. What's it called? If I see that people who are now aligning with fucking right-wing fucking billionaires, um, and they do, like, anti-fucking Fed, or, like, they'll call out certain liberals, or they'll call out fucking, uh, different fucking, uh, uh, pro-cop fucking people, whatever, or people that, you know, have a roster of cops on their fucking payroll, maybe, like a David Simon, because he's someone that would probably have a roster of cops on, on his payroll, whatever. You're making it seem like, you know, they're completely pro-fucking cop. Um, completely, and you're not having any nuance to the fucking conversation. And you're, um, you know, um, taking advantage of the trauma porn that's fucking existing in there. Right? Because, again, with the and it's not defending what the NYPD did to the mi- those migrants, whatever. Right? Um, because, like, you know, th- th- that footage of them, like, you know, st- like, you know, harassing them, whatever. But it turns out that, like... They committed another fucking crime, and they're also part of a gang, which goes to t- which goes to sh- like show me that some of these p- people are are being funded. In my personal opinion, like there's there's one Venezuelan immigrant that fucking committed a murder, and all the fucking right wingers are losing their mind over oh immigration right just to put out anti immigration sentiment in a in a generalized way to endanger their fucking lives right, and it turns out that. Like, it, th- th- this guy was from the, like, the, the I remember, like, a, I, I don't know, what, what, before Trump left office, I remember it became a story, and I thought it was kind of random, I didn't know what the fucking goal was going to be for that, like, the, like why would you, like, wh- wh- why was it known about this, this is one, I guess they're trying to promote it as a, as a stunt to show you more pro-Trump people, whatever, but the, the Trump was the one that gave them the, this, the, um, this person legal fucking status to begin with. And I know people are going to look at it like, oh, look, see, Trump, um, you know, did that. So this is why um, it's, it's, it's on his hands in that regard. Right. But I look at it on his hands and um, on his hands in, in the regard that uh, I personally believe that a lot of these fucking, you know, uh, those billionaires and fucking dirty politicians putting money on the fucking street to fucking do all this shit so you can fucking get to get people, you know, on board with the manufactured consent of why quote unquote immigrants are poisoning the well and all that kind of shit. So you can then automatically you can have like you won't give too much of a shit when somebody's quoting fucking Hitler directly and using it in a new you know but I mean in in an era where <clears throat> but no one of the Democrats who point this fucking shit out you know they're gonna they're not gonna be credible because under their fucking watch, genocide is fucking happening. 
So it's like who are the, people are gonna people who b- only buy into the oh mainstream media and the Democrats are the only fucking problem we have whatever oh I'm woken up because I can see it through their hypocrisy like you're supposed to see it they'll just self preserve while you know they'll self preserve so their fucking words mean more what after the fucking fact you know but what the cult I don't know. It's it's insane. Um, let me see right here. Hold on a second. Um, let me see. Um, Trump grants Venezuelan temporary legal status on his way out. You, you know. So and people are like, well, did he cross over during Trump's presidency? But the order fucking says it extends two years into Biden into Biden's administrations. It was like one of his like so. So to me, if if Trump is so people people who are gonna own Trump on this will do it in limited ways, basically by just saying, oh, simply Trump um, is the one that gave this people status. But you have to wonder what his things are transactional, right? You have to wonder. Why they would give a legal status to certain people, um, to go, you know what I mean to, uh, and they do this kind of shit, and it's not just random fucking shit happening. This is fucking orchestrated, basically, and and they know that ultimately they can still just convince people that it's going to be the Democrats' fault while this is happening, while they're while the fundamentalist billionaires that run this fuck run America are the ones that are putting money on the fucking street for this shit to happen. That's how, you know, that's how I fucking look at it, at least. But no one wants, but, but again, you, you you point this out to Trump supporters, they won't fucking take it because they just, they want to take advantage of, of, of what's fucking happening. Uh, in order to be quote unquote anti democrat and then align with people that are gonna make fucking life a lot fucking worse. Who are probably the cause of a lot of this fucking shit. Like the thing is, and by the way, I'm, this is not me, this is not me defending the fucking cop. I'm just saying that it's not it's it's beyond just it's beyond just uh, you know um, it's beyond just uh, you know um, just oh cops are fucking bad and all that kind of shit. But like they will fucking um, but 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 the cops that they do want, they want them to fulfill their right wing fucking agenda. That's why like there's a. I, even if it's, if it's a Democratic fucking mayor or whatever the fuck, I, I I don't even know who the new mayor is in fucking New York, whatever. But what's it called? Let me see. Hold on a second. Um, she just uh, she just uh, basically signed a new crime bill. Hold on a second. Here, hold on a second. Or is an election year? But you know what else it is? The thirtieth anniversary of Joe Biden's nineteen ninety four crime bill infamous for the mass incarceration of countless 
black people. And in honor of 30 years of locking up black people, just to show us how far we haven't come, DC's very own black Democrat mayor, Mayor Bowser, is introducing a revived crime bill. And it's worse, so, so much worse than anything you could imagine. One, it'll criminalize all face coverings. Philadelphia has its own regressive black woman mayor that bans ski mask coverings. This is so, so much worse because it bans everything, including but not limited to bandanas, hoodies, hijabs, and the only decider of what you will be allowed to wear on your face will be the police. But it gets worse. Two, gatherings of two or more people will be criminalized. The police will be allowed to designate any neighborhoods they want, high-risk areas, and once they do, the police will be allowed to arrest you for so much as hanging out with a friend. Three, police will be legally allowed to kill suspects during car chases. Four, because this isn't suspicious, body cam footage restrictions will be removed. Police will no longer be prevented from viewing the body cam footage before they write their statements. Five, the police will be allowed to arrest you if you have anything on, anything on your face that just looks scary to somebody. Doesn't matter what you're doing, you don't have to be committing crime. Someone says it looks scary, the police can arrest you. Six, the public will no longer be allowed to be notified if an officer that's been found guilty of misconduct is still on active duty or not. Seven, the police will be allowed to arrest anybody riding the metro that doesn't turn over their ID when demanded, even if the police are plainclothes officers who do not identify themselves as the police. And eight, if you discard a gun, it's a crime. You hear me? Discard a gun. I didn't say possess a gun, shoot a gun, commit a crime with a gun. Discard a gun, it's a crime. It is despicably clear that the D.C. mayor wants to give the police absolute unchecked... Sorry, D.C. mayor, not NY mayor. ...profile, terrorize, and arrest black, brown, and poor people and whoever they would like. Not for committing crime, but for existing. For looking like someone the police, who would be the sole deciders, think are criminals. The D.C. crime bill would allow the police to arrest you because you looked scary. You caused fear to someone who saw you. Or you were simply hanging out with your friend in your neighborhood. And it would remove all restrictions and accountability on police abuse. We cannot let this happen. Between New York City's Black Mayor Eric Adams bringing back stop and frisk, Philadelphia's Black Mayor banning ski masks, Atlanta's Black Mayor constructing Cop City, and now D.C.'s Black Mayor reviving one of the worst and most destructive laws to Black people in America's history. It has never been clearer that all skin folk ain't kin folk, and we cannot allow these people to represent us. And the first thing we need to do is say no to DC's crime bill. So yeah, <clears throat> that's fucking frightening, you know. But also the thing you gotta remember as well, what the cold so they will most definitely have more sensational. See, the thing is, people are gonna look at. The... Even when they, when bad faith actor like TYT will use the most sensationalist shit and the most sensationalist stories to what they call bring fucking you know, uh, attention and fear monger over fucking crime and homelessness and all that kind of shit. Like the part I wish is like that would be exposed by people who kind of oppose that because it's going to affect regular innocent fucking people more so than 
anyone who's being, again, these people are, some of these people are being let off on a crime, and, and they're making it seem like it's like bail reform is what letting these people out when it's like you got to ask yourself why are the judges letting these people off? It's because they're trying to make it look like, oh, look, um, because everyone's talking about bail reform or systemic racism within prisons and all that kind of stuff, that was a call that they're not going to put anyone of color in, in, in jail or, in, or any, any immigrant in, in, in jail or deport them or anything like that. So they're doing that on fucking purpose. But I, perp- I think that, like, you shouldn't automatically just defend the fucking, uh, like, you know, the, the, the person in the, in the sensational story. That's like, like, if you see someone doing a violent fucking crime and they have a fucking history of it, ask yourself a question of why they're allowed to do it. And for, and, and again, it, it's not some conspiracy to go more right wing. It's, it's actually a fucking, you know, a left leaning conspiracy to, to kind of disarm the right wing because you can literally fund different fucking people who are fucking, you know, under the fucking radar, have henchmen do a bunch of fucking shit so that what they called it looks like, uh, so they can make it look like, oh my god, they're, um, people on the left are defending all this violent fucking crime going on. And then the, the cops that they want to do this. The, the, the thing is, I, I, I look at it like, uh, you know how, how Watchmen, I know people hated the, hated Watchmen because of, uh, how, because like they, you know, uh, uh, like Alan Moore didn't fucking like the, 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 the how the show was presenting it, whatever. Right, but if I took away the fucking, you know, the, the, the brand of it, whatever, I'm looking at it from, like, what is, is being symbolized there. Because I feel like the whole Watchmen, like, oh, does this um, um, stay loyal to the, com- uh, the, the you know, the, um, the graphic novel, uh, you know, it, does it stay true to that? Like, the, that to me is all extra discourse. Um, because if you did a show where you're actually trying to show what's going to happen in the fucking future and how it's going to be presented or whatever, then with the call, like, you wouldn't be... That's why they need to make old slave, old slave movies, like, from, like, like just set, have it set in the back of the day and implement some of the fucking truths that exist in the, in the, in the current form. You gotta read between the, you know, the 12 years of slave thing, to me was like, okay, they, they could have easily just made that a current story where somebody gets arrested because they're trying to put them in a private prison where the new slavery is, and it's often off a of mistaken identity or something like that. That's the way that I fucking looked at it, you know what I mean? While they still, because then it, 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 cause again, like, you know, you're, you're allowed talking about slavery, but you can only do it within limitations. So then it gives the right-wing fuel to go, oh, why are you obsessing over slavery? That slavery ended a long time ago, and you're just reminding... You know, they'll do the same fucking bullshit they do. That's why I'm like, if you're going to make a, sla- a, sla- uh, you know, a slave uh, you know, a slave movie, and you're going to fucking you know, do one currently, you should do it about how the, 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 the new current way of getting people um, locked up to be fucking slaves in prison has been fucking used, you know what I mean? I I don't know. But, like, with the whole Watchmen thing, whatever, like, you know, it, it looked like, what they call, like, I looked at it like there's a faction of good and, like, like uh, not like anyone's completely fucking good. I don't think there's, like, true fucking good in this world. But it, it, it showed you, uh, you know, uh, symbolism of what kind of world we're going to be fucking living in. 
where what the you know where and and and, and, then, and people who do the generalization of like oh look you're bigging up cops basically even though in this in, in a specific situation they're going after like white supremacist but like they made it seem like you know the cop would be in fucking danger or something like that so people so I can see the how it would be pro cop if you're doing the generalized fucking way but I looked at it but I I even disagreed. Like I, I gave you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, people who are familiar with fucking Watchmen because uh, the, you know the, uh, like I, I, I gave them the benefit of the doubt because like you know like they you know read this shit whatever, and they know more about fucking you know uh, you know social politics and all that type of shit, and and geopolitics and all that fucking shit whatever. But but the, but at the same fucking time, like you know, I, I feel like people misrepresented it as well, for the purpose of making it seem like oh you should only judge it, uh, based off if they fucking did a good job to appease um, Alan Moore essentially. But I was looking at it from like you know I'm not, I'm not like c- taking consideration the whole Watchmen aesthetic. I'm just taking into consideration of what kind of future they're fucking putting out. So. So, and, and, and some of these people who were against it have gone more fucking right wing, so. That's why I don't fucking buy the notion of, like, especially when there's, like, celebrities who are, like, connected with billionaires who will do the fucking generalized anti-cop shit, whatever. It's, 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 and some of these people who are corrupted in that regard, like, who are above the law, whatever. They are only anti-cop because they don't want fucking... It's like... It's the same way that the Sopranos are anti-fed and anti-cop. Even even though, like, as regular people, we can see what problematic fucking institutions the policing is, basically, and how they fucking train you to do that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't I, I don't even know where to fucking, you know, also start, man. I just, it's too much. I, I could talk about Shane Gillis, because he hosted SNL. And listen, I'm going to judge it off of somebody. Like I'm going to put the funny first. But it's important to p- point out, because... The stuff that, like, again, it's, like, it's doing him a fucking favor. He, this is such a forced character for the anti-establishment. Like, they're all celebrating because he said the word retard. Like, if you, listen, man, what they call, I'm not a stickler for words within context and all that kind of shit. I got, I, you know what I mean, what they call, I, I think, uh, like, the whole, like, you know, offensive words has been watered down in the sense that, it becomes more of a discourse storyline while other elements of racism and fucking punching down are being normalized because of who's funding certain things and all that. You know what I mean? But someone can be like, okay, hold on a second, uh, Jake Flores. And I, I get people shit on him because there's a personal vendetta. I think Shane Gillis and his friends, like, you know, they uh, dox him. But he goes right here. It's because it's funny that Shane Gillis bombed on SNL, but it's irrelevant to the actual criticism of, of of this type of comedy, in my opinion. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not. Who amongst us? Uh, the actual problem is with them is that they are actors in a right wing culture war. 
They're fueled by something that sucks and that has a real outcome. They protect, they protect rapists, harass women, dox people, throw anyone that criticizes them into the thresher, and then throw um un- and, and somehow under the paradoxical banner of free speech and fuck them if they can't take a joke. You'll notice though that any criticism of them is reframed as censorship, outrage, and not being able to handle jokes. That's how that's how it works. You say I think it sucks that you're a bootlegger and a rapist, and then and then and then you say this guy is trying to censor our jokes because he's woke. That's why I'm talking about this shit. I so frequently reiterate that I'm also an edge lord, and I have said all the slurs and done horrible shit and stuff. I'm not Seth Simons, and I'm not critiquing you as Seth Simons. I'm one of your own, and you can't actually respond to what I'm saying. You have to tell people I'm a woke. To me personally, I think you know, like what people consider edgelord, right? I'm not saying it can be funny, right? But I also think that what the cult people automatically think that if they, you know, spout, spew out edgelord rhetoric, that it somehow means that their fucking comedy is ten times better because uh, because um, every, everyone else is PC and woke. But it's like, these people are the most PC type of people because you're appeasing right-wing fundamentalist billionaires that want this kind of fucking behavior out. Like, I'm not going to... Like, I've I've been an edgelord. I've said some of the most edgy... Some of the... What you consider edgy... Like, some of the most offensive fucking type of fucking shit. I'm not fucking... Oh, my God. I'm too fucking sensitive to take it. I'm just... I recognize that it, it, the whole time, because of the quote-unquote overly PC liberal type whatever on purpose, that you automatically think that you have to go um to the... Um, the politically incorrect uh, fucking uh, uh, direction. Even though those people who are supposed to be politically incorrect are actually a lot more politically correct in uh, who they're serving. It's just they're they're politically correct to right wing fucking billionaires that want this kind of bullshit out, and they hide behind. Oh my god, everyone's afraid of my jokes. There's another one that he said. What do you say right here? Hold on a second. There's another thing that he said. Another good, you know, he's been keeps been going. I mean, I mean, he does have. He does seem like he has a personal agenda. I, I, but, but I don't blame him for having the the, the personal, uh, uh, the personal agenda. If fucking Shane Gillis and his friends try to fuck with this guy, because I, one thing, listen, I don't agree with everything that Jake Flores fucking says. But the one thing that I do appreciate about him is that he's like one i guess maybe he doesn't he doesn't feel a need to politic to like you know get noted like you know be propped up by right-wing fucking comedians but i like the fact that he has called out like the legion of skanks and some of these right-leaning fucking comedians that pretend like the oh my god what what i'm saying is the most ultimate edgelord thing on the planet i'm the ultimate fucking truth teller everyone's too fucking sensitive because you're using a bunch of sensationalist accounts that are not I bet you some of these people who 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 uh who are online they pretend to be like um you know they pretend to be liberal and they're offended whatever like just to make it more powerful I'm not talking about actual people that are critiquing this but I'm talking about the people some of the accounts online that pretend to be fucking liberal or pretend to be socially conscious a little bit they will go over the top with trying to cancel somebody But like at the same time, they're getting mad at a band member in the group 
uh, of the uh, who performing in SNL, they're getting mad that she wasn't laughing at any of the fucking jokes. So, so, so not only, so not only are they getting their wish that this fucking, fucking Kyle Rittenhouse in a fat suit is performing on SNL after he got quote unquote fired. I don't believe it. SNL is a fucking SNL is more conservative than you think, and I believe just like WWE does or or other institutions do, they send fucking people who have uh, uh, ill will against the fucking company. Um, they, they, when they have ill will against the company or or the or they got screwed over by the company, they basically get fake fired. They're still associated with it, but then they get a comeback. Basically, this is basically like SNL's like version of Mega CM Punk. But, 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 but when people are making fun, making fun of the woman for not laughing at the jokes, which again, I believe that was also try hard as well to make it seem like uh, his comedy is even more dangerous to his base because all oh, these uh, these uh, uncouth liberals are not laughing at my guy's jokes, basically. But he goes, this may be the hot take, but I kind of think the rise of a former celebrity whose fandom is a grieved, a deranged, insult-type guy who can't enjoy comedy by perceiving anyone and everyone's trying to stop their white guy from achieving greatness is funny and it should be mocked. But if you do that, then that means you're hating on fucking comedy. But it's, it's okay if you're, you know, Mark Norman and fucking Joe List and all the fucking Opie and Anthony Pipeline comedians making fun of Hannah Gadsby because she was serious in her special. She was trying to be compelling, even though you guys hype up Bill Hicks, who, like, again, he's an interesting fucking comedian. I thought he fucking had good rants and all that. But I can't say as a comedian that I laughed out loud at a lot of the fucking stuff that he said. He just said a lot of truths. So I thought that that was accepted in fucking... In, I mean, the, the their friend... I mean, if you're going to talk about somebody doing depressing fucking comedy, and you're, and you're going to fucking... Sh- I, you know why I'm bringing Hannah Gadsby? Because I noticed that there was a right-wing shift when that uh, when her, a com- her Netflix special dropped, and everyone, like Mark Norman, who is a funny fucking guy, him and Joe List are funny fucking people, but they're like, oh... This is the type of comedy that people people want. Like, you can do your style of fucking comedy. Who's stopping you? So you can shit on Hannah Gadsby, right? You can shit on her for, you know, doing a serious, compelling fucking, you know, uh, like, you know, um, you know, a monologue in her fucking, uh, like, a whole fucking thing. Like, like there was humor in it, but yeah, a lot of it was fucking serious. Not always my type of fucking, co- if I'm looking for a comedy special. It, it, I didn't say it wasn't compelling, but you can make fun of that all day, but if you criticize, um, you know, um, like, you know, Jim Brewer doing fucking hack comedy. Guys like Bill Burr would be like, why are you, why are other comics mocking a comic? I don't know. You guys do that all the fucking time. You guys are literally from the generation that literally buries other fucking people. But I, I, I'm not singling out Bill, Bill Burr because Bill Burr, even when like, when uh, I remember when um, um, uh, he was on Opie and Anthony one time, and they're fucking playing clips from uh, from uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, God, what the, how, how, how am I forgetting this guy's name? What's it called? Everyone's fucking been using him as a comedy god. Uh, how does this live in my fucking mind, man? I, I know someone's probably screaming at the fucking thing. Uh, uh, hold on. 
How am I for, how am I forgetting the fucking name? It's right there on my television. George Carlin. What the, how am I forgetting the name? So so when uh, um George Carlin's last special, Opie and Anthony were fucking uh, Opie and Anthony were talking about it, and I think Bill Burr was in the studio, and then. Because Anthony is more conservative, and uh, um, George Carlin was kind of calling out the conservative elements of shit about the system, and what they called, um, um, you know, uh, Anthony Camille was like fucking kind of shitting on it, and Bill Burr wasn't really in the mood to shit on it. He was kind of like defending it, but he didn't want to like get into an, you know a big time argument with about about the whole thing, whatever. I remember that distinctly, whatever. So I'm not saying Bill Burr's one of those fucking guys, but you know what I mean, like. But, like, the the people that he is hung around with, if you don't get in line with a lot of the other comedians in, in that circle, they fucking destroy your fucking life. So what the fuck is that, though? And no one's canceling fucking Shane, Shane Gillis. Oh, the Packer fans want his uh, sketch uh, um, about, um, uh, about the butt plug. Uh, so, some of the sketches I, I did... <clears throat> Even if Shane Gillis wasn't in there, some of the sketches that they did were, like, pretty decent. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, and I'm judging it as a comedy thing, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I didn't think his monologue was that bad. I thought it was, like, you know, it was, like, standard. But everyone was, like, celebrating, like, oh, he said retard on television again. He said it again. He, he, we, we can be, we can be men again. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, the, the, that's what you... Like, decide what makes you a fucking man that you can say regressive level fucking shit. Look, I said the fucking word. I don't think I'm a big fucking edgelord. It's actually one of the words that what they're called, like, you know, I have to fucking, you know, remind myself that, you know, that, you, that, that I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be using it. You know what I mean? I try not to. Not because, like, oh, my God, I'm scared of what the... It, it's like... When I find out that when I find out that people who like I'm talking about billionaire fundamentalist types, they want like you know, and they and they've and some of these people have gone into the world of entertainment, where through through an entertainment lens, they have made you co-sign regressive type of fucking things. So when I find out that they've been doing that kind of shit, it makes me not want to actually say these words, right? But 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 they'll sell it like oh my god he's afraid he's afraid to say the fucking words like no I'm not really afraid to say it I used to fucking say words fucking freely in the sense that I thought that was the ultimate I don't give a fuck like oh look at look at me with the call upsetting the super PC people and all that kind of shit but I'm but but, but if I'm using slurs and if I and, and, and if I'm saying fucking edgelord shit, I'm also being politically correct because I'm also appeasing what fucking fundamentalist billionaires want. But we can't talk about how the fundamentalist billionaires um, run entertainment. You can only say it if it's Jewish people running it, right? And because there's a delegation of Jewish fundamentalists that exist in the in the in entertainment industry. Right with the you know because because that exists, people don't actually think also that Christian fundamentalism also there's like a huge Christian fundamentalism that also has been normalizing the new entertainment, especially in this era. But there's always been Christian fundamentalism that has been implemented in uh in 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 Hollywood in general though. It just Hollywood now has uh, gone to the alt media and shit like that.
I don't know, man. Like he made, let's see again, what they're called, and because the mainstream media will be like, oh, he made Down Syndrome jokes, but then you'll see right-wingers who will pretend they have more nuance will be like, but he mentioned that his family hired, uh, opened up a business and hired people with Down Syndrome. So what they're called, like you're, like, he doesn't hate them. He, you know, he, so basically the mainstream media who are fake liberals, they will fucking like make a mountain out of a molehill for the most tamest. Like they're making it more dangerous than what it really is. It just adds to the nature of like, Oh, look, the supposed establishment fucking hates Shane Gillis, so now I gotta support him even fucking more. But this has all been designed for him to fucking, you know... This has all been fucking designed for him to basically be somebody... I watch too much wrestling to see how they build elements and how they fucking do that to people. You know, I don't know. Like, like, listen, man. I think anything can be funny. I really do. I think anything can be fucking funny. I'm just saying, I don't like the nature of like, hey, if it's something's funny, just let it be funny. When you fucking start going, oh, look at me. I'm so fucking funny. That what they're called is going to be angering these fake fucking liberals who are really on your fucking side that are trying to fucking actually help you. The main, the the main, like the biggest fucking uh, uh, um, supporter for um, that helps these people rise up is the pretentious fucking establishment that are fucking co-signed other fucked up shit. So then you point out how they'll fuck uh, co-sign other fucking shit and are inconsistent with certain things, and they're making a mountain mountain of a molehill because they like one time like a couple of years ago they placed uh, Shane Gillis because he got. I thought what what they got him canceled for specifically was kind of tame, but like and then also and that also limits the conversation because now you're like <coughs> everyone's done accents, everyone's done you know jokes like that whatever and all that kind of people will deny it but people who always deny it are always someone that always co-signs something else that's fucking highly fucking racist or a racist narrative so whatever but people what are called have done that whatever right so they make it relatable to what other people have done joking with their fucking friends at some time in their fucking life but the reason why i look at him like he's dangerous is because he's aligned with the fucking right-wing pipeline that's fucking helping him become this big fucking, like, oh, I'm this big anti-establishment star that's being brought back, basically. And and the early... Exa- it's like they're trying to reboot Norm MacDonald's fucking storyline. It's basically if they had... Basically, if they took Norm MacDonald's storyline... And watered it. Like, it wasn't the exact same story. So, Norman Donald was actually on the show, on the actual show for a bit. But this, but this was, like, their rebooted version of it. Where, like, oh, this guy just got fired for this kind of joke. And, and then he built his fucking career getting fucking people to, you know, amplify him up. And then he's like, oh, my God, he's allowed back. So, it's supposed to be his Norm MacDonald moment where Norm MacDonald would basically go... Oh, the show is not funny anymore. And also, honestly, looking back at that, like, I like Norm Donald, he's a funny dude, but he was, that was another fucking industry organized thing, whatever. Just to make it look like Norm Donald's anti establishment. They're not, they're not anti establishment. 
Like the one, the, the one thing that they know all make a lot of edgy fucking jokes. But like he's one of those. He was one of those comedians also toward the latter portion. That if you said something against religious people, and this is when I was like buying into the whole like they don't want you to believe in God anymore. They're fucking going more satanist and all that kind of shit. But like I noticed that a lot of com- a lot of comedians like that. Well, we'll go ahead. I joke a lot about a lot of things, but there's nothing funny about joking about somebody's God. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it becomes pretentious, but then because, like, they're funny about other fucking things, you're automatically never supposed to criticize them. So if you criticize Norm MacDonald, then you're a big fucking asshole, even though I still say he's fucking funny. But if you're going to tell me that he was, fu- he was, like, still, like, at his funniest like, you know, toward the latter portion of his fucking career in the last few years, whatever, that he was around. Um, I'm ta- I'm sorry, you're a fucking liar, because he really wasn't. But that doesn't mean that he was that in, in general, he's not, you know what I mean? Some of <coughs> the funniest things in comedy have been because of Norm MacDonald and, 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 and the way that he does jokes and all that. So I'm not fucking completely shitting on him. But I'm also, it's like the same thing. It's like when Gilbert Godfrey would go on on, on some of his radio shows, it's like, they every all these people would shit on Jimmy Fallon for doing fake laughing, but I honestly don't think people found what Gilbert Godfrey was saying at certain portions of the of the interview to be that super fucking hilarious, and it felt fucking phony, and actually does him more of a disservice because like everything that he's like at a status now where you're supposed to laugh at everything he fucking does. I don't know. But that's that's what Shane Gills was doing, you know. But I mean, that's, that's just how, you know, a lot of this fucking bullshit, uh, You know, it's just, it, it becomes fucking annoying. The whole conversation—it's it's not, not even about the art anymore. It's about you know. And, and by the way, I'm 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 being more than fucking fair. As I, I'm I I I'll play the monologue right now. Let me, let me see. SNL model. Let me see. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it's uh, 
yeah, I'm here. I, uh, most of you probably have no idea who I am. Uh, I was actually, I was fired from this show uh, a while ago, but if, you know, don't look that up, please. If you don't know who I am, please don't Google that. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. See, as, as, some, as somebody that's just, just doing com- comedy, he, he, he's, he's decent in that, but, it, it, but the thing is, <clears throat> I'm not offended by it. I'm not offended or, oh my God, it's out of control. What I hate ab- about him is who he's associated with and how they're market and how they're marketing him. Him as a comedian, what they call like, you know, as, 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 if I'm judging just, just a comedy, yeah, he's actually pretty fucking decent in that fucking regard. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to fucking pretend that, oh my God, he's uh, like, oh my God, the greatest fucking thing. He's such a dangerous fucking guy in a comedy. He's bringing back the fucking old way of fucking comedy again. Even, even though, because pretend fucking liberals have watered down fucking shit. Um, um, and, and then what they call what? So then you can just bring this shit back and then pretend like this is like the ultimate fucking F you to the fucking system, even though he's doing what the system fucking wants. That, that's what I don't fucking get ab- about amping this fucking guy up all the time. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I, this is, I, sh- I probably shouldn't be up here, honestly. I should be home. I should be, I should be a high school football coach. That's what I should be. Like, God molded me perfectly to be a high school football coach slash ninth grade sex education teacher. <laughs> but that is, <laughs> that is what I want to be. That is, you know, I can feel it. It's in there. It's like my true calling. And you feel, you know, I can feel it. You know, I'm getting older. It's passing me by. You know, like my biological clock is ticking on this stream. You know how, like, uh... You know, like when a, a woman's biological clock is ticking, she sees like a baby in a stroller and is like, oh my God, your baby. Like that's how I am if I see like like a big 15 year old. I'm like, oh my God, look at the size of that kid. <laughs> With the right coaching, that kid could be something special. I'm telling you right now. That, actually, that's all right. A yeah. line of coaches in my family. My, my father is actually a volunteer assistant girls high school basketball coach. <laughs> He's actually here right now. You get him on there? Yeah. There he is. He looks like fucking Hank Schrader. There's my dad, the volunteer assistant girls high school basketball coach. <laughs> I thought it was funny. All right. You don't think that's funny to bring my dad here to make fun of him for being a girls high school basketball coach? All right. <laughs> I thought it was great. Never mind. thought that was going to be a big hit here. Uh... Now, my mom's up there with my mom. <laughs> I'm not going to make funny. My mom asked me this a lot, and it's kind of an intense question. My mom asked me, she's like, when did we stop being best friends? And she's right. We used to be best friends. You remember that when you were a little boy and you, like, you loved your mom and you thought she was the cool? You remember when you were gay? You remember when you were just a gay little boy? Every little boy is just their mom's gay best friend. There's literally zero difference. I was gay for my mom. She would pick me up from school. I'd hop in the van. I'd be like, girl, tell me about your day. I thought she was cool. I would listen to her music. I'd be like, bam, 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 bam. Let's go, girls. I would, I would dance for her. Just... She'd be like, look at my little dancer. But, uh... So that one's pretty decent. Okay. We stopped being best friends, and I don't... I don't have the heart to tell her because, like most men, I know exactly when me and my mom stopped being friends. 
It was, uh, it was the first time I whacked off. I'll speed up a little bit. <laughs> Before that, you're like, oh, where's my mom? I love my mom. She's so cool. One nut, you're like, when's that bitch gonna leave the house? I have so much business to attend to. <laughs> All right. I hope I can say those words on TV. Uh... See? See, he's doing it in like, like if you don't know anything about him, you'll be like, okay, he's doing this like in a, in a very... Uh, like he's very self, he's very self aware and all that kind of shit, and I, and I understand that. With the clock, I, I can kind of respect it as an art, whatever. But because I know like what kind of fucking people that he fucking aligns with, you know what I mean? And people are, and the machine is actually fucking behind him. Otherwise, he wouldn't be back at SNL. You know what I mean? Otherwise, he wouldn't have even been like he. he trust me, with the so they, they, they did it on purpose to make. He was one of the early examples. Of like, oh, cancel culture got it wrong and all that. But it was like designed for him. Like it was designed for you to go heal, basically. That's like, that's, that's my issue with him. It has nothing to do with like whether he's actually funny or not. He's like pretty decent. But with the cold, that's not going to, because I'm judging it based off fucking funny. That doesn't mean that I'm going to fucking automatically go, oh, people are getting, the woke mob is getting worked up all over this guy. No one's getting worked over this guy. People can just see he's a fraud, though. Anyway, my whole family's here, so I'll talk about them instead of anything else. Uh, talk about my family. I'll tell you this. I don't know if you guys, uh, if you can tell by looking at me, but I do have family members with Down syndrome. <laughs> it almost got me. I, I dodged it, but it nicked me. It nicked me. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Look, I don't have any material that can be on TV, all right? <laughs> I'm trying my best. All see, this is extremely see, well. See, see, th- th- that's another fucking thing where they make it seem like... like you you act like podcasting and the alt media world and the independent fucking world online whatever isn't like basically the new form of television. So this whole notion of like oh I'm more dangerous because none of my jokes should be on fucking television basically that's another fucking lie. It's like what Whitney Cummings did when she just wanted to promote that her fucking roast is gonna be on OnlyFans. They're just saying hey I got paid millions to fucking do this on OnlyFans. I'm gonna pretend like oh my god you can't even do these roasts on fucking television and and, and the roast wasn't even that fucking good. It, maybe the roast isn't on, on television because it's not fucking that great. You know what I mean? Like I just, I'm just sick of people pretending like they are like the, they're a danger to like to, to the the establishment while the establishment is actually embracing you. I can see everyone not enjoying it. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, just the most nervous I've ever been. Don't clap now. Shut up. <laughs> No, I talk about, I brought up Down Syndrome. You can always tell who's never been around Down Syndrome when you bring it up. Like, if I tell people, if I'm like, yeah, I have family members with Down Syndrome, people that have never been around it are always like, oh. Like, it's like it's the end of the world. Like, oh, are they okay? Are they doing? It's like, they're doing better than everybody I know. They're the only ones having a good time pretty consistently. They're not worried about the election. They're having a good time. My niece, my niece has Down Syndrome, and uh, I thought that was going to get a bigger laugh. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were allowed to have fun here. Uh, but no, my niece has Down syndrome. It's a funny thing that happens when someone in your family has Down syndrome. It goes, when my sister was pregnant, everybody was like very, very scared. And then once, you know, once they come into your life, you realize that's easily the only good member of your entire family. It's crazy. And then your family gets like too proud. Like now every single day in my family's group text, it's just pictures of my niece. And every day somebody else in my family comments, she looks exactly like Uncle Shane. And I'd be like, yeah, I see it a little. And there's no denying it. She does. She looks like me with bangs. Just happy. Just... <laughs> well, my sister... My sister, my niece's mother, she didn't know she'd get pregnant, so she, she foster cared and then adopted three black kids, and then she finally got pregnant, and now she has a kid with Down syndrome, and uh, her husband is from Egypt. He's an Arab guy. You go over to their house, it's like getting in the craziest Uber pool you've ever been. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, how did you guys meet? This is... <laughs> but there's something, I don't know, my niece, 
one day, I'm not saying it's like something I'm looking forward to, but I think it'll be a nice thing uh, for the whole country. Uh, I would say when my niece is probably in like fifth, sixth grade, out at recess, and some white kids out there like, hey, you're not allowed to play with us, you're retarded. And then uh, three black kids come flying out of nowhere, just start wailing on that cracker. Everyone's gonna be like, oh! It's like, it's like a nice moment. And see, and then the right wing, the the right, even though people, there are some people that are laughing at some of the stuff that he's saying, right? Because he said cracker, and it got a, it got like a bigger fucking, it got a bigger fucking laugh. I, I thought it got a big laugh because it was, it was a, it, it, it was a good fucking finale of the punchline of it, basically, and he wrote the joke well. But they're like, oh, you see, this woke crowd only fucking started cheering because you said cracker, but they were not cheering. Like, dude, if you enjoy fucking comedy, why are you analyzing how everyone else is fucking... It's like, I don't understand these people who want edgelord, uh, attitude era level fucking re- re- regression shit back. It's like, they want that to basically... Because, like, they grew up on that, and they haven't grown up mentally. They want to relive that. They want to reboot themselves into to that fucking era and then whenever anyone has like any type of criticism it's like soft ass generation soft ass generation they can't handle this shit it's like you're the one that can't handle someone else having a different opinion maybe not everything that you like has to be the coolest fucking shit on the world i don't understand why a bunch of 30 40 year olds are trying to act like they have to fucking appease um society because they want to be cool so badly Because he's going to reboot the same bullshit era that they're a part of. No, we, uh, my family and I, we actually, we opened a coffee shop in my hometown for people with Down syndrome to work at. And uh, it's going, don't clap. I didn't do it for the claps. I did it, uh, you know, it's going exactly how you think it would go. It's doing well, actually. Lying around the corner every day. Not because there's like a ton of people going, but services. Everyone's getting apple juice. We don't know how to fix that problem. <laughs> There's one thing you know, <laughs> there's one thing you notice though when you work with these guys and it's very it's funny there's literally there's zero difference between us and them and uh, especially at work there's no difference every day these dudes show up to work just <sighs> and you're like what's your problem dude they're like I hate this job so <laughs> alright hey we've got a great show for you tonight 21 Savage is here so stick around we'll be right back thank you so you see as, as judging it as a comedy it wasn't that fucking bad but I knew because it Whenever the whenever the establishment goes at somebody who is supposed to be like uh, you know uh, whenever somebody goes at the you know um, my fucking my shoulders fucking killing me and I don't know if it's arthritis or if this is the beginning of a fucking heart attack but you know either way if I die on fucking you know if I, if I if I die while I'm recording this and it doesn't fucking air, you know, um, and I have a heart attack, you'll probably be on the, on the lost tapes of fucking this handsy podcast that no one will listen to anyways. But I don't know, man. My, my, my shoulder's fucking... My right shoulder's fucking killing me. So he's uh, hold on a second. Oh, here Are you trying to find a guy with Down syndrome doing TikTok? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to do? I Search didn't it. say that at all. I didn't. Search, Search it. it. Search it. <laughs> it is gonna be good. Um, GillianKeys.tv, dude. There's, yeah, there's gonna be a lot. There's gonna be a lot to go God, through down, here. Down syndrome dudes love TikTok. <laughs> Oh my guy's nice. By the way, yeah, yeah. that's wild. These guys are really, awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're having fun. Yeah. For you guys yeah. to sit here and be like, oh, wait a minute. Let's bring it up and mock them. That's <laughs> fucked up, dude. That's a By using them as an insult. Use it. Yeah. We're using you. <laughs> so you're insulting them by saying I no, look like no, no, them? No. Or We're you're insulting, insulting me you. by saying I yeah, look yeah. like them? Yeah, yeah, this is you back in your victim thing. No, no, I'm not being a victim. I'm saying the jokes you're you're doing is not, it's not like... It's not PC? That's not cool. You know what's really <laughs> great? Triggering? You're making fun of these guys, these Down syndrome yeah. dudes, yeah. putting out TikTok, but they doing moves? It's you doing dick. So again, you see, you know, but to me, I think that that kind of clip is supposed to show you that he actually knows better of, you know, again, I didn't think, let's say, what's it called, with everybody, my, my go-to thing, I, I can understand because he probably, you know, lives with, uh, you know, like, you know, like, you know, has been around, has been around them, whatever, that what's it called, like, you know, it, it'll become part of your life where you might, like, not like, in the, it, like, not that you're, like, you're laughing at them, but like, you're, 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 you're basically laughing with them, basically, you know what I mean, in, in, in that regard, I can, I can see in that, in that direction but to me the fact that people are making it seem like this is the most edgy fucking thing and some of these fake you know like the, like the daily beast for example making it seem like oh my god he he um no 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 one laughed at his fucking jokes whatever and all that kind of shit it's like you're making the guy seem like he's more fucking dangerous because like because his base will look at these they'll just say oh basic fucking liberal you know I don't think he bombed as bad as everyone said he did, though. People still were laughing. See, I'll be fair. I'll be fair. I'll be fair as far as the comedy stuff goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, I mean, whatever. And then they said that people got mad at this sketch. Joke about some Green Bay Packers butt plug that plays the Packers fight song while. So what's it called? Like they're talking. So this get in the sketch, right? They're talking about um, how like the people are like, oh, um, they're talking about like what ad ads are coming in from what when you talk about certain things in your private conversation, and they look at Shane Gillis's phone and it's about a fucking Green Bay Packer butt plug that sings a fucking song basically or something like that. And then he's basically, like, presenting scenarios of, like, how could this fucking end? And it's actually a pretty decent sketch. It wasn't, like, the... I'm not saying it was the best sketch. I, th I thought my, my favorite sketch was uh, the one with the fucking... Uh, the gold... The, the Trump shoes. Basically, it's like, you, you go, oh, uh, I'm gonna... Ba like, you could play basketball with them. But it's basically, it doesn't make you greater. It just makes you tell people that you're greater. So he starts doing stuff with it. And he's like, yeah, that, that was a good... That was a good basket I just got, whatever. Oh, my God, I, I we just had sex. This was the best sex you ever fucking had like like that i thought that was a funny sketch whatever like this one's pretty decent but the the people the people that are pumping this sketch up are saying green bay Packers fans are fucking calling for the removal of the sketch off television no one's calling for the removal of it i looked even to see shane gillis packers i barely saw anyone fucking complaining about this part i saw more people celebrating about him being able to say retard on fucking television inside of you and then when you open why would i joke about some green bay packers butt plug that plays the packers fight song while it's inside of you and then when you open your mouth it suddenly gets louder and that what's even funny about that that's crazy it gets a little louder i don't know this thing just popped up i mean maybe my wife was using my phone she steals it all the time to play wordle maybe she had something to do with this
your wife, Jennifer, the Methodist minister, was talking about Green Bay Packers sex toys? Yeah, as a goof. Maybe she wanted to walk into our bedroom one night with a little smile on her face, and I'd be like, that's weird. Do you hear Go Packers Go playing somewhere? And then she would open her mouth, and it would suddenly get louder, and we would laugh so damn hard, and then we'd get in the jacuzzi. Wait, she wanted to do that? That's such a specific scenario. Well, I don't know. Look, it's just one stupid ad on my phone. There's plenty of others. See, all this has nothing to do with me. Look at this. Hair restoration, Constance Wu autographed memorabilia, belly fat super burner, Green Bay Packers pack on strap on, Constance Wu public appearance calendar. It's a bunch of random crap. Wait, what is that weird looking app on your phone? Oh, don't press that one. Don't. go, right? Brent, do you hear that? Brent, open your mouth, Brent. Brent, open now. Yeah, yeah, I thought that sketch was all right, you know what I mean? Like, to me, the sketches weren't that, that bad, but the, the thing is, like, it's, 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 see, again, it, it was designed because, because, because again, it's like self-preservation of where, um, of, of where Shane Gillis is gonna go in the fucking future, right? And so, so what the call? He seemed like a likable fucking guy, even though he was going for some of these jokes that you call edge lord, and his base are pumping it up, right? So it doesn't seem like he's that bad of a guy if you just because he seems like a like you know a well-intentioned like a well-intentioned dude who maybe a couple of mistakes or something like that. But because, like, um, people in the establishment... It's like with the Dave Chappelle stuff. Even though they know the, tra- the trajectory he's going on, they will over-amplify and make it seem like all Chappelle talks about. Even though any... So then people online will go, well, he's talking about other stuff right over here. It's like, with the cold, it wasn't as offensive. It wasn't as offensive. People were laughing at certain fucking things, whatever. So they're making it seem like it's way more fucking dangerous so that with the cold, you'd be like, oh, look, they can't take a fucking joke whatsoever. This is very tame. Like, this is- this was kind of fucking tame compared to some of the stuff I heard him say before and all that kind of shit. I'll be back in a second, man. I, I still got, I'm so behind on a lot of fucking things. This is going to be like a five, eight hour, I mean, I mean it's going to be like a nine hour podcast. Who gives a shit at this point? Okay, so it's 8.03 p.m. We're all starting. I haven't even finished, I haven't finished the last match of the chamber and do my analysis. So this is going to be like a late one where I'm going to be behind. Plus I got more, plus I'm, I'm, I'm accumulating more notes for the blog that I'm supposed to fucking write, but it's like it goes back with like, you know, a couple of months discourse that's all outdated now. Uh, let me go through some other stuff. Um with the call yeah, so there was a um this woman named Nex Benedict. Um she was murdered, non binary person. Um and people are blaming Libs of TikTok. Thing is, what they call like even people like TYT right now are having conversation about, oh, how much of it is uh, the, the the journalist's fucking fault, whatever, and all that kind of shit. And then and she's using the Karen video. See the Karen videos, 
some of these videos are amplified, and I feel like some of these people are also fucking performers. You know, you know what I mean, and 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 it's like, and they're gonna become characters by being by, you know, going through um getting harassed for like the next while because they're playing their fucking role essentially, but like you know what I mean. That's why I didn't like the the whole fucking uh Karen video because just adding more fuel to the fire. Even though there's those probably like some genuine ones that exist. Obviously, I'm not saying like that that doesn't fucking exist at all. Whatever with how cops are fucking getting caught and shit like that. But I'm talking about like the whole uh, the the whole sports entertainment. But I feel like e- even those people are designed to be characters who are who are quote unquote canceled. What they call like you know and what they call the TikTok is like generally putting other fucking people's lives like you know what I mean people's lives actually in fucking danger more so than fucking this amplified this amplified shit. Like that that's that's done for for the Karen videos, like those are done on purpose so that what they call people who got cancelled and fucking had to go through some of the fucking horrible shit then get fucking vindicated. But like Little TikTok is like in my personal opinion, she's definitely encouraging this and she's like I feel like she has a coordination with people because she's aligned with fucking white supremacists. Of course, PYT is not going to look at who she's associated with and what kind of shit they're fucking normalizing and, and only see it as, like, oh, um, just bad rhetoric. And, and the reason why someone like Anna Kasparian wants to go down that fucking path, the reason why she wants to fucking go to that path about reporters, um, j- quote-unquote journalists... I, again, I don't consider um, Rich, Raya, Ch- Chaya, whatever her fucking name is. I don't know what her fucking name is. Chaya Raychik, whatever the fuck her name is, I don't consider her and a conspiracy actual fucking media people. Like, actual, like, you know, integrity-filled journalists. I, I know Anna Conspiracy has to carry herself as, as one, but she's also a propagandist, and she'll um, she'll think that anyone that calls her a grifter is fucking being lazy when she does the laziest fucking shit ever. She doesn't retract a lot of fucking things that she reported that is amplifying it for the right wing. Now she is um, apologizing for the, 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 the Karen videos because she's appeasing fucking white supremacist. But they're too fucking cowardly to admit it because they're too busy acting like they're fucking actual progressives. That's why they need they they need the mainstream media and they need the mainstream media to be shit so their analysis seems like they're the ones who are calling shit out. Half, half their analysis is when they do a story. They just can't do a story, just report on it. Half the story has to be like, oh, but did mainstream media cover this? Did mainstream media cover that? Like, is that all you guys are going to do for the remainder of your entire gimmicks until... I mean, it doesn't matter because eventually, you know, someone like Anna Conspiracy is going to... Like, the reason why she's downplaying what fucking... Uh, what, what quote-unquote journalists could do to normalize fucking uh, dangers because she's putting people's lives in danger. She's putting out rhetoric that's putting people's lives in danger because she, her and Jake are too fucking cowardly to admit they're getting their fucking man pussies grabbed by fucking white supremacists. They're playing fucking ping pong with their fucking pussies, basically. I don't give two shits what she fucking thinks. She's a cunt. I and and, and so and so is Jank. And so is anyone that fucking is, is who has come from that institution and has become a horrible fucking person. I I personally believe TYT has always now been a propaganda fucking network that has been designed to always go more right wing. They can keep denying it all they fucking want because all they all, all they have is just to constantly show off their fucking credibility. But they know that they're going to be exposed soon, and that's why that that's why they're going so they aren't going hard on the whole Israel Palestine thing because they actually give a shit. They're going hard on it because. 
because th- because now they're going to tie in that this is one of the true things that they're talking about, and then tie in that they're so dangerous to the Democrats. That was the call that Democrats are now going to smear them because they're um they're actually fucking compromised, in my personal opinion, by you know um by what they're called you know by the far right wing who are probably donating fucking dark money into their fucking organization, but they would never admit that to you. They took twenty million from fucking some Clinton person, which is basically a conservative. Essentially, they think it was bought by the Democrats, but some of these people are just Democrats in fucking name. They'll do corrupt things because then you always have an anti-left fucking bias. That's the whole purpose of it. Some of the other things that she was because again, t- again, I like what t- Taylor Lorenz does to some extent, but I also think she's also a sports entertainer as well. And by naming uh, naming who behind the TikTok, I understand by we have to know who she is because she's spreading dangerous information that's getting people fucking killed. It's it's like it's all fucking sports entertainment in that fucking regard. It's like you know what I mean. And and of course J- the Jimmy Doors and the fucking Gun Greenwalds are gonna shit on Taylor Lorenz because she works for an establishment. She from um she works for she works for the uh, you know uh, um an establishment fucking uh, institution whatever right. But then everyone else like like, like an Anna Kasparian will think they're better than her because they are quote unquote independent. And being independent to the other twenty four doesn't mean shit because there's always something that's funding you behind the fucking scenes. But you know what I mean? Like I, I still think like you just, you just, you know, just thing is, you could have done so many other fucking things to point out that she actually has her view. She has, she's been put on a fucking school board. Did, does Anna Kasparian mention fucking that or that she has fucking power or no, no, she doesn't because she, she fucking pretends that she has integrity and that she'll tell the audience the fucking truth. But she's not mentioning other fucking things. That's why you got to pay attention to places like TYT. They're getting fucking really dangerous. A lot of these alt media fucking places are getting a lot fucking dangerous. And and the biggest fucking thing they have to their name is that the mainstream media is also fucking shit. Like I said, this would have meant a lot fucking more 10, 15 years ago. 10, 15 years ago, it it, 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 it would have meant a lot fucking more. But it, it was like, you know... Because then we actually didn't know fucking much. But now it's become a fucking gimmick. People don't think that the online is an establishment. It doesn't mean that there's... Like like there isn't right-wing fucking billionaire funding online with all the fucking rhetoric that goes on. So if you go on, uh, like, you know... Like, for example, Aaron Maté is going at Jon Stewart. Because, like, oh, he pissed off the establishment so bad. Now he's kissing their ass by going after Tucker Carlson and Putin. It's like, no, what the call, you, 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 you're supposed to go after people who, I mean, he, he didn't even do it in the, in the, in, in the way that, you know, he could, he, he could have easily tore them apart even more. He was basically doing a bit where he's basically going, oh, I gotta take journalistic fucking, uh, lessons from Tucker Carlson. And he's basically doing how he handled the Putin interview about asking softball questions and all that type of shit. It was like one of those things. It wasn't even that hard of a fucking diss to Tucker Carlson. But the fact that, like, Aaron Monte fucking gets all, this uncharismatic shithead fucking gets all fucking worked up over anyone making fun of Putin. If you make fun of Putin, that automatically means that you support U.S. imperialism. 
And of course, the, you know, because discredited people who are probably, you know, again, Max Blumenthal, fucking, you know, his dad worked for Hillary Clinton, so apparently he's supposed to be this anti-fucking Clinton guy. You know what I mean? But 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 Jimmy Dore and all these people don't fucking mention that. Jimmy Jimmy Dore, Jimmy Dore's not even a comedian anymore. He's too busy fucking getting drunk while fucking doing anti-trans fucking stories. By the way, what's it called? Whenever, whenever you, uh, whenever they uh, have some of these uh, streamers having to fucking get fucking you know drunk or fucking get fucking high during their fucking you know performances, and that becomes part of the discourse, it's like that's another way for the, for their handlers to basically control them. You know what I mean? With the call because, because because Jimmy Dore knows the bullshit that he's doing, but he's like, I I, I can't get through this because. I'm no, I'm no longer considered funny, or no, I'm no longer can like you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting reassured by a fucking fake, by a fake, a, a, a fake fucking anti-establishment audience, a white supremacist audience that was a call that I'm doing good work, even though like they would only support it if he's saying the thing that they want. Uh, eventually, like that feels good at first for you, right? But then you afterwards you realize that you're gonna like you know end up. Uh, You're gonna end up like you know not uh. You're gonna end up like you know be feeling empty, and then you're gonna have to fucking what intoxicate yourself, so that your handlers can have fucking control over you. Like any criticism, and I get it because people who uh, fear monger about fucking uh uh, uh people who fear monger about um. Uh, uh, Russia, because again, that, that's a, a, another gimmick that they're doing, whatever, for the election, and it didn't, it, it didn't fucking work out too well, e- even though, th- th- like, you know, again, I always said that if, if it, like, it, like in storyline-wise, Russia probably did interfere, but it was allowed to interfere, because the fucking feds are probably aligned with it, if they, if they really w- w- were, were like, oh my god, they interfered, the fucking... Power that be in America could have fucking stopped it. So I mean, if they, so it's like for the storyline purposes, there was something fucking there. But like the whole Russia Gate thing was designed to go nowhere. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? And then and the people who are supposed to, and because like the anti-establishment people, like Jimmy Dore, like again, supposed the anti-establishment people who are support, you know, who will still fucking ride the dick of fucking Putin for some odd reason. But there's supposed to be anti-establishment. They will tell you that what the cold it was all, it was all nothing. It wasn't completely nothing, but like there was parts that they were fucking like not even talking about. You know what I mean? But I I I I just knew that what the cold all these fucking storylines were gonna just be filler. Because all the stuff that's like being being part of these storylines is gonna play a part in the fucking future. See, I, I I'm not one of these people that think Putin is da- dangerous because America says he's dangerous. No, I think he's dangerous because he's also aligned with other fucking fundamentalists. Just like fucking Saudi Arabia is dangerous because they're also fucking associated with fundamentalists in the Western world as well. Same thing with Israel. Same thing with North Korea. What they call you know what I mean? Not because like they're the big again. You're using country versus country aesthetic. It's going to be complete and utter shit. But no, I I personally think that Live the TikTok is purposely putting out fucking people for the purpose of their fucking, um, the, the Arkham Asylum weirdos to be able to go out and do some horrible fucking shit. And then she, she's so uncharismatic. She, again, the fact that we're even making this uncharismatic shithead a fucking character 
tells you everything you need to fucking know. Like, she, she really has no, like, actual fucking... Com- All she does is deny it. She'll just keep twisting it that people are fucking sending death threats to her. And she's gaining more and more power. What called, and the reason why she can do it is because she feels fucking protected. Keffel's, again, listen, what they're called, if somebody, listen, if you're, if you, Keffel's, uh, you know, again, she's another person that will say something good, whatever, but then she's also associated with Hassan, whatever, so I, you know, and Hassan's kind of compromised as well, and she also does compromise fucking shit that I don't agree with, you know what I mean, she'll say some decent shit sometimes, but it's constantly making her like a fucking character. But what the cold she's um uh she was saying that uh uh Ch- um um Chaya Rachik, whatever her name is. So I call it Raya Chechik, I don't know. Chaya, whatever her fucking name is, Chaya Rachik. She was saying that she's a, a, a secret trans person and that's what you know, and she's a self again, if that was true, then I understand I understand fucking trying to like, you know, explore but if you're just making up rumors because then, cause then it comes, because, listen, because sometimes people, if, if I want to say that, what they're called, some some people who, like, you know, whether you're um, either straight or gay, they, they fucking, you know, uh, the only way you can get their acceptance of, like, if they, if you, if you are subservient and they're, and, and they're basically fucking you, because they are fucking you mentally or physically, you know what I mean, like, they, they, ha- they you're, you're basically riding their fucking dick, when you're pointing that shit out, like I, I I don't mind fucking doing that, but when you're making up that like she could be fucking trans, like that's that's fucking stupid. Like I don't like Kyle Rittenhouse, but even like some of the right wing thing of them were spreading a rumor that he was actually a fucking uh, a, a thirty a thirty year old trans um uh, um he 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 was a, a woman before, and 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 now and now he's playing and now he's playing a teenager, or like he's someone in his twenties. Like the, the reason why I and I, and I get it with Cole because whenever someone does anything anti-gay, there's a contingent online that thinks that oh, pointing out that some of these um some of these edge lords are actually gay themselves, goes oh, what does that accomplish? Why would you do that? You're still doing homophobia. It's like no, it's pointing out. It's point. There's nothing wrong with fucking being gay. There's nothing wrong with being fucking trans. There's nothing wrong with any of it. At, at your fucking core. The reason why it should be fucking pointed out because there's people in the industry and there's fucking, it's run by fucking conservatives and there's a bunch of fucking creeps, whether it's like men doing something to men or men do something to women, women do something to other women, women do something to men, whatever, powerful people do shit, whatever, right? But a lot, but a lot of these guys that have gone homophobic are people that I feel have been initiated and were fucking abused in the fucking system. And then they can't fucking cope with it. And because, like, they have an ill will against the people that initiated them into it, they start taking it out on the entire fucking community. I'm not just... Do, I'm, I'm not pointing that out just for the sake of, like, oh, this guy, Joe Rogan's a, a secret a secret gay dude. But, but it, it is important to point out why someone like him gets away with it because he's doing... He, because if, if he doesn't... Disc- it's easy when it, it, um, someone when it's about race, when, it, when there's a black or a brown person. You can see when someone's being a fucking token. Joe, these guys... The reason why I, they're spreading dangerous propaganda toward the LGBTQ community, 
and and they've normalized that. Like even someone like me has kind of fell for it during the two thousand tens and all that kind of shit. Because I thought like you know I go oh ha, ha, ha. like like because of of some of the fucking predatory stuff that goes on that the gay that the gay delegation does in the system. Talking about like the conservative element of it, whatever the creep shit that they do. I, it would make me go, oh, um, so then what kind of real struggle uh, are gay people going through if, like, like you know, like, some of these people um, are in powerful positions that run shit, basically. There's different delegations that have fucking power within the fucking system, because it's a fundamentalist fucking system. But that's the reason why I go off about about that because about about, uh, about some of these guys, because some of these people want to pretend that they're being the cool, straight fucking... Uh, Cool straight guy. Like there was one guy on my fucking Periscope that would always used the Epsler, and I, I can tell he's like one of those edge lords that I think was probably closeted. And I'd be like, hey man, if if you admit that you're a fucking gay dude, and you see, because people would always say that this guy is you know on the low, whatever. But I, but I didn't care about that, and I was saying like, okay, well then you, if you if you if you identify as being gay, then what the call you can dictate the word. But if you're gonna come out here as, as like a the cool straight guy, I go I, I go then don't fucking say it, whatever. You know what I mean? What the call because it, because it, because then they make it seem like they can say shit because like they're the fucking cool straight guy that fucking is uh is is going against everything. It's like they want to play the role. Like they'll complain about fucking you know um. About how what the call like the, they always they always want um uh, um like they always complain about how like minority groups want representation like you should let somebody um who's actually gay play a gay character and all that kind of stuff and then and and and, and they'll and, and they'll get mad about kind of shit like that but then it's like you guys are like playing a role of being the fucking edge lord fucking right wing fucking guy just fucking get an actual straight guy to do it. Some of, a, a, a lot of you are probably in the fucking closet, in my personal fucking opinion. By the way, J- Joe Rogan is now doing, you know, uh, Joe Rogan is now doing um, uh, um, AIDS denialism, basically. You know? That's what he was doing with, uh, with, with one of the Weinstein brothers. They're saying that with the cold, uh, you can get HIV or AIDS within, uh, like, HIV can, can become AIDS, but they're saying that you can get it from party drugs. So they're doing, like, you know, like, so basically they're, they're kind of doing it that way, which has been debunked, whatever, but, you know, again, so Spotify, you know, can allow that to fucking go down, right? But with the cold, you know, someone like me fucking, you know, gets conspiratorial about how I think they're being paid to purposely fucking do that, then, uh, you know, it's like a no-go, essentially. Like I and, and and even I personally think fucking you know I do think AIDS was created by you know powerful fucking people, but they again made it seem like it was basically a gay disease because that's what you would associate associated with it basically. So they threw gay people under the bus. Like maybe that was one of the pla- like maybe somebody got AIDS at at at, at let's say uh, uh you know at, at like maybe someone who was gay did get AIDS but I you know I I personally think they fucking have created it. It's kind of like like if people around the world have created something, like how they created fucking COVID in my personal opinion, 
right? What they're called, they're going to throw China under the bus of like, oh, it originated there because there may have been a, a leak um, in a Wuhan lab, whatever, and all that. And like, that might actually fucking be true, whatever, and all that, right? But the thing is, is like, throughout the 2010s, when I would be like, you know, looking at alt, alt media type of news, there would always be some stories here and there about how there was some outbreak in a U.S. bio lab and all that kind of shit in like in in the U.S. Like you know, some of these la- like, the, the, like some of these labs that would be equivalent to what is in in uh, in in you know a Wuhan in a Wuhan lab essentially. Like I hear about those stories more often, and I and I thought even there, I'm like, oh, something's gonna be extracted from from this, but like you know what I mean. So when they start bringing in China, it's like they did on did it on purpose because if something that um did originate from there, like if something did like happen over there, especially right, they're making it on perp, they're making it for the purpose of solely blaming China. So you have like this country versus country aesthetic. When I feel like a lot of elite people around the fucking world who you know you know who serve fundamentalism and all that kind of shit, are the ones that probably help create it. Like, they create all the other bad fucking things. So, yeah, let me go over some of the stuff that TYT has been doing, because sometimes I have a whole section for, for what they've been doing over the last week. The Taylor Lorenz thing was just one of the, the, the more recent things. Um, but, but yeah, Anna's becoming more anti-fucking, I, I see a lot of more people on the left kind of becoming a little bit more anti-Ukraine. And, and again, with the call, like, it's, some people are always, it's like, I always feel like whenever they tell you that there's more fu- funding going on, I feel like it's per like, it's perp, like, again, I, I never know how this stuff works. Like, people who defend the, 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 the funding a little bit. Always disclose that like the like the the money that would go wouldn't even be going to the stuff that they're saying they should go for whatever, and that what the calls like like a lot of it's like equipment that you're dealing out like you're not like the thing is people, people if you want to be critical of it you can be critical of it right but the thing is when you're not fucking disclosing like when you're making it fucking simple as like oh they, they got money for this but they don't got money for that whatever and all that. I mean, I, I guess I can see the fucking pr- the principle, like, oh, the, the irony in that, like, there's money always uh, kept aside for, like, stuff like this, but there's not, n- never any money for, like, so, some of the stuff that could actually help, like, you know, uh, people in, in, in your own country and all that kind of shit, who are, who are fucking, you know, having a hard time and all that kind of shit. But like I feel, I but but I feel like some of these people, and again, I I also believe that TYT is going down. Like you know, people have pointed out that Annika Spirin has connections to the Russian fucking government and shit like that. But the thing is, you can't say that about the alt media figures because then they'll accuse you of repeating, and 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 that works in their favor because if if Nancy Pelosi is is warning you about Russian interference and all that kind of shit, or 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 you know Russia funding shit, basically. Like I used to look at it like this. I go, if if you're a U.S. kind of taking U.S. government money to be an online fucking shill and all that, and you're being funded to basically fucking generalize fucking anything Russia or anything China and all that kind of shit. That what the call like you know that's very untrustworthy fucking shit. But then if you're somebody that you know, and or or maybe you have to compromise and to point out that there's corruption going on in Russia. I kind of look at the same thing where like people in the alt media. Like with the, that, they start out with good intentions, and that what they call they want to point out 
what U.S. imperialism has done, but the only way they can get any funding for it is if you're associated with a foreign fucking government. I would look at it like that way, whatever. But now it just seems like, you know, some of these people that, you know, are clearly on the take for a foreign government. You know, and, and, it, and, it, and the reason I point out is because, like, all these uh, fundamentalist governments are going to be aligning with each other. So it's like, I, that's why I don't understand the fucking defense of fucking Putin. If put, like, people go, okay, Zelensky is discredited because he's close, well, he's, like, buddying up with all these, all these Democrats and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're all kissing his ass and all that. But then there's a lot of fucking people on the right, in the right wing that are fucking kissing Putin's ass. Or, 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 or get along with them. Some of these fake liberals probably like them too. But like, Anna Kasparian got uh, community noted when she was talking about the audacity of a European complaining about U.S. not doing enough for Ukraine and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a valid conversation to be had, but people did not... Listen, because, again, certain people that are... Certain people that are... And they're doing it on purpose, by the way. They're making it seem like anyone... Because like, there's people who support Ukraine... And there's some people, and some people who support Ukraine who might seem like they're Democrats, but then they'll fucking you know kind of they'll support fucking Israel. I've also seen people that support Ukraine that also support Palestinians, but they're doing it on they're doing it on purpose because bad faith actors who don't care about the genocide that's going on at a fucking very aggressive fucking level, and that's what it is. It's a fucking genocide. It shouldn't be, again, it, it, not a, it shouldn't be a controversial take because that's what's actually fucking happening, but I'm also not going to buy into the uh, bad faith gaslighting because you people that are going to defend the fucking genocide happening, you can deny it all you want and, and use what Hamas is doing, but Hamas exists because of, what, of the Israeli government, and they're on record saying it, so what, they're on record saying it, they're on record, uh, Netanyahu's on record fucking, you know, praising fucking Hitler. He fucking blamed Palestinians for the fucking, for the Holocaust. He said a bunch of stuff like that on there. So what the call, don't tell me you're fucking offended by that. But at the same fucking time, I can also recognize that what the call, like, 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 oh, the people who go, oh, we just want the Ukraine and Russia war, Russian war to fucking stop. Like, the majority, I forget what the controversy was, but the majority report, Emma had, uh, you know, Sam wasn't there, or Sam, Matt Bender, or, um... Who's the um, who? What's a the pretty bad lefty? The the, 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 the he's a black dude. He's a, he's he's really good on there. So I, I forget his name because I only recognize him by his by his handle. But what they called um, it wasn't. It was like two other people, and one of them said that it, it um it isn't a genocide going on in Ukraine. It's like kind of like a civil war. The thing is, it could be a civil war between fundamentalist governments. But the people who are fucking being affected, it, it, it it's because it's not happening as aggressive as it is, like, or it's not happening with the numbers that's happening in, in, in Palestine. That doesn't mean that what the call there isn't fucking attempted genocide. Like, that's what Putin's goal is to do. Also, 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 so Anna Kasparian was getting at, oh, the audacity of a European to tell me um, that we're not doing too much. And then, and then she was community noted that they showed that fucking other countries um, have actually been doing, have, have been doing more to help Ukrainians, doing more to help Ukraine. So she got fucking, you know, pr proven fucking wrong on that fucking front.
And and then and then, and then she started propaganda about. Hold on, let me see this right here. Hold on. See, this is why I say using celebrities um, as like regular people when they don't play by fucking regular rules at all whatsoever. These celebrities do not play by fucking regular rules, okay? And so they got to make it look like it. So they use so because Trump um, hesitated to pardon somebody that Snoop Dogg wanted pardoned. I forget who it really who it was, but someone that was was pardoned. Whatever Snoop Dogg, um, uh, Trump basically almost didn't because of the bad shit that he uh, was saying about him. But like, I don't think that was true. I think that was like just you know fake fucking shit before he actually fucking did it. But with the cult, but Anna Kasparian and Jenk were basically talking about how, uh, they were talking about how, uh, you can have, uh, you can have, um, Trump who will, you know, who you can bribe or, you know, uh, I, I thought they wanted bribery out of politics, by the way, but you can get him to do more good, even if it's for his own selfish reason, even though he, even though he's shown that he's more horrible in other fucking areas whatsoever, but the, but this is what the, this is the problem by using celebrities. When when TYT acts like everyone in the media bubble, take a look at Michael Rappaport saying this guy's like doing now complete fucking complete fucking racist fucking talking points about the squad and calling them all race hustlers. Like, are there people in the fucking system? that do want to change fucking racism that goes on, but, like, in, but because, like, in the system, you're a sports entertainer, um, you have to fucking do kayfabe shit, so it, like, so you might amplify a sports entertainment type of fucking deal, or, like, do a limited, do a limited angle, whatever, that might end up being, like, shown that what they call, like, someone's not completely genuine, it doesn't mean that there isn't actual fucking, um, actual, uh, an overall fucking, um, cause that needs to be addressed of some of the fucking shit that's going on with fucking race. They make it seem like it's not... Again, I thought we were going in a good, good direction. By... Uh, a good direction in the 2010s or whatever. But then all of a sudden, a lot of fucking people in the conservative elements of different fucking minority groups started getting amplified by fucking uh, the, the right-wing fucking spaces online. And they completely fucking just shit on Democrats. Oh, they never fucking say shit about the Republicans the right-wing. They used, to be t- they used to be telling you to, to hold both fucking um, people uh, accountable equally. And with the call, they stopped fucking even holding the fucking right wing accountable at all. They stopped being socially conscious about what kind of damage they can fucking do. Here it is right here. Okay. Look how easy he's manipulated. You have someone 
who you could actually change just by complimenting him. And then you have Biden, who, like, sees that he's losing support among key demographics in his base. See, see, the, what they're called, I can see that, that that's what's happening, right? The thing is, this is where, see, they take advantage of the, again, this is why the fucking mainstream media, for like what they consider the mainstream media, that's why it, it works to their fucking favor, because they can just go, I'm just criticizing what's happening on the surface. They know that the Democrats are supposed to fucking be the, the way that they that they are, so that 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 more people start fucking thinking that Trump will be um, more easy to fucking you know uh, to um, you know to to get along with essentially, and he'll probably do better than fucking Biden. That's a, the, by the time fucking the election rolls around, you're gonna see Anna and Jenk probably endorse Donald Trump most likely. I, I guarantee you, Anna most likely will. So then she because she's gonna be fucking um, propped up. You know what I mean? They'll probably they'll probably give her a Kyle Rittenhouse storyline, where she'll uh, pretend you know pretend that what's it called uh, that what the the the, the organize the Arkham Asylum weirdo to go after her, and she'll probably because because the way that she's obsessing over it, and she's going down that trajectory, it's like when you make when when those become your main personality things. It's like it's like she's gonna do something to somebody in in a, in a marginalized fucking community. I can I can I can already see where she just looks like she's going more psychotic. She looks more fucking. She looks more like more, more plastic. She doesn't look like a real human being anymore. She's an empty fucking soul. Because of his support for Israel's war on Gaza, he's unmovable. You can't move him on it. He's going to keep sending weapons. He's going to keep supporting. And look, I'm not. I'm not saying this to make the argument that Trump is better than Biden. Yeah, but, but that's what you're going to do. You you're going to deny it, but then you're going to do it. Watch. I'm just saying, in this very small slice of who they are as people, it seems as though it's easier to get Trump. Oh, I, I'm I'm totally not defending Trump or saying that. Um, I'm advocating for him, but then I'm going to start naming stuff that it's to you're going to peddle this to your your progressive audience that what they're called that Trump will fucking do. Even though whatever happened with celebrities is mostly fucking by fucking design, it's fuck it's fucking it's fucking it's scripted um for that to be some representation. They're all with them anyways, and 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 you got to pledge allegiance to him. That's why everyone's bowing down because everyone wants... And, and this guy wants to infuse... His ministry... They admit that their administration is going to fucking really inject fucking Christian nationalism in their administration. To champion some of the policies that we might want versus Biden, who doesn't give a damn about what his own base wants. You have two-thirds of Democrats wanting a ceasefire. She... She 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 she, she, she thinks that this is like actually good analysis because she's pointing out the obvious. Like all these people in the alt media, they like like the, their biggest strength is that Biden doesn't do anything because then they can act like um they can act like they're more fucking they can act like they're superior and then they're gonna f- find their just reason for why they're gonna go more fucking right wing. That's that's it's all it's set up to be. But it, again, it, it's like if you compare it to WWE. It's like you you can't blame John Cena, or fucking Batista, or you know uh, or or you know or you know um, like, like you know Roman Reigns 
for 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 what goes on. I, I mean, people do. So again, people fall to that because people think that that what they call that you know WWE, WWE the, people, the billionaires that run shit haven't made the decision to make Roman Reigns more of a fucking part timer. They they, they they weren't the ones who decided to, to do that. It's it's easy again. I'm, I'm, the, the the whole purpose was to establish and have people go at Trump when he was at first in office, where you thought, okay, now we're getting vision. Even though they're they're only limiting it to Trump, even though you can make an argument for the whole system, whatever. But then they purposely stop fucking uh, looking at what Democrats fucking did for the for that purpose, so that you can go, oh, they don't actually fucking. It's it's it was designed for you to actually fucking crack that fucking code. So now you so, and think, oh, I'm above being brainwashed. But now you're being brainwashed into actually thinking that fucking that 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 Trump isn't who they want. Trump is who they actually fucking want. That's why all of them are going to be inept. I, I, I said it when the election uh, in 2020 that it's not going to get any fucking better. It's going to be designed for Trump to take Trump to take over, essentially. And their president is giving them the middle finger. Just let that sink in for a minute. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between, honestly, most Democrats and what you see from Trump. Trump's base feels that he's looking out for them, that he listens to them, that he cares about them. Now, obviously, there are some examples that we've talked about on this show many, many times that show that he actually goes against some of their best interests, including the tax cuts for the rich. You get the point. But you can with go, Biden, she, she, once he's, uh, and, and most Democrats, to be honest with you, once they're set on a certain policy, like supporting Israel no matter what, they're going to support Israel no matter what, even if it means... So yeah, so that's that's the bullshit they're doing. And then and another thing that that that, that Jank fucking did also, he was uh you know again he, again this com- let, me, let me play the fucking bit um where, where, where is it hold on let me, see, let me play the fucking bit um uh, hold on here's Jank reacting to a comedian I forget who this comedian is on. So I don't like, you know, being left wing a lot of the time, man. In all honesty, because we're the emotional one. I just fucking hate my teammates. A lot of the time I do wish I was right wing. You know, just the normal right wing. Looks so easy. Right? Because the right wing don't really care how right wing you are. They're just happy you joined in. Do you love Trump? Yeah, I love Trump. Do you hate abortion? Yeah. Oh, this is so abortion. true. Do you hate the gays? Oh, not really. Ah, you'll learn. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, see, but, see, but, 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 but the pre- but the premise is that you are with them with enough fascist fucking shit they wouldn't mind if you're not totally against them. I again, I, I don't know who this comedian is, but I don't think he's kind of you know ad- I don't think he's uh, you know um, you know um, because again, like you you can't say that the right wing doesn't you're not right right wing enough because uh, you literally have some somebody who just beheaded their fucking father because he wasn't fucking va- he, he took a vaccine. Or you know he or he or he was uh, one of Trump's fucking enemies. They fucking turn they they'll the right wing will cancel you for not having their right fucking opinion if you're not right wing enough by pretending that they're fucking liberal and pretend to be a liberal count um, who will fucking cancel you so the right wing will then embrace you basically. And then and then Jank so Jank basically uh, so watch what this guy says about the fucking left one. You're still part of the team. Here's your hat. Who gives a shit? 
totally right. If you are not as left-wing as the left-wing person you are talking to, you are the enemy, man. They say they're being like, are you anti-Trump? Yeah, I'm anti-Trump. Are you pro-choice? Yeah, I'm pro-choice. Are you pro-LGBTQ? Yes, I'm pro-LGBTQ. Are you anti-racist? Yes, I'm anti-racist. Are you a vegan? No? Then why don't you go join the rest of the fucking Nazis? What's it called? See, they, see these guys take sensationalist shit of different accounts online. Um, or, or some, like, you know, uh, caricatures that are supposed to fucking pretend that they're fucking liberal, and they use, in the, they'll use that, I, I've had more fucking people that, that lean, lean left, that are, that, that are, don't completely, sometimes I think they give way too much leeway to certain fucking people for having a good fucking message. Sometimes I think it fucking, it goes at their best interest sometimes, the, the people who are propped up in that regard. But, with Nicole, but, but but Jake is going to equate this to saying that, oh, I'm the one person that's with them with, on everything. But, like, no, you're not actually with Nicole because the thing that you're against, certain people, the, it's like you want people to, to, uh, uh, to like, for them, like, it, it, doesn't affect, it doesn't affect you. But with Nicole, you are making it seem like, um, like the right wing are the one that amplify this whole trend and sports stuff. And they do it with the, with, with, with the sporting shit because people who follow sports might not be following politics. So if, if, you, if you're talking if, if you're talking about this, taking over your favorite sport and all that kind of shit, you're going to have some of the most ignorant fucking people and all that. So then when you tell people to, uh, people to uh, oh, just take a, little, take a little win right here, take the fucking, you know, half-ass win, whatever, and all that kind of shit in this regard. But it's like, it's like, you, it's like what you define... What you define, what you define as like minor disagreements, or is like actually affecting people in a major fucking way, and you're normalizing more fucked up shit, uh, you know, on on your programs. You're fucking normalizing fucking like literal Nazi propaganda with the way that you're white supremacist fucking propaganda with the way you're fucking going about shit in the more sophisticated way because you guys can only recognize white supremacy and uh, you can only recognize white supremacy in the most basic fucking way. You used to recognize it in, in, in a major fucking way, but now you guys don't even do that. It is exhausting. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think he's totally right. <laughs> Only 100%, though. So why don't like, you know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, let me see. Uh, where was her here? Hold on. Let me see what someone said in the comments. <laughs> But what but what Jank is uh, you know um, normalizing? Let me see. Hold on. Uh, 
So yeah, so sorry, so, this is what someone said. Jang's idea of left-wing purity is using an exclusive term birthing person in the medical legal tech context for ma maximal uh, for maximal precision. It's not purity to defend human rights, especially at a time when there have been dozens of laws against transgender people. You know. But again, but but this is like their this is their pivot. Like you, like they like the only thing interesting about see again when they join again they're join, they're definitely in my personal opinion join the right wing. When you jo join in, it's like the only thing that because the the people that they're serving right, they don't actually care about Anna or Jenk or any of the fucking like Jimmy Dore. Like they they don't actually care about them as human beings, and they're being embraced by like the by the new conservatives. But they think that like they actually have friends in this fucking situation because they want to you know join in with like the elitist type you know they want to be a celebrity and all that kind of stuff. They think they're interesting when they're not. They're the least interesting fucking people as far as like being actual funny human beings. They're like the most boring fucking you know humorous fucking people on the planet. Okay, so what they call they you know automatically fucking think that uh, I, I get so far to wanting to insult both both Anna and Jenk so badly that I forget what I want to fucking say. But like no, but like they, they, they're not respected by the fucking right wing at their at at their core, right? The, the right wing likes them now because they're you know um, talking. They're going an angle that they want in in a more sophisticated fucking way of of how to do it while dumbing down the fucking narrative for their audience. Because that's what they do. So what they're called in order for them to like get people to like because like because once they get embraced by it. They now want to keep, um, you know, uh, you know, getting positive, uh, like, po like po positive fucking comments toward them, right? So now they constantly have to take jabs at people who are left leaning, essentially. You know, that's that's what they that's what they have to do. They constantly have to do that because that's the only thing. That's the only reason why that the people will, um, you know, now interact with their fucking content. And, and by the way, he he doesn't he doesn't mention that some of these public figures that fucking you know quote unquote have an opinion are mostly most of the time people that are compromised in order to get paid to put out certain fucking opinions. But again, that 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 only counts when you're a celebrity. Um, who's doing fucking, uh, like, you know, liberal propaganda. That's the only time that it can ever be propaganda. If you're someone that says slurs and all that kind of stuff, that can never be compromised once-so-fucking-ever. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it it's like when uh you know they uh you know like for example like Illinois like for example when I look at these politicians like nothing on the surface is gonna get better but it's like they know a civil war is gonna fucking break out so it's like a lot of 
like misuse or like quote-unquote scamming for funds and all that on both sides is basically like like they would rather you know about the scamming and all that even when like something like oh netflix gave this director this amount of money and he wasted all the fucking money like to me that always feels like it's being passed over and it feels like money is money is on the surface being thrown to the street to fund fucking certain things to go on and it's also organizing shit because like because like there's probably some under different factions have underground bunkers so when you're pointing out like you know that these people are doing misuse of the funds and all that it's like she's only airing out the democrats who are doing it and with the call, like, she, but she, I mean, she'll point out some of the right-wing fucking shit, too, whatever. But it's, like, it's kind of like you're, you're, you're baiting out the fucking, it's like, oh, look, I'm gonna be a fucking agent and bait out fucking people who are, uh, who are doing it on the left side. But, like, I'm not gonna have as much vitriol for the people on the right wing. Like, yeah, they'll make it seem like, oh, look, Trump supporters are stupid for donating. But it's, like, they know that money is probably going to wherever their underground facilities are gonna be going. Because that's the, fa- that's the way you're going, basically, in the, in the factions. They would rather it just be, like, a storyline where you're like, oh, can you believe these guys got scammed for money and all that kind of shit? And it's like, no, the money is definitely going to some underground fucking causes. In my again, my personal opinion, and 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 you can't say that that, that it's out of, out of the question because look at uh all these fucking people that are fucking you know uh you know showing like all these rich people that are showing off bunkers basically now they 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 had to make it seem like it was a right wing thing because the right wing during the two thousand tens were like the doomsday preppers and all that kind of shit so you made fun of them because like oh no look nothing nothing is going on right now but that was designed. For, you know, them to be hypocrites because everyone, like, deep down knows where the world's going. So everyone has to be prepping on some fucking level. At least I hope, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, um, you know, it, it, again, I, I hope, like, you know, people, 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 people like, that, like, people in my life have that kind of connection. Uh, or otherwise, like, I'm doomed. I keep assuming that maybe, maybe something will happen, whatever, in that regard. And then I'm, and when I need to know, I'll fuck, I'll probably find out, whatever, or something like that. But because, it, because if 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 I, you know, if if I was like let into the into the secret circle to to know that kind of shit, then they know that I would probably fucking you know blurt it out, and that would cause like a whole bunch of worms. So now the only way that I can, I, now I have to fucking assume that what they're calling the, that different factions have fucking different underground shit going on. Other shit that went, other, again, I, oh my god, there's so much. I'm not, I, I, I'm not even, dude, I'm, I'm gonna be so fucking behind on a lot of shit, man. I, I, this is gonna go fucking crazy right now. Okay, what the call? I, I'll go. I'll go through some of this fucking fast. I, I know. I said. I, I said I would. Um, Kevin O'Leary, the guy from the you know the the, 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 the uh, Dragon Den, or whatever you know, he's also you know um, part of uh, you know the um, Shark Tank. The Canadian version was called Dragon Den. You know, the same kind of idea, basically. And, uh... Yeah, he's basically, again, as a real estate guy, he's defending... It's just showing you who's gonna be a player, you know, in, 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 uh, like, any public figure that's, like, you know, or, like, someone that... In in, in a power person in business. Like, who they're backing, basically. They're just being fucking characters, essentially. 
I think he said he, he didn't want to do business in New York if, like, they're going to go after Trump, whatever, and all that. So it's, like, constantly, it's like, he's trying to, you know, basically get fucking, you know, a, a right-wing voice. Like, you no, know, trying to get more of a right-wing voice with, like, you know, uh, more fucking, of, of, you know, if you're loyal to Trump, they'll all support you, essentially. They'll think you're the wokest dude on the planet. I haven't been keeping up with the Hunter Biden. Listen, the thing is, you tell me that fucking p powerful people's kids. I cause, cause the thing is, even though the, the right wing is harping on this, right, and 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 they even they even set it up on purpose, where they basically promoted that with a call that's going to be Hunter Biden, like, like you know, f like f like like they set the premise when like these leaks started happening about Hunter Biden having sex with underage fucking people, whatever. So, like, they're, like, looking for it to be fucking censored by sending that in. I don't even know if they're underage fucking people. I never looked at the fucking videos. You know what I mean? It was, it was not interesting because I just feel like, like, the reality show discourse is now making Hunter Biden a fucking character. They got to do it in a tabloid fucking level. But if you're telling me that, like, this guy does coke and all that kind of shit, and, like, oh, he's using his dad's influence and all that kind of shit, like, it doesn't, surpri it doesn't fucking surprise me. Because like, right now it seems like all their fucking efforts to, to put, do it is making them look like, like you know, it's not, go it's like it's not going well. It, it feels like it's uh, a proven fucking lie. But since everyone in that, in, in that, in that political world is compromised. And, 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 and people who are liberal will always, like people who say they're liberal, will go, Hunter Biden is just a regular citizen. So why does it matter about what he's doing? It's like, dude, these guys aren't regular fucking citizens. They're being pro they're being propped up as fucking characters in the, in the sports entertainment world. Like even Letitia, Letitia James saying that she's gonna if Trump can't pay the money, if Trump can't pay the fucking money that uh you know uh. Hold on a second, I'm trying to. Even if, like, you know, Trump, uh, you know, uh, doesn't, uh, like, even if Trump doesn't pay the fucking money, just the kayfabe nature of, like, oh, we're going to seize his buildings is, like, the thing that I, I already know what the outcome of a lot of this is, even if, like, you know, like, I wonder how far they'll go to make it look like they've got him. Cause I, I I keep thinking because like no matter what like they're gonna be able to uh, like no matter what they're fucking doing it's gonna be like when when Trump when Trump and his people feel that they're backing against the wall like at like it's at the most max that they can fucking take they're gonna act really really fucking extreme and I think since we're setting a precedent of like Trump being that fucking figure like I feel like we have to get fucking we gotta get the visual of Trump in a jumpsuit. So it plays out like, you know how like, you know, when Kingpin's being transferred in to, you know, transferred in and all of a sudden the like, cars are blowing up and shit like that. I feel like that's like the way that it'll fucking go. Maybe I watched too many fucking movies, but the last time I watched too many movies, fucking 9-11 fucking happened. That looked like a fucking movie. So who's, you know, and, and, and they're making everything, they're making everything that you see now is manufactured from entertainment that, that we've consumed. Now they're making it part of our everyday fucking discourse. Everything's a sports entertainment thing.
people were, uh, you know, whenever these situations happen where, like, phone companies are, like, you know, like, like your cell phone companies are being fucking, AT&T, you know, is is being fucking, uh, it's, it's, it's like, you know, there's like the, the internet service is fucking, you know, gone, whatever, and phones are not working. I feel like they're always testing the waters because eventually all of our cell phone service is all going to be shut off. All the internet's going to be shut off when they, when it really gets to fucking, you know, when it really gets fucking going. Feel It feels like whoever's on the fascist fucking side, they have their people in every fucking, fa- every institution that will be able to do something. Like, whether it be the military, whether it be in these phone companies, whether they be, you know, in, like, you know, working, being a trucker and all that kind of stuff. It's like they have different people in different institutions. It's like, you know, you're, like you're part of Cobra Kai, they put you in different, let you go out and do some wild fucking shit. Another discourse thing last week was, like, uh, Again, see, this is like I I don't I don't have enough experience with sex or like know anything about fucking sex. Never really had to be you know something I worried about really. But what the call like I I didn't know what an IVF was really, and I know it's like uh, it's like you know like playing the it's like out it's like outside the it's like outside the fucking woman outside the womb pregnancy type of deal or whatever. But a, but but so I I again I I know that right wing people are trying to fucking you know do more horrible fucking shit. But apparently embryos count as children now. That's like the the discourse. So I mean like and I mean I I mean I I I don't because I'm 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 a dumb person. I don't really under, understand um the whole the, the thing. Like I I know that they're trying to just take away more fucking women's rights. Like, I I get the, I get the theme of it. So I, I'm sure, I'm sure this is fucking bad somehow. But I still am not fully aware because it goes over my fucking head. I, I had to ask what the fucking IVF is. At least at least someone actually fucking messaged me. It was actually UCLA from you know the Periscope days that actually actually re- re- responded to me about it, and then and then Box Brown whatever his name is like the uh, the cartoonist guy, I think he saw that I fucking got my uh, got my answer, but then he goes, "Oh, it's when you get a blowjob on the toilet," but I'm like, "You can't fool me, buddy. That's a blumpkin." You know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just stupid, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm just, I I gotta keep up with all this because I, I gotta know how far they're how far they're fucking normalizing a lot of the fucking shit they're doing. Because we look at this fucking rhetoric and all that kind of shit, you know. Oh, another th- another thing is that what the call the right wing was act- like this is always a repeated fucking thing that they do, and I pointed out before how like. Sometimes whenever what they call like you know the like the mainstream media establishment whenever they're addressing race, they gotta act like they're being emotional about it and like if somebody does like pseudoscience and it's you know it's them quote unquote oh I'm gonna quote fucking crime stats and uh, I'm gonna uh, do uh, you know I'm gonna do for for all what's that thing about fucking the size of the size of brains. Phenology or something like that, where like again, that was part of the discourse a couple of years ago as well, where people were doing like the size of black people's brains and all that kind of or IQ. They, they always do that, and then because they approach that racist shit in like a sophisticated type of fucking way, you go, oh, I guess the 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 liberal like a Ben Affleck is fucking you know uh, is, is is getting emotional over quote unquote facts that they're fucking saying. You know what I mean? So sometimes they purposely don't mention the fucking race. Or they make it look like that, but two but two of the people that they did mention were black and they did at the Super Bowl parade, whatever. 
And so they, so it, 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 it was mentioned that with the, you know what I mean. But again, the, the, and they also think because the mainstream media does it, they act like the the funded billionaire accounts online who work for alt media aren't already doing it. They make it seem like oh, like like them spreading the, spreading the notion of who did it and their race. They're they're acting like what they call it, like they're not part of media doing something like that. They act like they're doing it on an underground message board that isn't fucking accessible by fucking mainstream media. And that's why mainstream media is always... That's why I always hated how they downplay the internet. Because that makes people think that the information they're getting is, like, more secretive when it's not. I, I didn't follow all the fucking CPAC shit, but from what I can tell from the clips that... Some of these people on the left were posting to com to comment on, were like like it, it looked it seemed extra fucking fat. I mean because like you know, I, I wonder if, if if we're even gonna I I wonder if we're even gonna get a fucking election. Is it really gonna be Biden and fucking Trump, or is something gonna happen to Biden where it had to make it seem like oh they're they're always gonna go with Biden, but what they call the um his health fucking you know uh like took him out took him out of the the, the equation essentially. And it had it, it had to be force change or something like that, or will it just let fucking Trump actually fucking? Oh, will there not even be an election? But from the vibe that I got from the fucking you know clips that I saw of the CPAC shit between fucking you know uh, panelists talk, talking about the January six rioters being heroes, I'm sure there's other fucking things going on. Whatever. Um, Jack, the, the guy Jack Post Sibrek. I, I I don't know if it's Pro Sibrek. Or po uh, he blocked me a long time ago because I fucking called out his horseshit. He was doing a very fundamentalist speech about ending democracy, and then they have plausible deniability because they say they're joking around about it. You know what I mean? They can like l literally like, and all that's like designed for like the after the fact when they do a documentary about all the planted seeds about some of the stuff they they they, they were saying. Like they'll randomly throw in the they'll randomly throw in about like you know like like if you do a documentary after the fucking fact they'll throw in the clip of fucking Omarosa like telling that that Ross dude from uh, uh on the Big Brother celebrity Big Brother or whatever um that what's it called uh like you know um where what's it called uh, what 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 Trump's plans are gonna fucking be basically. And then, like, and something really, really fucking scary. Like, you, like you're gonna have all this accumulated stuff after the fact. That's why I'm saying some of these people in the establishment know where it's going, and they're self-preserving so that it'll look like, hey, in the history books, people in the media did fucking warn about what Trump was gonna fucking do. So how could this have happened? But you know, but it happened during a time when the mainstream media was mo at its most discredited because they had been inconsistent. People with people who are bad faith that use the whole Iraq war. and again I was fuck after the Iraq war the Iraq war shit it fucking shifted my fucking view of never looking at Western media the same way ever again because they got millions of fucking people fucking killed over that type of shit 
and and now the alt media who used to use that as their badge of honor that they're not as bad as mainstream media because they're not doing it. They're fucking normalizing other fucking fucked up shit that's going to have way more uh, danger coming, basically. And they're going to be the ones. And they should never be able to be forgiven. They should not be able to fucking forget it for the rest of their fucking lives of what they're normalizing. They want to fucking climb up the fascist fucking side with the cold. They should never fucking have uh, a moment of peace in their fucking mind. Not talking about like going and approaching them, but it should haunt them for the rest of their fucking life because because again they they can play off because again they they can fucking g- g- garner sympathy if somebody's coming at at them whatever right it's like oh look I'm be- I mean, I want them to be tortured in 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 their own fucking mind I want that to 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 seep in that they did this they sold their fucking soul to fucking help fascism because they're fucking too preoccupied with their fucking entertainment. That's how I fucking feel about it, at least. You know. Hold on one second. Let me play the clip. You be the judge and see if, like, you know, this isn't a a threat to, quote-unquote, I mean, whatever fucking democracy you say you fucking have. Hold on, let me hear Oh, I just wanted to say, look, welcome to the end of democracy. <laughs> We're here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but we will we, we will endeavor to, forget, oh, oh, to get rid of it and replace it with, with this right here. The crucifix. We'll replace it with this right, right here. Amen. That's right, because all glory, all glory is not to government, all glory to God. Oh, I just wanted to say, look, welcome yeah. to the end of democracy. And, and, and then there's another one of the fucking clips that he did. Across that river, right up there. They are the ones that are seeking to destroy not our democracy, but our constitutional republic. And is it incumbent upon us to restore it? We've watched as our schools have turned into incubators of hatred, hatreds of Christians, hatred of straight people, of white people, of successful people, hatred for our forefathers, hatred of our history, hatred for those who founded from nothing, the greatest country in the history of the world, the United States of America. Lock up the criminals, liquidate the the administrative state. Are you prepared to fight? Are you prepared to take their best shot and say, is that all you got? They say Alexander gathered his Macedonians before the march on Persia. Well, I say, I see before me a gathering of Magadonians here in this room. And after, like, after we raise This is like the lamest WWE ground, promo I ever heard. We will establish the new American Republic on its ashes. And our first order of business will be righteous retribution for those who betrayed America. They will be judged. So, and I I know, plausible deniability, they didn't, you know, they didn't, you know, again, you but 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 they're not hiding what they do what they want to do. But we're not taking it seriously, and especially especially during a time right now where like 
like a- a- anything that, they, that, that, that they're promising to do, the fucking people who are, and again, I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't be pointing out that Biden administration is fucking flopping horribly on, 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 on this fucking issue. Right, but the thing is, like, I, I've, but the thing is, truthfully, by the time I got to the 2010s, I never really bought into the the actual fucking presidents having, like, the full fucking power that you think they fucking have. You're sure they have more power than you know all of us, obviously. They have more, you know, what I mean, they, they they definitely have that type of fucking power. But like if Billy, if like the Vince McMahon's of the world is a running fucking shit, then it's like it's like, and they're right wing billionaires. They're always gonna want a right wing fucking champion, especially if you can make it look like you know, you're making the right wing look like the new punk rock essentially. There was a pa- pastor in uh, in North Carolina that was like basically advocating for like he would uh, he would allow like you know uh, he would he he would forgive uh, somebody that that that, that ra- basically bl- blaming uh, you know uh, women for dressing scandally clad and, and and by the way they used to be like a normalized. Uh, talking point back when like you know when it was like really more misogynistic and whenever like uh, you know w- women would complain about stuff the people who had more power who could dominate the narrative would be like but you see these women are dressing all scandally clad like and i always took that as like that doesn't mean that you should go fucking rate them. i always thought that like uh like it, it, i would look at it in more of a like oh if 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 if, if, if like if, if men or women are, are dressing you know like dressing like you know like sexy or like you know, like like you know, re- looking really attractive in fucking for like clubs. I thought like like b- what my definition of like oh uh, they they wanted it would be like oh no no they like want people to at least approach them and like try to hit on them at least or something like that. But I, I never fully fucking go, like went into the route of like that means that that's justification for doing whatever you want basically. You know what I mean? And but people would basically kind of normalize that kind of. Fucking Fucking thinking about uh, like, and we live in a misogynistic time. That's why I say that, like us as a society, we've all partook in like, like I'm not saying people are all rapists. I'm saying that we've all partaken in the fucking like the propaganda of of rape culture, essentially. But we don't fucking realize it though. Like you know, what I mean, like like when Ben Affleck just randomly just kissed a woman, or no, no, or randomly grabbed a woman's titty. On, on 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 air basically, and like you know everyone's fucking laughing it off like that's the kind of society that we still live in and like even though like there probably be people who were and people who would be pointing out that it's fucking wrong whatever, who would like be like the moral crusaders or whatever would always be looked at as like oh you're just ruining everyone's fun basically. So wait, wait, hold on, let me see right here. Let me see. Uh... This is a pastor right here.
I don't know if it's loud enough. So basically, okay, I'm not gonna play the whole thing because it, it's so low. But basically, he's he's advocating. Oh, you see women in shorts, so that means that anyone that rapes them, I guess, what to call like he's he's advocating. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be a future character that will be prominent in in the fascist fucking takeover way. It's like anyone who's doing these things that are going viral. It's like they exist because they're gonna be characters in, in, in they're gonna be characters in it. T.Y.T. was even doing a, a, a like, a, was doing a polygia for, um, uh, um, for, um, for uh, Mike Lindell. Saying that with a call, like, oh, his life got ruined, and he was, dude, they're, he, he, he's a, he's a rube. But what's it called? Uh, and he was he was used as a fucking pu as a puppet. But he's gonna be fine in the fucking future. They they're making it seem like this guy is losing everything because they're gonna be on the fucking the, they're gonna be on 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 the side of fucking fascism. They exist as a discourse character because they're all gonna exist. What's it called? They don't play by regular fucking rules. I think the, the, Mike Lindell is not really. They, they they have to make it look. Like, you have to feel fucking bad for them. See, what they're called... They, they said... The, the alt-media, like, TYT and all the other people... Said that they're... That what they're called... The liberals are gonna rehab... Got, like, you know, Trump administration type of people. But it looks like fucking... Some of the alt-media people are the ones that are fucking rehabbing Trump people. Um, you know, when you have Anna Kasparian fucking... Talking about Trump being hilarious. And, oh, if you were a comedian... I would go support his career. Why? So you would support someone that was on Epstein Island? You would really go do that? That's how low your fucking standards are for comedy because you want to you 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 want to but get in bed with all these fucking white wing fucking white supremacist supporters What's it called? Marjorie Taylor Greene was also going at fucking people, um, um, hold on a second. But Marjorie Taylor Greene was going at uh, at uh, Christian women again. She's a hypocrite as well because she's like literally sexualized herself in her private life. She's like you know different partners. She's cheated, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just it's just it's just more about what to call what kind of world they want to inject in. That's why they promote hypersexuality from celebrities 
who are also part of the fundamentalist fucking portion of side, basically, so that with the because a lot of them are, are forced into fucking doing some of that stuff. I'm not talking about people that want to just do it to be liberated, and I have nothing against that. But they promote for the celebrities at least hypersexuality, so that what the call it looks impressionable to young audiences, so that the conservatives who are going to be taking over have that as an example. That's why you're going to have like Andrew Tate fucking you know now feuding with Ice Spice, and they're both fucking bad faith fucking actors. But because Andrew Tate's the more obvious villain, basically, with the call, you're going to have people automatically now supporting Ice Spice because of it. But, the, the, but this is the thing that they want, basically. You know what I mean? Um, By the way, it's called Charlie. People think this is um insane, but it's 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 it just shows you what I've been saying about um like for example, whenever like I uh, for example, if um some of these fucking cops, for example, right? You know how some of these cops like it, 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 I'm using for this cop example for that, but but you know how I think that some of these things are not um just a simple fucking like oh you know how people will sell the situation like oh there was a, a disagree there was like a situation where. Uh, someone was pulled over, but I think but whenever these things, especially the ones that go fucking pop, go into the news cycle and become fucking popular, I feel like the, um, billionaires are funding fucking, you know, some of these fucking, some of these cops to go out and do public executions, and they might do it to somebody, and again, they, 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 they probably keep track of a lot of fucking people, but they'll do it in front of a fucking, like, uh, uh, like a you know, McDonald's or a Wendy's, so that when you're constantly talking about McDonald's or Wendy's, it's kind of like, oh, this, uh, the, the the revolution has been brought to you by this public execution has been brought to you by Wendy's basically you know what I mean it's it's kind of and then when the Applebee's thing happened with the Russia and Ukraine thing they're already been implementing this kind of stuff but Charlie Kirk fucking you know people saying we oh, said the loud the loud I mean th they've been doing it for a while now but now they're but this just confirms to me that this is going to be their in intent with the call Charlie Kirk's talking about how he would want a corporate a corporate fucking event. Uh, of corporate ads to um, to be sponsorship for their public executions. They've been putting that out. They've been putting that in practice. They've been practicing that for a while. That's why they use outrage marketing with some of these some of these products. Oh, look, this product is going woke. So now you got to fucking mention it. All of this is just advertising for these companies. In my personal opinion. But again, Charlie Kirk's the one that just put it out there. So if he put that out there, am I now not allowed to assume that this has been the implemented model that they've been doing? You know. But again, people, again, if you're, you're, not, if you're on the left, you can't be, you know, conspiratorial. Only when it's to the right wing, basically. Uh, Trump won South Carolina. It's not a surprise, you know, because again, he's supposed to be the fucking winner. People, okay, listen, man, I, again, I, I think Hassan lately, Hassan, uh, um, whatever his name is, from the, you know, Jenks nephew, he's been, he's been doing some fucking, you know, suspect fucking opinions about certain things, even though I could agree with certain things that he fucking says. But, like, this one was, like, literally taking out a... And, by the way, he, he, he like, to even defend it, 
even 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 to def- even if you're going to defend it, people are going to do it within limitation. But I can tell you why. What he said wasn't that fucking wrong when he said that like all oh, your streaming like doing this doing. The, I, I think he meant like just being uh you know in in this kind of life. It's uh, you know it's it's more it's like it's just as strenuous as like working a regular fucking job. People are gonna look at the bare minimum and say, "Oh, you sit there and just talk. How how is that fucking hard?" But the thing is, like these guys are a reality show characters that their lives are fucking like. For example, I guarantee. Like for example, if someone like me right became like rich all of a sudden, like Hassan did, right? Me personally, I would just want to buy a fucking condo, save fucking money, and then fucking help. Um, you know, uh, use my money to help other fucking uh, you know people, right? But if I become rich, it's like I have to play by their fucking rules, the system's rules, where now I got to buy a fucking mansion that I don't want to fucking buy. So now that if I fucking speak on something, then it's like, oh, but who are you to speak? You have a mansion. Oh, you bought a fucking nice fucking car. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to fucking... It's kind of like when you become rich, you got to pay... You got to kick up by buying stuff that you don't want to fucking buy because you got to make other you got to make rich you got to make richer people more rich to basically have a seat at the table so what the call so so that's why when when again meek mill says a lot of stupid shit but when he says like like you know rappers lives are like fucking people in the military people got really upset about that because you're because you, you, you think being because again they make it seem like being a fucking celebrity is the fucking easiest and most fucking, you know, pretentious fucking thing with the way that they do these Met Gala events and all that kind of stuff. They make it more ridiculous. And they make it such a fucking parody that you don't think that these people are actually being used by by handlers or fucking cogs to basically keep their lives in chaos and constantly, especially now with constantly the entertainment dollar, you got to be a controversial fucking figure. So in, in mentally, in that regard, that's, that's what I try to say. And by the way, this, this is not putting down regular people that do regular night because again, that's grueling for what they for for the for a regular person. What they got to deal with is fucking hectic. You know what I mean? Like they got to deal with a whole other fucking can of fucking uh, a whole other can of fucking worms, whatever. But public figures are not playing by the same fucking rules. It doesn't mean they're better than you or anything like that. It just means that they're they're not fucking playing by the fucking usual rules that you would fucking be playing by. They got they got they try so hard to make it look like they're relatable to regular people. Oh sure, look, I'm I'm in a house with a um a a, a computer camera, look you know, looking like it's underfunded and all that kind of shit. When these guys are like literally supposed to fucking you know be agents on the field essentially. So in that regard, it isn't fucking easy. That's why. That's, that's, that's why I I I hate, I hate the fucking. If you want to hate fucking rich people and billion, I'm not stopping you from doing that. But I hate that it's presented in a limited fucking way, where you think that what they call like like the what they're doing is completely fucking easy and uh, like what they call like it's a, it's it's a, it's the most easy thing they're doing. It might it might look like it's fun. It might look like it's fucking easy, but it really isn't. But then again, that's why I I refuse to actually like you know I refuse to acknowledge the fact that what they call celebrities like just because they have similar um, you know feelings that fucking regular people have because they're human beings in that regard whatever they're not playing by regular rules they're they're in a, a more dangerous fucking field. But then again, we don't fucking disclose that you know what I mean we 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 refuse to disclose that kind of shit.
We have to make everything fucking, you know, uh, you know, re relatable for some odd reason. If you explained it, maybe regular people would get it. Because regular people are dealing with their own fucking shit so much. That they don't fucking have time to fucking seek this fucking... They gotta find ways to fucking survive. They gotta find ways to fucking uh, ha have their kids taken care of. Because they gotta work fucking multiple fucking jobs. They're dealing with... So this is not me fucking putting down what fucking people who work regular jobs are fucking doing. I, I wish everyone could fucking live a life where they didn't, uh, they could live comfortably. But they make you fucking feel guilty that what they're called, if you're not struggling financially and all that kind of shit, that, that means that you're not worthy, whatever, and all that kind of shit. When the, the, there shouldn't be rules like that. People should be treated like human beings. Have fucking, uh, have an, have, have, I'm not saying everyone's going to be super fucking rich, but at least have enough to fucking feel comfortable where you don't have to worry if your kids are going to be taken care of, if you have enough, whatever, and all that. It should, that, 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 that should exist for fucking people that doesn't mean that they won't work fucking hard but what they're called you know and, and, and by the way to equate to to basically show you that what they're called uh the right wing and the conspiracy subreddits right they're uh, making it seem like uh you know uh because, like, you know, there's, like, proof. Again, like, I don't know how old this was or if it's, like, just coming out now, whatever. But, like, you know, they started focusing on that, that, that one specific building. Like, when the whole Black Lives Matter protest started happening, like, in that, that weekend. And then there was that one strange figure with, like, an umbrella and a, and, a, and a trench coat that was seen doing something. And someone started following him, kind of, in a way. It turned out that that guy may have been a fucking fed, whatever, and all that kind of shit. So now, fucking the the right wing conspiracy subreddit is basically saying, okay, look, feds infiltrated Black Lives Matter, but you see, and then and then start equating it to what 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 they're doing with uh, the mega people. But the, I I don't think the feds are infiltrating. I think the feds are organizing some of these people to be part of it. They make it seem like the feds are fucking taking innocent fucking people, but the 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 faction of fucking people in the feds that are probably be with the right wing because they support what Trump is doing. But if they make it look like oh Trump's people are the most innocent and they're being fucking you know um you know, led to slaughter, then it's like oh okay I guess the 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 feds really hate them, but the feds don't really fucking hate them. Sure, they'll use several for their sacrifices and their cogs and all that kind of shit. You know, I don't know. Man, I got so much to fucking talk about, man. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm not even halfway fucking through. I'm so fucking, you know... Let me cover the wrestling stuff. Let me go through some of the stuff right here. Hold on. Uh, so yeah, Elon Musk uh, was again what the colleagues. Like, he's, he's doing the Mister America gimmick where he came onto a space under a different fucking you know under a different account, and then we again if he if he really wanted to fool people, he wouldn't have fucking you know he could have found a way to fool people by showing that he wasn't. But people think that it was an, it wasn't really him. It was an AI. But it was like he was pulling a Mr. America. Like, we know it's him, but he has to pretend that he's not Elon Musk or whatever. And then, and then, and then, and I guess because it was like, I think he was on, on there with uh, Alex Jones. 
whatever, what, what, what they're doing this broadcast or whatever, but David Icke was in the studio with them. And then, think of this, David Icke is a very, uh, is a very fucking compromised fucking figure. But he's like another guy that, what they call, like, has truthful elements to, um, you know, about, like, what the system kind of does in some some examples. But, but but the reason why people, and again, like, he's another one that's gone far right, whatever. But, again, you're not going to get me to disagree with, like, the whole 9-11 thing. I know people you people solely use, again, what they call, like, for example, whenever, you know, people on the left, the most they can say is that Saudi Arabia funded it, but then it's like, if they're still doing business with Saudi Arabia, don't you think that the people who are still doing business with Saudi Arabia, they don't actually mind? So it's basically by saying that Saudi Arabia funded it only. That what they're called, that, that, that totally means that... uh that what they're called, like, oh, the U.S. is forced into doing that. I don't know, that would indicate that what they're called, that that's kind of an inside job. But, I again, I used to be one of those people that, so, uh, that even though I knew Saudi Arabia was funding it, I thought also Mossad played a fucking role in it as well. But people who only solely use Saudi Arabia or solely use Mossad, I think every fucking fundamentalist, fuck, like every leader of importance knew that this day was fucking coming. I, I I really do, and 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 that's why what the call when I say people knew about it, you know I feel like again man they implemented this shit in in the movie they predicted predictive programming it for so much there's a thing called a lone gunman where they gave you the plot of what was gonna fucking happen they literally fucking implement that but you're not supposed to fucking use that I guess only when succession is on then you can pretend that oh look they're telling you the truth in that regard but you can't fucking look at an action movie where they tell you the plot. And tell you they're going to blame Muslims for a false flag attack, basically. Or you can't tell about how, like, you know... They literally put that all out there. But that, but that but that's the reason why what they're called... Guys like Alex Jones and D David Icke... And people on the right wing... Will still hang on to that conspiracy... Because if that conspiracy ever gets proven true... Then they're the ones who get to fucking co-sign it. And people who say they're left... Who don't even fucking want to entertain the fucking conspiracy... Because now some of these people have gone more right wing... I thought I thought one of the more fucking you know um, like decent voices in alt media, but apparently he has gone right wing as well. James Corbett, I again he's he went off YouTube, so he doesn't own shit. So I haven't really followed him for like the last like seven, uh, uh, the last fucking you know five you know excuse me say five I think like two thousand eighteen or so or I haven't fucking followed him since then or whatever. But people have pointed out that he's also now. But he did a very good fucking video about about nine eleven that was under five minutes, and I thought it was made valid fucking points. But but it's also so it's also so it's also a way that if, so if you're someone that still believes in that, the only people that you could fucking literally talk to about it are people who are going more right wing. But then it also serves as like oh um it, you know the right wing are the only ones doing it, the only ones that are are talking about it. So that means that when it's proven right. Because there was a whole fucking art student thing, whatever. But I, I believe a lot of fucking, I believe a lot of fucking governments knew about this happening. I think a lot of people knew in general. I think a lot of entertainers knew in general. But for some reason, you gotta pretend the entertainers are regular fucking people who don't, or who are not like paid, like are not empl employed by the government or anything like that. Because 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 then people who cover fucking politics for a living, they always have to fucking you know. Uh, prop up their entertainment that they fucking want to consume because everything has to be consumed through, you know, entertainment eyes, basically.
This makes me fucking sick to my stomach. Damn, man, I'm still... Um, Eddie, Eddie Griffin was making jokes about Diddy. I, again, what the call, like, you know, what the call, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with, like, mocking Diddy for the stuff that he fucking did. But I feel like guys like 50 Cent who are, like, taking pleasure and all this, like, like, dude, you're associated with Jimmy Iovine, Dr. Dre, and Eminem. And those, like, Jimmy, Jimmy Iovine right now just fucking, you know, uh, Jimmy Iovine just fucking had a lawsuit dro I mean, I know people are going to say that's, that's, that means he's innocent. But he literally just had a fucking sexual assault fucking, you know, lawsuit. I don't know how many... I can't keep up with everyone who's been accused of this shit. Feels like another fucking day where someone... Like, if, if like basically, like, in order to become, like, someone irrelevant, you have to be a rapist now, apparently. Or accused of it. But to me, it's like... Like, you know, I, I feel like anyone who, you know, who's, like... It, 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 feel, it, it feels like, you know, 50 Cent's whole discourse is him being someone that mocks people and kicks them while they're down and all that kind of stuff, and then eventually when he's supposed to fucking turn officially, like, officially turn heel, even though he's kind of been a heel, like, you know, like, for the majority of his last little run as a social media character, that he'll eventually be exposed for some fucking shit, because, I mean, anyone who gets that fucking big probably had to fucking do something, you know? Or, or, or as, Corey, as Corey Holcomb said, that, like, if you're... In more than two or three movies, that I mean, you had to fucking probably sit on the ca casting couch. Because now he is go He's taking Cat... Well, I guess he's taking... I haven't been keeping up with him, but I see certain things being posted, whatever. I should listen to... I should listen to his podcast... His... I should listen to his YouTube show, because he's actually a funny guy, but there's... But he's also going down the more... Like, for example, like, he's also becoming... Now he's becoming, like, a, a problematic figure, because, like, he started um, talking about how, like, you know, like, he's... It's like, like every public figure now has to feud with their children, I guess. So he's basically uh, like shitting on his his daughters, like you know, about 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 her gener about her generation kind of thing, whatever. Right? That was like one of the one of the things. But now he's going at Donald Rawlings, because because uh, he went at Chappelle. He, he went at Chappelle. I, I don't know what the, what the exact criticism of, of Chappelle was. Whatever, but he. But the thing is, like, I feel like it's, uh, this one's a, 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 a fake fucking. I feel like this one. This one's a fake fucking war, basically, between Chappelle and Cat Williams. Essentially, it's like so different people are gonna take wh whoever's side. Basically, they all can't be acting like they're getting along. Let me see. Hold on a second. Uh, But it started because he uh, made jokes about uh, let me see if someone's coming right here hold on let me see you just feel like more stories are happening According to Sunday night during a set at Laugh Factory in Los Angeles, Rawlings on stage when Holcomb, who was supposed to follow him, started heckling him, calling the Chappelle show star mild. Obviously, Rawlings was incensed and countered by yelling, I'm a beast. This led to an intense back and forth between the two. 
He told Holcomb that he was a provocateur who also is trying to incite... I mean, I mean, anyone who's, like, like you know, becoming, like, a fucking public figure in that fucking regard, who pretends to be anti-establishment... Like, I mean, he could make valid points about... If, like, again, I'm not saying Donald Rowling's had to do gay shit, whatever, but, like, he could be talking truth about it, but, like, you know, but the, for the purpose of going more fucking regressive. Because they, they always make it seem like going in show business, you're going to a liberal, like, it's like the liberals that are fucking running shit, basically. Going with the whole, people don't wear dress for dress for comedy. If people want to wear a dress, man, you wear whatever you want. I'm not against anybody who wants to express themselves. But I, what I hate about this notion about the dress discourse is that people make it seem like because like a lot of liberals, like you know, like um, you know, protect LGBT, like 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 like, like being LGBTQ is being more liberal, or whatever. Even though there's like a lot of conservative LGBTQ people, the thing is like a lot of the fucking dress shit is like. It's it's a, it's a conservative fraternity, like where like the, like like it's like either self hating fucking gay people that fucking want like they, 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 like someone like Howard Stern wants you to doing gay shit because you know like he might be a closeted dude, but at the same time he looks at it like oh look be, doing something gay is so um, humiliating and all that like it's 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 it's, it's, it's like a, a fraternity it's like it's like a mafia type of fraternity ritual essentially. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't just have to be wearing fucking dresses. It could be also, like, for example, like, if you're someone that goes, oh, I'm not going to wear a dress. But the thing is, you're mentally wearing a dress for new, for, for, for the new conservatives. That's, like, the thing. You're, like, you're mentally twerking for these new conservatives. That's, that's, that's what I hate about the, about the dress discord. Because it's not, like, something about, like, again, they make it seem like Hollywood and all that is fucking liberal and all that. So, so it's a double yelling court. First off, I think comedy, comedians nowadays, they're trying to sell controversy over comedy. I wasn't there to watch Corey. I had performed myself, and I was about to leave, and they announced that Corey's about to perform. And I know that he had said some ill things about Dave Chappelle. I know he said some... See, the, the thing is, he's saying that that's true. Comedians now sell controversy. But he's also, but if he's part of the storyline, he's also fucking doing it things about some of the openers of Dave Chappelle. So I just sat there, wanted just to see what his take on what he felt about comedy or whatever. 
I sat there and I sat there and I just waited. And then when he made the comment about that anybody that's done three movies and comedy has performed fellatio, um, I said, wait a minute, I've done three movies, right? And I've never been accused of that. And then I also fact-checked his IMBD and Corey himself has done four movies. So I don't think, I think he might be guilty of his own joke. It's unfortunate it came to this. Should I have yelled out at him? No. But, you know, I'm a very, you know, I've been rocking with my guy Dave Chappelle for years. I'm a little guy to my friends, my fans, and my family. And it was just, for me, it was a buildup. It was a buildup off of a lot of things that's troubling comedy. Corey is the type of comedy, he can go on stage, start with grunts, and by the end of it, you're laughing hysterically. I did not want to scream out at him, but I felt like protecting the integrity of myself and my friends, I thought I had to say something. I thought I had to say something for people out here that have done over three movies. First off, I think comedy comedians nowadays so, so are trying it, to sell. So is, is this a set right here? Hold on, let me see right here. Hold on, is this a set? security guard at the front told me after all of the bullshit happened that whole ass nigga act like he was leaving but he was like nah fuck that I'm gonna watch this nigga so he had some animosity with me right I ain't never did nothing but been respectful to that boy cause I'm scared of people that's ugly <laughs> ugly people never get a fair shot in life let's just say that when you ugly do we got that picture can you put that picture up for a second? When you ugly, dog, the world is cold. You could you could be a you could be caked up. You could have a bag, but you still ugly. 
That's why I'm scared of ugly people, man. That boy looked like one of them kids you donate money to, like 40 cent a week or something like that. Right, right. You know the little boy? <laughs> Did he start laughing? He one of them looking motherfuckers. Look, this is a picture of self-hate. He ugly. He didn't want to make a baby with nobody that remotely looked like them. So this is some male order bride looking ass Asian woman that he bred with and she left him right after the baby was out because he ugly. <laughs> ugly people will do something to you or start mess because they ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> people who can get bitches at the club, they don't really want to fight. It be the motherfuckers who can't get bitches that's always jumping it off. So I'm just saying, I'm up against an ugly person. It's not fair. They need ugly people's security. Whenever somebody ugly come in, they should have to fill out a form different than everybody else. So the ugly boy came and to me do my thing on stage. His jealousy just bust out of him. I didn't say nothing to that man. I don't even, I, when I see that man and I speak to him, I'll be like, hey, brother, how you doing? Even though I always knew he was a hoe-ass nigga, there's a lot of motherfuckers, Corey, I never liked that nigga and all that shit. I ain't playing that shit, but I got it for receipts. I ain't gonna lie. Everybody, listen to this. I want you to... So, I mean, that's the basic gist of that, you know what I mean? But it, 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 it feels like between, you know, all of that shit, you know, um... It's like that Shannon Sharp fucking interview really got, like, different angles fucking going, basically. It kickstarted a bunch of fucking angles. Now you got, like, who's... Like, uh, who else is Shannon Sharp fucking feuding with now? Mace was feuding with Shannon Sharp. I I, I don't even know what the problem was with that one. But it, it, it all feels like between, like, you know... Like, your bike apps feuding with them and then they're making peace. So I feel like I'm not even going to buy into the, uh... What did May say about Shannon Sharp? One second. I think it was something about him being gay, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Hold on. I don't know if that's fucking, you know, true. Yeah, hold on. I think he called him a fake pastor. I think he made fun of him for, 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 you know, basically. He said, you settled faster than Diddy with Cassie for, uh, with Mike Epps, essentially. And then, and then, and then Mike, then, then, then uh, you know, uh, Shed, then Shannon Sharp decided to, like, like, again, if this is true, and with the, like, again, with the Clawbot saying that there isn't, like, if you speak out against, uh, you know, Israeli interests, they won't fucking fuck with your life, Right. But I think now it's become, like, mean that there's a, a Christian fundamentalist side that also kind of has power within the fucking, you know, discourse realm. Where now you can make that fucking obvious. Where, like, yeah, you're, like, mean that what they call the fucking pro-Israel lobby type people. Or, like, the fundamentalists in show business that have power within it. That happen to be 
doesn't mean that's only Jewish people that run and and the and the people that you say are Jewish that doesn't mean they represent for the fucking community. You know what I mean? Like they really don't give a shit about their actual community because they know the hatred is gonna go for. It's like like how Islamic fundamentalists don't give a shit about Muslims. You know what I mean? Like because like you know because like whenever they do something that you know. The general, the, the general fucking um, community is going to get blamed for it. They get all the vitriol towards it. So Shannon Sharp put out something about like, oh, if Cat Williams had gone um, off about anti-Semitic, like gone on anti-Semitic fucking rants, um, I wouldn't have aired it, right? So people, so people who are going to like, 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 you know, like, for example, like, we, like, it depends on what you consider anti-Semitic because now it's the words if you're criticizing um, people who have been in power, like you know fundamentalist fucking people in the in the industry that have fucking power, that have fucking robbed black artists and all that kind of shit. I don't think that's anti-Semitic to point out. If you're gonna just say that it's only them and not that there's other fundamentalists that exist within the you know system, whatever, then maybe. Right, but what to call like if he was like like literally gonna put out like anti-Semitism, then yeah, it's it's right to basically not fucking you know want that fucking normalized. But the fact that he put it out there to let it be known, because what did he do instead? He let Cat Williams just go and trash a bunch of like like you're constantly putting you constantly made, you you made the point that like okay, it's it's okay if you go and start bashing a lot of black people. Uh, undeserved, un- undeservedly, undeservedly. I mean, some of these guys. It, 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 I think Cat was the type of guy that he would go at anybody who fucking ro- who wronged him. And some of the people who are his lum- like you know, his like contemporaries in the fucking industry, they happen to be black, so he went at them, whatever. But like, it's basically to sell the conservative element that like, okay, Shannon, like, oh, what to call the their sk- like if if that was like. If if Shannon Sharp was so scared about uh, about offending the quote unquote Jewish powers that be, whatever, he wouldn't have even put out that fucking statement. That's just to basically show you, like, to get people more on the anti-Semitic fucking side, basically. That's what I fucking think. You know, not saying that what to call like making, uh, you know, I mean, even people who say they're fucking left don't fucking think that like there is like a power structure. Uh, I I think it's it's. It, that like again, I pointed out before that what they call the system of white supremacy runs fucking a lot of fucking shit. Then you have different delegations. It doesn't mean they're all fucking. It just means that there's dueling delegations even within their own communities and all that. And there are people who happen to fucking represent for the Jewish community who you know again and and they might not even be religious because a lot of these people in the industry are all fundamentalists to me. But what they call like but, but people also downplay the Christian fundamentalism that exists within show business as well. Which is a, which is where you're allowed to fucking, you know, uh, where you're going to act like, you know, you're, you're persecuted for being a Christian and all that kind of shit. Even though, like, you know, that's that's implemented into the fucking, like, the, the new media and all that kind of shit with the new public figures and in Hollywood in, in some fucking way. <laughs> I don't know. Like, for, for, for example, Benzino is on Drink Champs. And he's having a breakdown. He's like, oh, I don't hate Eminem. And then a few days later, he's like, I hate Eminem again. It's like designed to be, you know... Like, if you really hate Eminem... Because Eminem, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, going at Eminem, being chosen to go at Eminem. 
and fucking having, like, I mean, whatever career you had being destroyed because of it. But, but like, also at the same time, be, being also, being also, because like, the one thing that would have called, like, if something, uh, even if you had valid points about, like, the, like, how Eminem is being promoted, even though I think it's fair just to go at Eminem solely, you want to go at the power structure of, of what's going on, whatever. But what's it called, um, you know, but what's it called, but what made him look like a hypocrite was that people said that he wanted to sign a white rapper and he was encouraging, like, that's what the rumor was, that he encouraged, or oh, the white rapper said that, that Benzino encouraged him to like, you know, also say the N-word and all that kind of stuff, whatever. So I was like, does this guy really give a shit about which white rapper is like, like if you're willing to let, you know what I mean, so why, so that, that should be my mentality. But I looked at it from like, you know, uh, but, like, there was, like, valid stuff that he was making about how, like, the system is fucking promoting him. You know, Jay Electronica broke that fucking down about, like, you know, when uh, he went to war with Eminem, you, you you didn't go at war with them. You went at, like, the conservative element of, like, the backers of, of, of this guy's kind of career, basically. And that's why I think it's always been missing from the Eminem conversation whenever people want to criticize him. That's why I don't get involved with that. You know what I mean? I thought, like, when we're... When people were in the discourse were gonna fucking start talking about that, that it would lead to that, but it's basically like the same type of argument that you heard in the early two thousands about oh is Eminem good enough to be considered a rapper blah 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 you know what I mean all the, all the same shit where you make it seem like Eminem is the one being oppressed because like like you know like the gatekeepers of hip hop who happen to be black might fucking be a little bit more harder on him and and, and so and so, since we're resetting everything. Like, back then, when I didn't know about systemic racism and all the history about what's going on and all that, I used to kind of, like, I used to be dumb enough to equate what, um, the hatred that Eminem got to, like, oh, this is just as bad as what fucking black people have gone through. Like, you know, like, you know, you're being wishes to Eminem for, like, not accepting him in hip-hop, basically. Like, that would be, and, and now that we're rebooting everything, it seems like the same fucking type of deal is going on again right now. But then at the same time, then Benzino also started saying stuff that was, uh, like, again, when you point out, because, again, I, I know because a lot of public, public figures are only do when they do it in a, in a generalized fucking way, when they do it in, in, when they do it in a general in a generalized fucking way, and especially when they're supposed to be heel, it fucking, it's like, okay, they're doing it for, like, you know, evil purposes. But I don't think pointing out, um... What a, what, 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 what a quote-unquote, like, again, I don't think they represent it for Jewish people, but if there's people who have, who've been in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in their delegation, and they've had fucking power, and fucking robbed fucking artists, I don't think it's anti-Semitic to point, it, point that out. For some odd reason, you can't fucking, you know, because, 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 like, the, the Christian fundamentalist types will point, point out, but, like, like the, the, the people that they fucking hate about, that the, the, they claim that are the ones running shit, whatever, and all that, they're in bed with those same fucking people, and they don't represent, just like what they call, they don't represent for Christian, uh, real Christians, and the, and then the people who they are going at don't represent for Jewish people, but they know that fucking regular Jewish people are the ones that are going to be affected from it most. That's, you know, from, from what I can fucking gather, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Man, I'm going to be here for a fucking while. It's going to be a long-ass fucking podcast. It's going to be a really, really long one. This is already like... F 
like almost four hours now. Again, I'm going to be here for like eight hours going through all this shit. I got to give an opinion on everything, apparently. But you know what? Fuck it. Who gives a shit, you know? I do long podcasts, you know? And and again, listen, man, what's the call? If you're already still paying attention to this, I don't like, suspect... I should only just give this a warning in the beginning. I always give it when, like, people are already probably headed out already. But, like, you know, I'm not asking for people to, like, you know... Again, this is for my own mental health. And I'm not asking for people to have to be obligated. Don't, you know, like, the thing is, I, I, again, I recognize that people have other podcasts to listen to, other forms of entertainment. I'm not trying to hold somebody fucking hostage. This podcast exists. If you want to have it on in the, in the background to listen to what I have to say, you don't have to catch up with every single one every single time. Take your fucking time. I know you got other stuff to watch. Sometimes people put way too much where it feels like they're holding you fucking hostage. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know what I mean? So, so, so sometimes it feels like, you know what I mean? Like you just, you, 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 you gotta, and, and, and then you're like, well, I, I, I'm a fan of this, so I have to be committed to everything a hundred fucking percent. But I, you know, sometimes you gotta choose. You, you cancel to every single fucking thing that people do. And I understand that you, you won't do that with me as well. You know what I mean? You know, it's not, it's not really a successful podcast. Chris Brown with a cold, again, again, this is like another fucking complicated fucking issue because, again, they're propping him up because, I mean, listen, I went through different things about, about, about Chris Brown before I got into conspiratorial. What I didn't like about the Rihanna, Chris Brown thing, like, it was never that I was, like, supporting anything that Chris Brown did, whatever, right? I just hated the notion that whenever they bring up these fucking type of fucking clips... Like, these same situations. This is before I got conspiratorial about it. That was the call. They may, they only define the situation by what the fucking guy did. Nothing that led up to what's going on. Nothing that justify what you did, whatever. But it also, like, you know, but just basically just acting like, oh, this guy just went wild, whatever. You don't know if she hit him and then he fucking hit back, whatever. You don't know if it was a toxic fucking thing. I always didn't like that. Then I went through the phase of, like, Oh, was he framed from doing this? And it was like, in, you know, it, because people are like, he was trying to leave the industry. And with the call, he's been trying to fucking escape it. But now, I'm still conspiratorial in this regard. That with the call, he was supposed to be one of the early social media guys in like the, you know, in the, in the music world. Who was going to be, a, who's going to be defined by being that fucking character. Like, you know what I mean? Because there's been other incidents that have happened, but it feels like what they're calling that, like, again, that's why I'm trying to repeat it with Tory Lanez and Meg The Stallion. Because, again, and what gave it away was when Chris Brown and Rihanna were in the 2010s, years after that situation happened. They were both on camera, like, laughing. Like, it's like they broke the fourth fucking wall. Like, what happened to Rihanna was real, right? What happened to Meg The Stallion is real. But we live in such an exploitative fucking world that this is where the storyline are going where like in a sense that what they're called Tori and Chris 
are victims in the sense that they've been chosen to play roles of them being the abuser and designed to go down a fucking dark path and then they get cancelled while there's other problematic people that are getting propped up. Like, you know what I mean? Because, again, like it's designed to be inconsistent because how can you be like an award show or something like that and you give Dre all the, Dr. Dre all these awards when he's done problematic shit? It's, like, designed for that purpose. But it feels like, you know, but it but it feels like People who have been cancelled in that regard, while other people have gone away with other shit, whatever, it feels like the right-wing forces are going to fucking vindicate them, even though the right-wing people were constantly against fucking Chris Brown, basically. But that, but, but, but that you know, that activist, Tamika Mallory, she's become a... Remember that big speech she gave during the Black Lives Matter protests that were going on, very passionate, very... It was, it was well done, whatever, and all that, you know what I mean? Like, it fucking got us, you know, all fucking, you know, you know, hyped up because there's a lot of justified anger going on, whatever. But, like, she's, like, you know, she's been defending guys like Chris Brown or even Bill Cosby. You know what I mean? And they're making it, and they're making it seem like this is what... Again, if you want to talk... Again, what they're called... If you want to really expose something, then expose... Expose something, expose something where you're showing that this is, like all designed for storylines, basically. Where it's designed for the entertainment dollars. Since the TMZ shit became a fucking thing, this is where they decided that storylines were gonna fucking go, essentially. Because at the same time, when everyone was chastising Chris Brown, then people were fucking celebrating Charlie Sheen, who has literally fucking done a lot of bad shit to women, even shooting at his ex-wife or something like that. And, 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 and again, I'm not fucking totally just going to generalize. There's something going on within the showbiz world where they're like in a mafia type of world where these things are fucking going on. Like, like, like it's not like, it's like, you know the movies when there's like something going on and then when like it becomes addressed to the public in the, in the movie, it's like they have to fucking dress up the fucking story. That's what it feels like whenever it comes to some of these things. Like the whole incident where like Charlie Sheen's fucking car, at least two or, I think it was two times or three times or so, that his car was driven off a fucking cliff. Like they're definitely at least making it look like, like something is going on with them. Like, that's what I'm saying. These people are not living by regular fucking rules, man. I'll come back in a second. This is two hours right here. It's 10.06 p.m. Jesus Christ, man. I'm fucking, you know... I'm, I'm, dude, there's so much more fucking Discord. I'll try to go through something as fast as I can. Okay, Kelly Rowland fucking walked out um, on... Uh, I think Sherry Shepard's show. She'll probably be the co-host for that day. I think it was a ploy to promote her movie, Tyler Perry movie called Mea Culpa. The mo- I mean, p- p- I, and by now, it's like... It feels like if, Terry, if, t- if Tyler Perry doesn't even write his own movies, he probably has, like, you know, his own little... His own little click... You know, of, like, you know, like, people who are, like, you know, uh, where you are basically working for that institution, essentially. I bet you, like, now with the call, they, you know, basically look at the tropes of what, of what he, of what Tyler Perry does. And basically implement that for the most ridiculous thing. But by now, it's like, like, you know, it's it's, it's like its own self-fucking parody, essentially. I mean, the the whole notion of watching bad movies for the sake of it, like, I don't know, like, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of like, like, you know, th- th- there's a good marketing for it, you know. I know Paul, guys like Paul Shear and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, had that kind of 
marketing for his podcast, how does it get made, but it's like, then, like, I feel like things are made purposely for being fucking shitty so that, you know, you can go, oh, go, we can enjoy it, you know, ironically, even though you're just gonna get and watch something shitty. Uh, Dr. Phil has been going fucking, you know, completely, um, right-wing as well. Again, this guy's on Joe Rogan's show, wants to reinstate Trump to basically, uh, you know, go invade Mexico or something like that. He was going down the anti-trans fucking, uh, you know, all, all, all of a sudden, people who used to make fun of Dr. Phil for being like a phony fucking doctor are now going to take him fucking seriously about this shit. But it's like everyone who's turning heel is definitely going to become a fucking character in the long run. You know. It is what it is, I guess. May Mayweather was defending Diddy, so you know that you know anyone anyone who's like def- like making it seem like this is a regular situation and going in the way to defend somebody. I'm gonna assume that they probably also. I mean, with the call Mayweather also has had fucking you know uh, abuse, um you know accusations as well, like you know beating up women and shit like that. So I'm I'm sure. Like, this is just a way to, like, you know, when somebody's getting canceled, whatever, you know what I mean, you're gonna fucking still stick with them, whatever, that's one of those fucking things, I guess. And pretty sad was going at Mayweather for it, you know what I mean, but it's like everyone in the game is fucking, uh, you know. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel might end this late night show. If It feels like, because our, our world's going to a different fucking thing, it feels like, you know... A lot of people are going to have their masks off. I, I I still don't... Like, even though Kimmel will, will do good shit on the surface, as soon as he, you know, did that fucking sports entertainment shit with fucking Ted Cruz, I really didn't... Tr- I, really didn't I really didn't trust it. Like, he cut a good babyface promo. Like, a, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you go, oh, this is pro wrestling, this emotional promo about why why we, we, we should have fucking, you know, why people should have health care and all that. He, he was a passionate promo, and then he turned into sports entertainment by doing a fucking shitty basketball game with Ted Cruz, where he didn't even fucking win. They scripted it. They scripted it to, for for him to fucking lose, essentially, and then do that. Well, I guess we we can agree or disagree. And then they shook hands. Like the most disgusting, fucking stupid thing ever. But he he'll be right about some of these fucking people. But I you know I personally don't. I I think Jimmy Kimmel and guys like Howard Stern. I used to think I used to think that Howard and Jimmy Kimmel were a part of like the good fucking faction, which is why in two thousand fourteen I would have wanted to join them, because I thought they were gonna. But 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 once I realized once the Trump stuff was going on, and I realized that some of these people might be secret Trump supporters, like you know Howard or whatever, I realized that they're not really gonna be on the fucking good side at all whatsoever. I started figuring that out when you know. I remember people in my life who probably, you know, who know something's going on, whatever. They've, one time, like, I, I could, because, again, I was buying into the notion that anyone that's calling out Trump is going to be opposed to him and his ilk. And then some people, some random people in my life randomly said, like, hmm, I wonder what Howard uh, thinks about this Trump stuff, whatever. And I think that was, like, a hint where, like, I started fucking contemplating it more. I'm like... Where are, are some of these people might be kind of behind Trump because I do now believe that Howard has been a a, a power player in help. A, a lot of these powerful celebrities have been uh, actually helping Trump. I, I think uh, 
you know, Howard and got Jimmy Kimmel to... I think the storyline will be that Howard got Jimmy Kimmel to make friends with all these quote-unquote liberal-leaning celebrities who are... They're probably always kind of more conservative-leaning or whatever. But I think the storyline's supposed to be that Howard Stern got embraced by them because they're trying to get these fucking celebrities to now start embracing, you know, more of a right-wing thing. Because I, I remember what the call when, when, when Jack Allison was, like, going off on a... On Jimmy Kimmel, whatever, and like you know what I mean, and, and I, I, I was, I was supportive of it for you know, I was supportive of it, whatever, because I'm like, yeah, I've been screwed over by Howard, whatever, but then when he started doing the whole like, oh, um, the reason why Howard Stern is fucking changed is because of Jimmy Kimmel, I was like, no one can change Howard Stern. Howard Stern's the one that has the power in the situation, so if anything, he's the one that's changed Jimmy Kimmel. So I never bought that angle of it, in my personal opinion. You know, that's just me. That's just me, you know. Still trying to wonder if some of these people have always... I don't know. It just seems like everyone is secretly a right-winger on some fucking level. And and they know it's bad because then... They, because then why would they pretend to be fucking liberal or left-leaning? You know. Uh, Kodak, Kodak Black, you know, um, is another cog, you know. That will never heal because of whatever he was initiated into into the game. He'll always be, you know, again, and, and they basically, you know, have him on. The, the industry has him on. I mean, they have to make it look like it's him solely doing it and that he's out of control. But whatever he's doing is in control of what the what they want. So I don't know if him throwing rocks at the reporter is like, oh, he knows that this reporter is, like, compromised and what the cold is, like, you know, being sent to, like, fuck with them more. Or is it just to show you that he's getting more out of control, that he's just throwing rocks at reporters? But, like, you know, but, but these guys, the industry definitely initiated him into something where this guy is constantly going to be designed to be. And, and the thing is, like, he's going for Trump's approval and all that kind of shit. Like, it's unfortunate. Like, like I mean, I, I don't condone the stuff that he's fucking done, but it's, like, unfortunate because I see a bigger picture of why these cogs in the system end up becoming more fucking problematic and developing bad fucking habits. Wendy Wendy Williams has dementia, and I I'm I'm noticing the story the storyline the storyline with this one is that her so, so her family feel like the people that are taking care of her are holding her back from being and again and and, and there was a show about this on Netflix. Someone did a whole thing that they think that that's what's happening with with uh hap, that's what's happening with um you know Wendy Williams, but it, it's 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 kind of like the, it's a reality show fucking story. Like I I I, I hope she. I, I know she's she's not like you know she's she's done horrible fucking shit but you know man it sucks that she got dementia. You know what I mean she's another cog in the fucking machine essentially. I wonder if the, if it's because she called out. How I always feel like whenever somebody calls out Howard or makes Howard look stupid, that Howard will fucking somehow have. So I'm like again, I know people don't think he's 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 irrelevant. He's relevant. I know his supposed haters like wanted to call you call him out for being a hypocrite and all that, but they gotta downplay how powerful he is. Basically, they only hate him within limitations, and they'll discredit someone like me. Basically, but I mean, listen, man, with the call, it works both ways. Whatever, like where some people from the system will be your 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 handlers to try and rob you of your money, 
And also at the same time, what they're called, like, there's people who will be in your life that are sent in by handlers to fucking, you know, destroy you, basically, as well. Like, you know I mean? They can use anybody, you know? I feel like I, I've, I've been, you know, purposely, you know, suppressed at the, you know, at, at Howard Stern's behest, whatever, where people have to pretend like, you know, I have to get over that. Yeah, I talked about Trump shoot. I talked about it in the SNL. I know, but it's like it's it's Al Bundy basically. It's Al Bundy shit basically. You know, where Al Bundy was a shoe guy. That's like you know with the with the. But like you know, it's it's also a way for people to promote it as well, essentially, because you're like, oh look, you're promoting you know something like this. Hmm. Tiffany Haddish had a straight... I mean, Bobby Bobby Lee a couple of years ago talked about this thing. Where, I, I mean, it, again, see, this is why I'm saying that when, when, when uh, like, even though it's, it's true, right? You're allowed, like, to make it seem like you're speaking truth. It feels like people who... Different celebrities who are part of, like, the dirtbag comedy scene or whatever. It feels like if they are fucking going, like, anti-Israel, it means they're probably going to be doing it for the fucking sake of the Christian fundamentalist side. You, you, I, again, it's not saying that anyone that fucking, I'm just saying you, with, with celebrities, you gotta be careful because they're not playing by regular fucking rules and, 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 and they're making it look like in this era of calling shit out that it means that, oh my God, they're doing the unthinkable, even though like they're allowed to, because they're going to be luring you in to, they're going to be luring in fucking people who are going to be fucking exhausted from all this fucking gaslighting and all the fucking trauma that you're seeing constantly and hoping that it happens. But it doesn't mean that it isn't true what Bobby Lee said about fucking, you know, how like, you know, like sometimes like they'll um, fly you out to do a free trip to Israel to, to perform and they'll like, you know, basically pay you. But you also got to tweet like, you know, oh, Israel is a beautiful country, but tag the fucking government essentially. You know what I mean, like it's kind of, but but the thing is, like th that's what, I, but, but it's not just with it's not just with Israel. You have to call like li li literally everything that people fucking tweet about, whether it's a product or not, or or something else. Like it's always there's always people being paid to do it. Not just in, in Israel, fucking being able to do that. But Tiffany Tiffany Haddish, um, you know, uh, Tiffany Tiffany Haddish, what they're called, uh, basically. I don't know if they're trying to make it look like she's being forced to go to Israel to do PR for them, but she was talking about how it's, uh, it's, 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 oh, I'm going to the promised land, you know what I mean? Either, either way, either way she's gonna, either way she's gonna be on the Christian fundamentalist side, because a lot of celebrities are gonna be in that way, especially since she's become a fucking problematic fucking figure as well, she, you know... She started getting with fucking Common, whatever, who's who's already being accused of sexual inappropriate fucking shit, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, and she's having fucking meltdowns. Or you know, you know, it feels it feels like you know, like you know, the handlers are making her go fucking more crazy. But if it, but nowadays, if 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 people are being fucked with in Hollywood, 
and it becomes more obvious that that's happening, it always has to be that, oh, from an anti-left perspective, because people are under the impression that Hollywood is run by fucking liberals. See, there's layers to how this all operates, in my personal opinion. It's not just as simple. Otherwise, or otherwise, she's going to go there to, like, basically just do PR. Like, it's going to be one of those obvious ones where it becomes obvious that she was told to go there or whatever, and it's going to be exposed for the purpose of getting more people to, you know, to you know, join the anti-Semitic side, even though you can, like, criticize the fucking government. And criticize fucking their enablers and fucking, you know, the fundamentalists that, you know. I don't know. I don't know, man. This, uh, I forget what her name is. Brandy, Brandy G. Her last name is a G. She's accusing Andy Cohen of, like, making her watch him have sex with somebody from the when the reality show that they're on. So, again, more... Again, every, every controversy and scandal has to do with, like, sexual harassment. It's like... It's like, it's, it's like this goes on in the industry, and they're like, hey, you know what? We, instead of just making these rituals that people have to go through, we can really make storylines out of these things. Because everything's for fucking sale now. Uh, Vice is ending. This is their site, you know. So more people. It's gonna be more laid off fucking discourse. But when, whenever these things happen, I always feel like uh, people who it's it's like what to call like certain traditional pub, uh, publications are gonna be ending because we're going to a new fucking world essentially. Where like I I don't know what's gonna happen, but it always feels like anybody who will get fucking laid off, some chosen people will be able to prosper somewhere else. And then get a fucking exposed vice while it's already crumbling, anyways. But they're probably gonna form into something else. I don't know what that entails. I think I don't know if it's completely ending or they're just laying off fucking people. But they're not gonna publish stuff on Vice.com anymore, apparently. I have no idea what, what it entails, but whenever some you know, and that, and, and that you know that became a lot more popular in the two thousand and tens and shit. I never try. I, I know when 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 it, when they made it a TV show, Vice News, whatever. I remember like Bill Maher with the call mentioned that cause I I first heard about it in Bill Maher, or whatever. But I didn't know the publication was like there before, cause I cause then it was funded cause it was funded by Gavin McInnes, whatever. So, to me, it was always kind of fucking suspect. I don't know what's gonna end up happening. I, I, I again, I'm just gonna just again. I'm just trying to get through fucking shit. I, I still gotta get to the wrestling fucking discourse. Uh, the rapper Digga D, he, he was ra he filmed his. Ra I feel like this is becoming a common trope now, where like some of these celebrities already like are associated with fucking people who are above the fucking law. Where like, but the mean that like once you're so like what I I know because people make it look like because you see celebrities now get in trouble with the cops, but it feels like when you see that type of shit, it feels like it's more orchestrated or fucking scripted whatever for more fucking discourse essentially. Uh, 
But you think that it's just, it's just random fucking shit going down, but it's meant to be seen. I don't know. Uh, Jim Florentine and fucking David Smith and other fucking comics were... I, they're doing the fake cancellation because of, like, you know, Portland didn't want them at, at a comedy show because, like, you know what I mean? And, and, and they make it seem like their comedy is dangerous and that it's like, oh, they can't take fucking, you know... Jo but J Jim Florentine, who, I, I, to me, I, I never really minded him as much because, again, he hangs out with, like, a lot of the fucking Opie and Anthony pipeline type of comedians, right? He's always, in my opinion, like... Even when, like, you know, uh, people would use pol politics, he'd always kind of keep it more funny rather than fucking injecting his politics into shit. But then when you'd see his fucking podcast, he would... Stuff that he would rant about and all that kind of shit, it would be designed for him to fucking... Basically fucking just go off on anything that's anti-woke. Like, I remember one of the things that, like, made me fucking, like, kind of disgusted by him that he thought, oh, if you change the fucking, if the owners of the team change the name of the Redskins, you're, you're the biggest fucking pussies because you guys are, are, are actually racist yourselves and now you're going to count. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, it's just a fucking football name. Like, seriously, like, like, like they make it seem like everything they do is the most fucking dangerous. It's like, so, so, so now he got his fucking, in Tacoma, Washington, he got his, he got more gigs from being quote-unquote canceled, so now he's gonna act like his comedy is fucking more dangerous. I can't believe he'd actually go down that fucking route, but then again, he comes from that Opie and Anthony Howard Stern pipeline. And that's all they fucking have. My comedy is more fucking dangerous because I'm being canceled by the woke. Dude, like, dude, like, 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 uh, I, I think you're a funny dude, but dude, like, like, literally, like, all you do is fucking fart humor and fucking, you know, crank calls and all that kind of shit where you're doing, like, you know, um, you know, uh, homo, saying homoerotic fucking shit with a call because, like, oh, I'm, sh I'm, I'm doing shocking edgelord type of deal. Like, I, you know. Freddie Gibbs and JPEG Mafia are doing a fucking fake feud. I don't, you know. Dude, like, I like Freddie Gibbs as a rapper. Like, I think he's, like, a really talented fucking dude as a rapper. But, man, he's really become, like, a, like an online sports entertainer, man. And it's, like, when he was free with academics, because academics is a bad faith fucking actor. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't mind that so fucking much. But now it's, like, you know, like, literally, like, you know, him and his feud, it's, like, he... How to fucking get initiated, so, you know, he has to have his wife, uh, the storyline is his ex-wife is leaking out fucking his leaks of nudes or something like that. It's like, it's like everybody has to fucking, you know, it's like everyone has to be initiated to some degree and all that kind of shit, I don't know. But I'm up, the thing is, like, they're Freddie Gibbs and fucking JPEG Mafia are both on the, on, on the Kanye side, so it's like, even if they're having a little fucking feud, they're still on the same fucking side, whatever. Kanye is definitely fucking helping organizing with his power to, like, get people more on the Christian fundamentalist fucking side. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people are going that fucking direction. I don't know if I want to be alive for this kind of shit, really. The rapper Wiley, he got his, um, what, MBE taken away? Because of, again, so, so now, again, whenever people say that someone said anti-Semitic remarks, I have to see exactly 
what the end... But the thing is, like, if they're being cancelled... If, if they're also being promoted by being cancelled as well, it's like, even if they made valid points, it's like, they're gonna start aligning with fucking, uh... They're, so, they're still gonna start aligning with... It's like, anyone who's getting cancelled, whatever. Let me see. Let me see. Try to look up Wiley. Grimoire's Wiley has forfeited MBE. Let me see right here. Hi, Kai. I just wanted to bring you a little bit of breaking news, and it concerns the. Uh Rapper, grime artist Wiley, whose uh, real name is Richard Cowie, he has forfeited his MBE uh, for apparently bringing the honours system into disrepute. It's, uh, the notice was published on the Cabinet Office website a number of years ago in an interview on Sky News. Uh, Wiley had said that he uh, was willing for his MBE to be taken away from him, and it's uh, taken a number of years. Oh, let me see, hold on again. What is an MBE anyways? Oh, it's like a British war type of deal. Member of the most excellent order of the British Empire. No, what anti-Semitic shit did like again? Because again, you gotta be careful about how they. I mean, the the, the only thing, the, the only reason why I always lean with celebrities, because um, even if they make valid points about certain things, about let's say the Chris, I think Israel. Is because a lot of celebrities are not playing by regular rules, and it means that like, like because again, what they call them getting canceled for saying something, maybe like again, I, I, have to, I have to, I'm gonna look at what, what's it, anti, 
what do you say, um, I'm only saying one fucking thing about it. See, whenever, okay, he's one of the guys that said, he compared, um, uh, in, I think this is 2020, he compared to some, you know, sat- satanic Jews. Again, what the call, so you think, autom- again, what the call, that's like, you know, very, you know, anti-Semitic in that regard. But the thing is, when I say what the call, like, again, people use satanic, whatever. But I do believe the, like, the, the you know, the the entertainment world. Are you know? I I believe fundamentalist, like you know, people who say they represent for Jesus and all that. I believe fundamentalists are actually devil worshippers, and they work hand in hand with the evangelicals because the evangelicals can go, oh look, they're praising Satan. So that because the evangelicals are not fucking credible whatsoever to to people who you know are not fucking religious or whatever, you go, okay, well then if they're getting mad about like you know all the Satan imagery. It's not a it's not, it's not a big fucking deal, but they actually work hand in hand because some of these evangelicals are not really for Jesus. I think they actually are Satan worshippers. That's why when fucking you know when uh like for example if if you're like if you're supposed to be anti fucking Satan whatever, wouldn't you take what little Nas X did in this video where he kind of killed the devil? Like wouldn't that like even if you're like a Christian. And, like, you know what I mean? You're fucking indifferent to fucking, you know, homosexuality. Would you be like, hey, I hate the fucking devil? And this, like, you know what I mean? Because, again, like, you know, I look at that, I looked at that video, I'm like, hey, he took, he, he, he took one for the team. He was willing to sleep with the devil, and then he fucking f- killed him afterwards. That's pretty fucking, you know, that's pretty fucking cool, whatever. You know, and, and so, so, so to me, so then with the cult, all these evangelicals started getting offended just based off of the fucking Satan imagery. But to me, it's like, no, they're getting mad because they, cause they're the ones who actually believe in fucking Satan themselves. They're Satan worshippers. So that's why I'm saying it, it ties into the showbiz fucking world where, you know, it's, it's, it's fundamentalist, where the fundamentalists do, do, do actually believe in. That's why they would have Satan imagery. And then you basically generalize it with Satanism and all that, even though Satanism is something different completely. But then again, I don't know, I, I don't know enough about Satanism because whatever anyone who defends Satanism to say, oh, um, you know, it's, it's really, you know, uh, a down-to-earth type of fucking, you know, the, the people who are Satanists are down-to-earth and all that kind of shit. It's like you're still, do, like you're, like, sell, like you're basically doing PR for them, like how other people would do PR for religion as well. You know what I mean? Like, well, you, so I, I, I think any religion that exists, they probably have to have some extremes, no? But it, 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 it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter if you're Jewish, Christian, like, if you're Muslim, you know, if if you're a fundamentalist, whatever, and again, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be religion or race or gender also. Now you've made fandoms like, like religion as well. And and fandoms are, are, because fandoms have different fucking, you know, de- demographic of groups within them. So now you have, like, so for example, if, 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 if somebody uh, who you're, like, if WWE does something fundamentalist. You'll have a bunch of people, like I say, they do something offensive towards, like, Muslims. You'll have a bunch of fucking brown people um, who are, you know, shills 
for the WWE delegation, and you'll fucking basically defend it, because, oh, it's just entertainment and all that kind of shit. You know? I don't know. That's the way I fucking look at it, at least. So I guess he forfeited the, um, you know, his, his wildly, I guess. So that I can't keep track of, of all these people that have gotten canceled for shit. You know what I mean? So then you can't remember every single fucking thing. I don't know what band this guy's a part of, but some guy named Chris Franzak was going off on anti-trans about bi- um, you know um, uh, pronouns in the bios and all that kind of shit. And with the call, he's going off of the fucking you know um, you know you know trans tra- trans people are grooming your kids and all that kind of shit. But then he's also, it's like, it's like everyone that's, it's like everyone that wants to hang on to their career who has done fucking horrible shit that got initiated into it. It's like, oh, they gotta go, they gotta go um, down the fucking anti-trans route to keep their career. But now we know that they're also been accused of grooming and raping people or some shit like that. And it doesn't matter if you point it out because it's not going to make a difference as long as they keep spewing. If they keep spewing the right-wing fundamentalist fucking propaganda and those people run shit already, they're going to allow fucking people like that to exist, essentially. Kid, Kid Rock was uh, advocating for more deaths in Palestine if the hostages aren't released or whatever. They they don't intend on he, uh, uh, releasing the hostages until everyone's basically dead. That's their, that's their fucking end goal. They, again, I, I know that I can see the fundamentalism of where it's fucking going. He also, again, and then he started talking about Bohemian Grove and what goes on there. But if you, again, if you're someone that was there for all of this, that means like, like, they don't mind people fucking knowing. Either he's completely lying about it because like, you know, or he, or they don't mind people knowing about what goes on because they're going to get their way in the end anyways. But then you think that Kid Rock must be, you know, tell, you know, keeping it real because now he's exposing Bohemian Grove. It's like, they're trying to reboot everything into that type of shit. So you know, that guy again. I, I hate that I know about this Kai Sinat guy, but apparently he wanted uh, some some woman on his stream to like I think make fun of her man basically, and like I mean you you you, you, you can get mad at her for wanting to fucking go on a show to do that, but everyone everyone who's on, a part of the discourse it, online literally fucking does propaganda anyways for, do this regressive fucking shit, but but anyway so this guy it makes a lot of fucking money being a streamer. She wanted to be fucking compensated, and everyone turned on her. And then people started. And then people started like, I, I don't think that that rapper Sir was using the word bitch like in a derogatory way. He's like, he he said he basically said, oh, he goes, this, he goes, uh, he, he said the N word in it when everybody goes. He says something, but this, this N word got this needs this bitch on. Um, like you know, he 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 wants to be, he wants to have this bitch on, whatever. I, I forget what he what exactly he fucking said, whatever. Let me see, hold on, let me see. 
He's, he, I, hold on, let me see. So he said, okay. He said, Kaisa not a real one. Got, got it, got it. I don't know, again, he's not even talking, because he's a real one, period, okay. Got an N-word, a whole new bitch on Twitch. But like I think people weren't mad that he called. Say he said he called a person a bitch. I think he, I think they were mad that what the call he was hyping this hyping Kaisen at up, and this woman wanted to be comp again. If, if you're a popular fucking streamer and you want and you're trying to bring fucking and you're getting paid a lot of money and you're bringing on people to do fucking shit, then yeah, people are gonna ask you to be compensated. Some people will do it for fucking free, whatever, right? But you, you know. People were getting mad at this woman for doing it. Uh, I don't know, man. N uh, Nick Offerman, I guess it's a spirit, a spirit, a spirit awards. He went off on homophobes um, about like getting mad about the you know the Last of Us storyline, saying it wasn't a gay story, it was a love story. So the message of what he said that's pretty fucking cool, whatever. But again, you know, it feels like between Will Ferrell and fuck and 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 you know, and, and like saying like you know good messages that I can fucking support, like you know the message I can support, whatever. It feels like they say a good message, and then you find out that they're gonna be hypocrites and they're gonna end up fucking end up being fucking villains. It's kind. It's kind of like you know what 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 Cody Rhodes, like support CM Punk as well, like you know like outwardly. Doing a good thing by supporting supporting trans people and all that kind of stuff, but it feels like because like they have the wrestling world has a bunch of, like the, like for them people will make fun of Val Venus, but the reason why Val Venus is allowed to um you know um exist and do what he's doing is because he's a cog he's like he's like a, a foot soldier foot soldier. Like once you're in the mafia system, you're never left left out. But some of them go more underground, and they just become social media characters. So it's always designed for guys like Dutch Mantel or Val Venus to start going off on it. So it's it's like they bring attention to it, so they they can um, start getting all the regressive fucking people to basically go after the messenger. Even though like what Cody's do, like you know what I mean. But 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 you don't think that WWE, in my personal opinion, would fund this kind of behavior because these people are not working with WWE anymore, right? On the surface, but they're always still because WWE is like the control of the entire industry. That's why the Val Venus stuff is fucking dangerous. Like, it's not just one guy just having a fucking mouth. This guy's, like, literally on, on, on social media all fucking day talking about kids' fucking genitals and communists and all that, you know. 
by the way, what they're called, um, the, I already mentioned, I mentioned the, uh, the, the conspiracy subreddit about the, fa yeah, I already did that, right? Al Alberta's trying, is trying to, I don't know if it's made official, but they're trying to ban pride flags, pride aesthetic, because, you know, apparently we're, you know, back in, like, 19-fucking-40, what they called a lot of the conspiracy fucking stuff online, like at least on the conspiracy subreddit, like they'll post fucking stupid shit, like oh look, AI chatbots are so anti fucking white. This is how much anti whiteness has been taking over with the AI and all that kind of shit. But I bet you it's all fucking designed to be scripted in that fucking direction. Like the yeah, AI exists, but I feel like the stuff that's being circulated around online. Is like literally designed for um, people to fucking start shitting on, like you know, to like basically make it look more like, oh my god, white people are being fucking targeted and all that type of shit. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to speed through some of this stuff. I know I'm not giving the best fucking analysis. I'm trying, you know, I have too much to talk about. Orlando Brown, okay, it doesn't matter, I, I, again, what they're called, I, I know whenever Orlando, I know bad faith actors that have Orlando Brown be able to fucking do it, like, they have bad, they have bad intentions with what they're doing because they're trying to get Orlando Brown to, uh, basically, like, they'll get him drugged up and then he'll start fucking spewing random stuff, but then now, if someone, if now that, like, again, and people who are, who are now against what he's doing now, were supportive of when he was calling out fucking Diddy and all that kind of shit, right? You know, he, 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 even even though what to call like sometimes people sometimes uh people people who want him to fucking like you know encourage that to go on, they will encourage him to fucking get fucked up to do it, right? Then some people who don't want their favorites to be implicated, they'll use him being drugged up as a reason why not to fucking listen to him. But now he's, like, naming people who he's definitely... I don't know if, if, if this is all consensual or, like, or he or was he fucking, like, you know, I don't know. Because I think Buster Rhymes is one of the guys he named. And to me, like, I have I have some, someone that I knew, um, you know, one of my fucking brother's friends that, like, you know, like, almost, like, 10 years ago, like, no, like, like 10, 15 years ago, he was talking about being in New York, and he he found the story funny with her because he was so surprised. But he was saying that Buster Rhymes tried to holler at him and his friend, or whatever. And he just found it so funny. And he find, he like I guess he feels shocked by it, but he was like, "Yo, he was, he was laughing it off." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, dude, whatever." And then, perp and I thought something was gonna also be exposed because because again, in, when who came to do his um, G Unit radio stuff on Sirius. He would always have these kind of in the 2010s. He had, I feel like these interviews, like looking back now, were designed for it to be be brought up in like the future for documentaries. But like the guy that he was describing sounded like he, without saying it, he it sounded like Busta. So I always assumed, oh, between that story and what my friends told me about Busta, whatever, that maybe this is fucking true, whatever. But the what who what who could again? It, it it might not be Busta who's uh he was referring to, but he said a popular New York rapper, you know, who's like, you know, very big, whatever, you know, said that, what the call, he invites fans into his ride to, and they're, they're gonna be, oh, that's cool, you're chilling with them, and then he 
basically fucking rapes them or something like that. Now, I'm not saying that's, you know, obviously thing, whatever, but it wouldn't shock me, you know. At the very least, I do think that there's something, you know, I, I do, like, you think that Busta's one of uh, the guys that, you know, is also kind of closeted as well. I I remember when he came into the when he came into the Howard Street. It, it's like like him and like it's like him and Howard are part of the same like uh, like secret society or whatever. But like the way like and I think Howard also kind of you know has, has rolled that way. But the way that Howard was like ta- talking to Buster Rhymes is like he goes, "You probably have." Uh, he goes, "I know about you. I know about you." He goes, "You probably have sperm cells. You probably have sperm the size of trout." And he, and Buster Rhymes came in for a segment that was where something homoerotic was going down. It's kind of like when they brought John John Stewart on, in 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 one for some reason like like listen man if they wanted to just do it for, for, for um because like you know they they're into that kind of stuff, it always felt like they were like they, they had to do some initiation because for some for 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 some reason. Like I don't, I don't know what this bit accomplished. Whatever I don't know what this bit accomplished, but they wanted to reenact the 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 scene where guys and thongs are fucking dancing with guys uh, in sailor outfits, like the in that, like like in the movie Philadelphia, essentially. And if it, it, it just it felt very fucking fraternity ritual, like basically. In my part, you know what I mean. But it, I never got the again. Like those like all they said was like, oh, wouldn't it be hilarious if we do this scene? It's like. Maybe you guys just want to do it because maybe you guys are actually fucking gay. That's cool. Just say that, whatever. But it's like they gotta premise it like, oh no, no, no. This is we're totally fucking straight doing this. Like, okay. But, let me see what. Um, let me see who else he named. Let me see. You know. Oh, we made love. Who you made love with? Diddy, Bow Wow, um, Busta Rhymes. <laughs> you just told me you see Busta in, in the airport, too. Devil from China, I got here, know you. You smashed Drake? Uh, no, I never smashed. Oh, you made love to Drake. And, and um, uh, Cat Williams. Bro, you smashing a lot of people. What's that nigga name? Uh, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, Terrence Howard. Oh. Uh, Terrence Howard. See, none of these names surprise uh, me, Usher. man. Usher's a gusher. And, what uh, the fuck? Why you not naming no hoes? I'm telling you, bro. It's my dad's, my dad's friends. My dad sick his baddest friends on me. Who's your dad? Lucifer. <laughs> See, he has to do it all crazy, like, because I now know it's going to believe. But it, yeah, to me, it, it might not be, like you know. Every bad one on me. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. He's like someone that I, I feel like he's been abused and he's had to use a lot of drugs to cope with it, and you know. But it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me, man. It wouldn't shock me if, like, some of these, uh, you know. Some of these people are fucking closeted or bisexual at the very least, whatever. That's not to me. Listen, man, that's not like that's not like the issue. If the if if you know again, I know people are just gonna focus on that, but it's more. 
I mean, I, again, maybe maybe a lot of this was consensual as well, but whatever. But to me, maybe some of these people, him saying that his, you know, they were sick on him. I feel like he's kind of telling the truth a little bit on that one. I don't know. I, again, I don't know. But that wouldn't be the first time I heard a story about Buster Rhymes in, in that regard. I'm not saying it's fucking true, but, you know. I don't know, man. So last week, there was a bunch of Vince McMahon fucking shit. I mean, more, 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 like Tom Cole, the, the, the guy who was the ring boy who, you know, committed suicide, like, a couple years ago, whatever. His brother did a whole video, and it was, I guess he was talking about, like, some of the, uh, some of the, um, thing, I, I didn't listen, get listen to all of it, I listened to what Pollock was fucking, just, Pollock was, like, Pollock's been doing a good job of discussing some of this fucking stuff, um, he had, he had, what's his name on his, on, on the, the Pollock and Thurston thing, they did an interview with, um, um, n- n- uh, Nick Kaninsky, um, and she was talking about how he turned down Terry Garvin, and he didn't get pushed, and all that kind of stuff, so he kind of left, like, you know, he left fucking, like, you know, wrestling, you know, in, in general, whatever, and worked other places, and all that, so, like, the people are getting their fucking stories out now, essentially, you know. But Paul... The thing is, pe- pe- this is what I hate about fucking people who are shills on Reddit. They... If... Okay, if some... Like, the only reason why they're coming out now... Because they're being permitted to come out now. And be and they're allowed to fucking say it. Because the system is going to profit off of, like, this stuff right now that's existed. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like... But, like, sometimes I feel like... To, in order to... Um, you know, speak out and be a truth teller now. You gotta co-sign the right-wing fucking, you know, thing. You know what I mean? That's why they're allowed to come out and say fucking shit now. Um, you know. Again, I don't know if Paul Roma is, but now it makes sense why they fucking, you know. Why Paul Roma got buried in that documentary. I I, I never fucking, you know, you know, he turned down Pat Patterson... I think so many people downplayed Pat Patterson, you know, and used the homophobia thing. Listen, I understand there's people that weaponize the homophobia aspect of fucking shit, but to me, it's, it, it doesn't matter what fucking race or what gender or, or what your sexuality is and all that kind of shit. It's more about what's it called that there's fucking predatory shit. That's why, that's why I, I, I've said there's a whole common thread about people that have been in these systems where I think they've been abused and then they get, and then they want to leave the fucking industry, but then they get lured into organized fucking religion where then you start, because like you see in some of the worst, like for example, like if Ultimate Warrior was like, you know, what they call like kind of going the anti, anti-LGBTQ, right? I always, I always assume that something happened to him where then he, again, I feel like since he pissed off at WWE, I felt like because they're like a mafia fucking system, they implemented through um, Dana Warrior into in, in, into his life. And uh, she was the one that uh, directed him to go toward more of the right-wing fucking stance. And because of maybe something that he's been been into, 
like, or was put through, maybe he was abused in the fucking system, or had to do something, whatever, that was a call, he suddenly became, uh, he became somebody that was gonna go, um, more, like, speaking from his experience, but because he's basically putting that out there in a generalized fucking way, where, like, and then regular, and then regular people from that community, from the gay community, are gonna be like, what the fuck did I do, like, how am I fucking hurting the world, I'm just, like, trying to exist, but this is why I'm telling you, man, with the cold people, with the cold ignoring the male victims, in you know, in 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 who have been fucking abused and all that kind of shit is like that. Like would would basically you know like that's basically covering up for like a lot a lot of the fucking sexual abuse that's gone on. Because as much as it happened to women, it also happened to a lot of men in the industry as well. A lot of these guys are fucking creeps in that way. That's why you know I I always thought that I had to do gay shit to fucking, you know, uh, to be accepted into the fucking Howard Stern world. Just, just look at, I forget what, um, again, what the call, you can find the fucking, again, I fell asleep a couple of times on the show, but just like, I know Howard was doing a whole bit, but just how, how, it, it, one time when I was sleeping and Howard's implementing thoughts in my head while I'm sleeping, like, you know, he try, for radio's sake, going, you want to make love to, ha-, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, I bet you he does that kind of mental fucking mental hypnosis on people and shit. It didn't make me want to, you know, it didn't make me want to fucking, you know, fuck the guy or any of that. Let me, um... See, and and the fact that people are going on News Nation, because News Nation is a fucking, you know, uh, is a right-wing fucking organization, is a right-wing organization... to 91 because he kind of like Ken Shamrock basically like him and Ken Shamrock have aged the same way it's like they're, they're clones WWE did you ever hear about some of this kind of um, awful behavior any of these allegations does any of this sort of sound like the Vince McMahon that you knew um yes and it was um it was it was pretty regular you heard it on a regular basis for the most part uh then you weren't here for a while and then it would come full circle um, but it wasn't, you know, so much Vince as it was the people that he had surrounding him. Uh, you're talking about a industry where you have, um, young, uh, good looking, well-built, uh, men in the ring, um, half naked, three quarters naked, actually, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it left the door open and... You know, he had a lot of uh, people around them, vice presidents and uh, bookers that uh, were very much into that. And they put you in a really, really bad situation, especially once you started making some money. You kind of get comfortable with that. And then you find out that your job's on the line, either do it or get fired. And I witnessed uh, quite a few that walked away 
money wasn't worth it for them um, to go that route, so to speak. Um, what had happened to those people um, that you're that you're saying? You're mentioning that you, you heard Paul quite a few that walked away. What had happened to them uh, that made them want to walk away? Um, they were asked to do things, uh, sexual things, with other men that they did not want to do. Uh, my former partner being uh, one of them, and um, I was actually in a cab ride in Washington. Kid two partner, I forget the other John one, but me kept saying it's not, you know, it's not worth it. It's not, it's not worth the Benjamins. It's not worth the Benjamins. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he says it's not worth it. And I said, what are you talking about? What's not worth it? And he says it's just not worth it. And he, we got back to the hotel. The next day, we were filming it for our second TV taping, and he was gone. He jumped on a flight and went back home and never showed up again um, to wrestle. And he had an unfortunate accident, hit his head, and uh, passed away while he was asleep. He had a bleed on the brain. <clears throat> Did he ever tell you what, what it was that he said wasn't worth it? Um... Not, not, he didn't tell me who, he just told me what, to, to what do what it? they wanted him to do, uh, sexual favors. And my former partner, uh, one of my former partners, uh, when I was part of the uh, Young Stallions, uh, he was propositioned, and um, he said he went to one of the agents and told them what had happened, and I said, well, why would you do that? You, you just ratted on on both of us. So, you know, he kind of threw us both under the bus just starting out. So to be clear, Paul, to, to be clear, the, the person in the cab who said it's just not worth the Benjamins, that, that person told you that he was propositioned. Um, we, he wouldn't tell you who it was, if I'm clear, but he told Correct. you what happened. Did he tell you that this these were executives with the WWE that had propositioned him? Well, that's, let's leave it this way. That's all it could be. If someone's going to give you money, and it has to be that. There is nothing else. It's not going to be one of the other boys that, that you're wrestling with. They're not going to offer you money. Um, it's even, even my former partner, same thing. They offered him money, drugs, just lay on your back. You don't have to do a thing. And he came running right to me when I came into TV. And I said, dude, just, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? And he said, oh, I already spoke to uh, to Arnold. And I said, well, why would you do that? You just, you killed our team. You just, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to go to the people that propositioned you. And what do you so, think is going to happen so to that? Nothing. You had a, uh, th these are all allegations. We have to be very clear about this. Um, but Correct. your friend and former business partner, Mario Mancini, spoke with us the other day and said he knows of at least one incident from years ago that's even worse than some of the yes. worst allegations in Janelle Grant's lawsuit. Do you know yes. what that incident is, and can you tell me I, tonight? I, um, I, I really shouldn't right now, um, but yes, I do know what it is, and it is worse. Can you, can you characterize it in any way? Um, just that... Mario and I are really surprised. We spoke about it, and we're surprised that no one has come forward. But on the flip side, I think that, you know, they're of an age now that, you know, they may be married, have kids, and they don't want to open Pandora's box. 
and I, I can't blame them. And I told, I said that to Mario. Can you blame them? Do you? Would you really want to open this up? This this can of worms? No, you wouldn't want to open it up. Paul Roma, I'm I'm very appreciative of you being on the program. So that was it, and then you know John Cena was on Howard Stern. So now with the COVID, we got Howard Stern mixed up in this controversy. And of course, I, I, I went on Matt Bender's show and I kind of like explained a lo- some of the fucking shit that I have. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll um, you know, I'll play John Cena thing first. Hold on. How do you handle, this is a tough one. I know you love the WWE and you love Vince and everything. But now Vince has gotten himself into hot water. What the fuck? Like... I have a couple of friends who have gotten into hot water, let's call it. And it's so... And, and the thing is, he, he acts like, oh my God, I'm confused. Like, these guys are acting like they are just like, like like regular fucking people who don't know what their friends are up to, but they're part of an industry. And they're high up enough that they probably know where the fucking world is fucking going completely. Like, and, and, and they probably partook in a lot of fucking stuff. So they gotta... So like, I feel like everyone who's... Giving back because again at this point it doesn't matter if their masks are off now because there's gonna be no consequences for them. It just they're establishing their fucking heel persona. You're like, why would they fucking do such a horrible job? Because it's supposed to be on purpose. You're gonna probably find out fucking horrible shit about John. And thing is, people on Reddit who what they called again a lot of you shills on fucking Reddit. And a lot of you fucking sports entertainers online. I'm not going to fucking say that you guys count as a fucking fandom. Because again, a lot of you are paid to fucking, you know, uh, keep narratives out there. Whenever you say someone's discredited because they said something that wasn't credible before. I can I understand being skeptical in that regard. But then by that logic, how many times have Vince McMahon and WWE in general since their inception in, 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 in any fucking way. How many times have they fucking lied to people um, about stuff? So if you're going to say that, okay, Ronda Rousey has a problematic view, so I'm not going to trust her view, then by that fucking logic, then how many times has WWE done problematic shit, done fucking shady shit, so why should I fucking trust them, whatever? I'm just saying, if you're, if you're going to play that fucking role, because you guys don't get to choose to be moral arbiters, especially people that have, are like, you guys are saying you support, a lot of you on Reddit are saying that you support, like, like the, the victims and all that kind of stuff. And then you're fucking, like, what they're doing is, like, they're, the, the system purposely lets all this come out all at once. So you get fatigue and then it becomes tiring for you to fucking realize what's going on, essentially. But John Cena gave a, and Howard didn't even fucking do a good job with this as well. People are giving him props for his asking the fucking question. But, yeah, I, I, it's, it's bullshit. Oh, goddamn confusing. Because you love the guy. And at the same time, also, you don't love what he's being accused of, obviously. What, is, what do you do? I mean, how do you handle those situations? I, I mean, well, I don't know how to handle it. Well, so how do you handle yours? Well, it's interesting. There are some people I no longer want to associate with. Because if what, you know, and it's almost not fair. Because I, it's not like they've been on trial. But there's been accusations that are disturbing. So I go, can I be personal friends with this person? And some people I can. Because there's lines in my mind where things are drawn. But some people I can't. Because I just, it, it's too big a mountain to climb. In other words, if any of this is true, I can't know you. You know, I loved you. I love what you did for me. I love our friendship. But now that I know this about you, there's no turning back. I, I, I have to do what I morally think is right. And unfortunately, it's not to associate. But this is a guy who's been so good to you. Sure. And so great in your career. I imagine it's a mind fuck. And then when you get asked about it, it's like, it's too complicated to even talk about. So, um, 
I don't, I don't think it's complicated to talk about. I think it's complicated to listen to. Mm. And that's kind of why I, I don't necessarily put a lot of time and equity into it. Yeah. Um, again, I think you, you know, we, there, there's still a long ways to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I can say this. I'm uh, a big advocate of love and friendship and honesty and communication. But in the same breath... See, listen, the overall message of, like, somebody messing up and all that, I can see that in, a, like, a positive way. I want to be about love. But, dude, this is, like, a very serious fucking... It feels like he's a fucking... A cog who's, like, has to repeat this. And maybe he's doing it on purpose because to show... To emphasize how much that... With the, like, again, see, this, this, this is why I never, like... As much as I wanted to fucking make it, I also didn't want to be somebody that made it to like a bigger fucking level because again like then like like what I get initiated in and then I fucking then end up becoming an enabler or do I fucking end up becoming the abused and then I become a cog that gets thrown away essentially and John Cena seems like somebody who's a cog that has been initiated into this game and 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 now he's kind of fucking like you know protect like he has to like act like oh my god this is so fucking hard and listen People are like, I don't understand how you can fucking look at this like a father figure type of deal. But when you literally have nothing in your life, and as somebody that had nothing in his life mentally, and I felt like I was like, you know, like, you know, I felt like, you know, Howard Stern gave me fame and gave me a fucking whole name and gave me a fucking fan base to some fucking degree. I got to interact with certain celebrities. Then I get all the fucking spoils of what I fucking contributed to, even though my trolls will be paid to tell me I didn't do fucking diddly shit all the time and put me down at the behest, you know, at Howard Stern and all that and fucking helping ruining my fucking life. And people don't fucking actually see it with the call that, you know, I, 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 I can fucking see how people get entrenched into fucking looking at, like, again, like, it's why a couple, like, you know, a couple of years ago when MVP, whenever someone would bring up Vince's shadiness, he will, like, kind of fucking kind of dismiss it and go, listen, Vince McMahon gave me, you know, a life and all that kind of stuff. Vince McMahon took a chance on me when no one else was hiring me. And I, I understand that mentality, but it's like, who the fuck is Vince McMahon who's, like, probably a bigger criminal than anything that MVP has probably ever done? Like, who who's, like, Vince McMahon to fucking go... Oh, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I get to fucking judge, um, you know, if I can give someone a second fucking chance. Like, at least MVP did his time for whatever he fucking did. But, like, you know, but, but it's like everyone in that fucking system has that fucking view of it. Also a big advocate of accountability. Yeah, me too. Um... I think you explained it well. Of- and, 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 and with Rene Dupree hinting that there's something that could ruin... I mean, nothing's going to ruin John Cena's Hollywood career. It just means he's going to go more heel. But, pe- but people are, don't want to... Bull- like, if, if Brock Lesnar was getting fucking sexual fucking favors from people and being trafficked, you don't think... I, I, I can now fucking basically... Like, you know, again, I know you're not allowed to speculate... But what the call? I think everyone who everyone who's like making like Randy Orton got props for fucking giving a answer about like oh my god I'm conflicted and even like even though this guy was influential in my life and it's all horrible and he's shocked and all this kind of stuff it wouldn't shock me if all these guys are doing interviews that are fucking getting brownie points or becoming more heel the reason why they're doing it is because you're probably gonna find out that they're involved with something I'm sure as time goes on there's gonna be more fucking shit that that implicates a lot of fucking people during this Wrestlemania fucking build with more names coming out and shit if someone's behavior lies so far outside your value system that the balance shifts of like man I, I can't operate in a world where this works yeah. that's that's the end result of being accountable 
But there's what are you also to do though. I, I, so um, right now, what I'm going to do is love the person I love, right. be their friend, and by that it means like, hey, I, I love you. Uh, you, you got a hill to climb, and you know there's a the saying of like, hey, you, you, you don't know who you are, or you don't know who your friends are until shit hits the fan or your back's against the wall. That yeah. that doesn't make any of what's going on any easier to swallow, right? But just telling somebody that like, hey, I love you, man, this is going to be a hill to climb. Uh, we're going to see what happens. And, and that's that. I think it's, 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 it sounds so cliche, but it has to be one day at a time. But at the same token, it, I've openly said is I, I love the guy. I got a great relationship with the guy. So yeah. that's, you know, that's that. No, I don't think that's cliche at all. That's kind of in my approach. One thing I do, and I say this to my wife all the time, I said, I'm going to pick up the phone and call the guy. I don't want to sit there and hide and say, you know, I don't want to be the kind of friend who then says, well, I'm never going to address this again. Yeah, I think my construct of trying to operate with honesty and communication, um, I think those are strong leads to handling any problem or, yeah. or any achievement. But uh, the whole thing is super, super unfortunate. Yeah. That's that's really the thing that sucks because not only does it deal with an individual I love, it deals with an entity that I love. Yeah. And uh, it's one that I speak highly of. And you want you want to make sure everyone I want everyone to have the experience I had. I want if you're an employee at Disneyland, you want everybody to go to Disney and think it's the greatest place on earth. And when someone doesn't, or when you find out that there may or may not have been things going on there that you know this place I was speaking so great about, well, in some aspects needed a lot of work. Though that's more than just how do I feel about this person. You know, now I shift to okay, am I doing all I can to to make it better? You know, yeah. I, from the advice of, like, work as hard as you can, promote as hard as you can, is, is there anything I can do? So not only do I tell my friend I love them, I also switch to the entity and say, how can I help? I mean, people are going to look at, some people who are going to defend WWE are going to look at that, like, because oh, they're, they're, they're judging this stuff, like, like, these people are confused about all this, but guys like Howard and fucking, you know, Cena and Vince McMahon, people like Triple A, these guys all knew what was going on to be in that club. You cannot make it to the top without knowing that. And people only think what they call all people that make it to the top because they're not talented enough. And it's not, and, 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 and it's not me saying that fucking John Cena isn't talented or he didn't fucking work hard, but if you don't think that John Cena also had to probably do some fucked up shit to get where he's at, then I'm sorry, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to fucking tell you, but you guys can keep being naive. A, a lot of you just want to keep your fandom fucking alive for some odd reason. Like, 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 it's entertain like again, with the call, like, I, I, I get mad at myself for still partaking in the entertainment like I'm, I'm i'm not even done limited chamber because i'm just i'm just i just i just i find my I, I do it out of fucking habit now but like i just find myself not fucking giving two shits about any of this shit But like you know, for like 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 for example, what they called Ashley Mazzaro, daughter. I wonder if somebody approached her to come and discredit the fucking friend. But like the thing is, she didn't fucking. It, it, people are, are are people are so desperate to defend Stephanie McMahon, that what they call when Ashley Mazzaro's daughter. Again, once you become a social media character, it's like you're designed to right. But she basically called out the fucking uh, the friend the supposed friend of Ashley Mazzaro saying that she's an ex-friend, she's been harassing and stalking, you know, she's been doing horrible things, whatever. But with the cultural people use that as a re reason that, you know, so that means Ashley Mazzaro, that stuff didn't fucking happen, whatever. But she did say within that thread that she's not denying that stuff that happened to her mother. Just with the call, maybe you should have chosen someone else to be the spokesperson, even though she didn't want to be someone that, you know, wanting to be the face of this shit 
So it's like, it's, it's, it's like, so now, like, even with this shit, they gotta make angles, even out of people who are giving, like, you know, it's like, they, they gotta build fucking angles with this shit, the, the reality show that we live in. I mean, these people want to get away with shit like that, you know. I don't know. By the way, Steve, Steve McMichael apparently is like doing. A, I I don't know if like whatever he he think he's ALS right with the call. I don't know if the, the, like is it possible for him to like actually get back? Like, can he be cured and get back to normal, or like are they just like monitoring his last days before he fucking goes whatever? Which is like a sad state of fear. I mean, like, I'm glad that people are. Again, with the call, like I understand with the call throughout my like again, I never sh sh like shout on the shout on the guy on a personal level. You know what I mean? Because I've always kind of like you know poo pooed on Steve McMichael being a four horseman and all that. But like you know what the guy is going through is fucking rough. You know what I mean? Like I, he see he seems like a decent guy, whatever. You know, like as like as a guy that you'd hang out with, whatever. So I just want to make it clear that the judgment that I've had over him is just him as a wrestler. As, like, you know, someone that, you know, it's like, you know. But he was, like, he was actually inducted into, what, the NFL, like, the Hall of, for, like, for, like, football, at least. I wonder how, you know, will they give him a new Illuminati body or not? I don't know. <sighs> But, uh, yeah, man, so, yeah, so, congratulations to the guy, you know, I hope he gets, uh, I don't know if, the, again, I don't know, I, I don't know, like, if anything can be beaten, but, like, nowadays with, like, you know, with, like, the way fucking, you know, Western medicine works now, you can probably do a lot of fucking stuff, basically. With the cold, guys like Josh Alexander, Macklin, Bailey, Masha Slamovich, Chris Bay... Jordan Grace, Ace Austin, Giselle Shaw, Trey Miguel, Sammy Callahan. Um, they all put a fucking hourglass emoji. Like their time is like running out like it's going to be a contract, whatever. But I thought like maybe there's going to be a mass exodus of the of from M TNA. So maybe Steve, you know, um, you know, maybe uh, Scott DeMore starting a new promotion or something like that. I don't know. But, I mean, apparently he just went back. He took a... That's how I checked or whatever he was doing. He took a picture of him back at, like, his his original wrestling school or whatever whatever it is. I thought I thought maybe with the call, if, if they're getting rid of people, maybe they'll... Since Anthem is owned by a Canadian company and WWE has, like... Maybe WWE has connection with Impact now. Maybe they'll turn Impact into, like, NXT Canada or something like that. So, I don't know. It seems like something weird is going on, but, like, I don't know. It, it, it didn't seem like anyone's really leaving, but it was just weird because during last week, just on the same day, everyone had that same hourglass type of deal, basically. There's obviously going to be more to the fucking story.
Dol Dolph Ziggler, um, you know, uh, Nick Nemeth is gonna be facing Mike Bailey at Bloodsport. I haven't been kept keeping up with all the fucking. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with all the fucking. Um, uh, with all the fucking stuff that's happening on WrestleMania. I, I, cause I think on WrestleMania weekend I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna try to fuck. I, I know my, my mental health is gonna be bad, so I think I might have to take a timeout. And maybe just fucking, you know, be isolated from everything and everyone. So I don't have to, so, so, I, so I don't go online and be tempted. And if I stay at home, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to be tempted to basically do it. But I, I, I think I may have, I, I want to try to lay off the WrestleMania festivities. I, I, I think all the stuff that is coming full circle with all the fucking Vince stuff. I should have fucking, you know, I should have exited a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like I, I still go to events. So, you know what I mean? Like I, I get mad at myself for it. But at least I bring up, you know, the shit, whatever, you know what I mean? But I don't know. Like, I understand. I hate that entertainment has this fucking power on all of us, essentially. I don't know. Ice Cube's son. Listen, I'm, I know there's a lot of people who are going to be... Like, whenever anyone from the fan, like, a celebrity fandom, like, you know, someone who happens to be a minority... There's always going to be, like, a lot of ignorant racists that are going to fucking start saying the most general... Like, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson, is allowed to have an opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said. But the issue that I have a problem with is that we're so into this discourse that purposely companies are now sabotaging their own product so that we can have fucking storylines online for the purpose of, like being more fucking, you know, elitist towards fucking the fandom. And there's, like, shills for AEW that will defend AEW all the time, but some of these people that are being propped up by uncharismatic assholes, whatever, are gonna fucking, like, you know, give talking points. To, and I think it was more about, like... Let me see right here. Hold on again. Let me see exactly what he fucking said. Hold on. Let me see exactly what he said. So I can, you know... If I'm watching someone on AEW and I ask, who is this guy? I don't need you to tell me I'm not a real wrestling fan to tell me how could you not know such and such who did, uh, who gives a damn? Like, I, I need you, all right, inform me, bro. Or at least have your programming in a way to let people know why you should love this dude, why you should fuck with this guy. That's something that I feel like is missing. When you, Conan, when I was on his podcast, he brought up, when you watch UFC and they give you a little backstory about this dude, backstory about that dude, uh, what this guy's had to go through, what he's done, and vice versa. And then they put him in the room and they cuss each other out. And then by watching those videos, you've, picked a side yes. of who you're with that's missing from that what what they have is this 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 niche group of people who watch all of these wrestling shows and they're already in the know so when they see these names together it is a dream match for them but you're trying to sell this to american television baby you got to movie that up a little bit you got to give me some some cinema to follow you know some something to hold on to besides the announced team 
uh, running down a list for me while this dude's walking down the ramp. And I feel like that's missing. And when you... See, okay, see, I, I don't disagree. That's been one of my fucking criticism as well. My whole thing is, like, the, Tony Khan, all these guys, they know what they need to fucking do. But, like, people are people who are, like, hyping this up because they, they want to be pretend... Anti, because again, like, you know, their guy CM Punk is not there anymore, so they're gonna pretend to, like, help sabotage the fucking booking, and then pretend they're fucking speaking out about it, whatever. The thing is, like, like the same air that everybody loves, with the call, like, one of the things, okay, they definitely gotta explain who some people are, but, but here's the thing, I, I, I think also fans who might not know who people are, I think there might be an enjoyment, because there should be an enjoyment with, like, for example, I didn't know anything about Aja Khan, right? I didn't know anything about Aja Kong, whatever. With the call, but I saw her in Survivor Series 95. Saw, I, I didn't know who any of these ladies were other than Lundra Blaze. And maybe Bull Nakano, maybe. And I'm like, oh my god, man. I'm a fan of Aja Kong, basically. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know who the Heavenly Bodies were. But it was fun, basically, getting to know. I didn't know who Jerry Lawler was, but then, you know, you eventually, you know... And then we didn't do a good job explaining what his history was. Just this guy is a, ki a king, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you, they counted on you if you know wrestling history. But I didn't know who any of these guys fucking were. And the thing is, a lot of, and, and, and a lot of the fucking... Th th this past generation, like, the last fucking ten years or so, if it wasn't for, like, the last ten, uh, last, uh, last ten years of people online who... AEW, like... It's it's them. It's like people online who have uh, some of the you know, good faith actors who have um, sh like try to fucking rehab how good some of these guys who weren't who are were underutilized in WCW like some of these like Volano four and five and all that kind of stuff or how good fucking you know how good Kazayashi is or how good Norman Smiley is. Because in that, in that era, what they're called, you know, what they're called, they weren't fucking, you know, getting anything of importance. And they gotta do sports entertainment or bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know. But I'm not, I'm not against what um, he said. Like, that's a fair criticism. Like, there are people that fucking, that, that do that. But at the same time, you can also, like, you can also fucking Google people if it really means that much to you as well. But 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 I don't disagree. But but Tony Khan knows what he has to fucking do. But he just has to always make it seem like oh my god, what the call? Like they they gotta book themselves in a fucking corner. My whole thing is is like you can bring people pe you can bring people in, but it's like if 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 if, they're, if if I see them only being booked in random matches just to get a showcase and that's it, they're not part of any important storyline or there isn't good character development from them and all that, it's like I, I tend not to fucking give a shit. You know what I mean? It's like I always, I always expect them to see them in a place that kind of reminds me of WCW in a bad fucking way. You know, I don't know. But the same people, and, and by the way, the same bad faith actors that are saying, oh, everybody who's attacking, you know, again, I, I'm not, I wasn't going to attack him, but I, I wasn't like attacking like, oh my God, he said the unthinking, he said, he said the most fucking horrible shit ever. Like he, he made a good fucking point. My whole point is, is that instead of just fixing it, now we got to make a fucking discourse thing where now we got to fucking make people online become characters. Now the booking has to involve O'Shea Jackson into this. 
And you got Ice Cube involved as well, basically. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like the most try-hard shit now to get online shit, to like, you know, popping. That's what's more important to a lot of people now. The same people that say that, you know, you're gatekeeping. They were fucking gatekeeping, you know. They, they were the ones that were gatekeeping, um, you know. Um, they were the ones that were gatekeeping who can wrestle on collision and all that kind of shit. Or who should be part of collision. Like, they're the ones who are gatekeeping when it's fucking in there. Like, oh, everyone's all friends wrestling. But then they want their fucking friends to get hired and it's all alright then, I guess. By the way, I checked to see if this was becoming discourse on, on like, if something current happened, but whenever you na- do something that drops into fucking, uh, uh, on, on Reddit, it means it's being planted because something's probably gonna be extracted from it, but now people are pointing out that Cody Rhodes' uh, um, you know, agent, or, let me see if it's, um, he had a long history of sexual misconduct, essentially. So now I'm wondering if there's going to be something implicated with Cody. Does, this is what I'm trying to say. With, between this Vince McMahon news and we're probably going to find out more fucking shit happening with it. I guarantee you there will be people who are currently involved with, with WWE that are going to be implicated in something where it's going to change fucking, which is going to help change different fucking storylines and all that kind of shit, you know. And and, 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 and and by the way, what they call the same people that are now shitting on AEW. Again, I don't know, because apparently people think that Mer- J- Jenna Pimp- Pepperman is going to be like Mercedes Monet. It was like a request for Mercedes Monet, um, Mercedes, uh, you know, Vernado, to have her as like the... Per- I, guess it's, I guess like people consider it like how Brian Gritz is like Rock's per- um, personal kind of writer in that regard. So people think that she has good chemistry with Mercedes. But Jen, but you got to remember, Jenna Pepperman was also named in the racial discrimination lawsuit. And, and by the way, the same people now that are pretending to be anti-AEW were the ones that were piling on fucking uh, the, the, that writer that accused WWE of being fucking racist, essentially. No, I, 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 I don't think that that was the, that. I don't think that that was the one. I think, uh, but, but like they did. But people who say that oh, they're anti WWE. They started fucking, you know, shitting on, um, you know, Kenise Mobley. I don't know if Kenise Mobley fucking was the one suing them. I think it was someone else who sued them. Whatever. But that is alarming, though. Like you know what I mean? What you know? I'm sure. I'm sure that was Jenna's. I'm sure that was Jenna Pepperman's like initiation into the fucking club. I guess. To be a character now and all that. By the way, John, John what's it called? Um, John Cena started an OnlyFans. I, I don't want to know. I mean, we, we I guess we've seen, I guess Drake's dick has leaked out. So now I guess at some point we're going to see John Cena's dick. 
at some fucking point. Again, I I have no idea what what he's gonna do on that OnlyFans, but I mean, he's already prostituted himself for a Vince McMahon. He might as well just do it on OnlyFans. But I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I people again, again. Listen, if if you're if you're down, listen. I, I, I don't mind The Rock being being a heel in that regard, where he's like, "Oh, uh, Cody's girl, Seth, uh, Cody's girlfriend, Seth." So people think that it's homophobia in that regard, but it's like I, I look at it like, "Oh, look, oh, you're right, you're you're writing his like, you're, like you know, you're like you know, you're fucking you know, shilling and riding his dick essentially, like not like in a homophobic way, but like like, oh, look, you're getting you know." You're mentally twerking for this fucking guy, basically. But even if you, even if you're getting people who like that fucking type of humor and all that kind of shit, and that's the type of shit talking, these are the same people that wouldn't want fucking anyone di- disarming that type of fucking bullshit, because they don't want fairness in in that regard. They only want the regression fucking shit. And then if people say, hey, that's you know, I I don't really fuck. again. People are entitled to fucking you know. Um, you know, not like it, whatever. Then all of a sudden, the people that do like it start fucking like they like they can't just enjoy it and go, hey man, that's I, I, what I enjoy. They start going, oh, everyone's soft, everyone's soft. I think I think a lot of you are soft. If what they call you can't handle that people might not fucking like um um that kind of fucking thing. Also, at the same time, that maybe you should let people disarm that. You know, but 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 again, you know, people have also hinted that you know the Rock is also kind of closeted as well whatever so maybe he he does those type of jokes he always does those type of jokes and i always feel like people who do those kind of fucking jokes you know uh and pretend like oh i'm I'm a cool fucking you know straight guy doing it i always feel like most of these guys are fucking probably closeted themselves instead of just saying hey man with a call like you know i'm a bi or a gay person whatever i can make these kind of fucking jokes they'd rather just be the cool straight guy doing them So yeah, I, I called into Matt Binder's show. Uh, I, I go go to one of his lives, whatever. Go to his channel, Matt Binder. It's about it's a, it's a, it's the ones about the it's the ones about the bots. If you, if you sort sort through videos, you won't see it. it's by you gotta sort by live, and it's about bots. And then we did the call portion. I called in, and I always like I I I call I call into two show. I call into post wrestling, but when I call in, I kind of like I I don't want to hold them up because they already had a long week, so I never really get to have like a very lengthy conversation with um post wrestling because you know what I mean there's other callers calling in and they're fucking already done a review. Matt Binder right right now he just like he takes calls and if they're called interesting whatever we have like a fucking you know like a half hour conversation. So I posted some of the clips on fucking you know TikTok and on Twitter. Uh you look through my media section and all that kind of shit you'll see them. And I, t- I talked about how, like, the, tr- like, you know, about the Vince McMansion and how, pe- you know, and I, I had to preface my fucking, uh, you know, c- conspiratorial mind about how this is all fucking playing out. And how, you know, Howard Stern, you know, be- being involved, like, you know, in, my- in my personal opinion, Howard Stern has involvement with WWE. They're, they're part of the same fucking pipeline. I'm sure they're fucking passing around people and, you know. I, I I I'm always assuming any person that becomes a guest randomly on 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 the Stern show has probably at least slept with somebody on the show, and that's designed for why it happened. You know. Uh, I don't know. 
Suzuki's done with New Japan, so I don't know where he'll go. I don't know if he'll go to WWE or if he'll go to, you know, AEW. I don't know if he'll go. I don't know. I don't even know. Maybe he'll go to another Japanese promotion. Basically, he's done with. And I, I don't know if Great Khan's, um, you know, whole thing was designed to uh, be a work. Like, because Okada's not coming back, apparently, but it feels like if he's part of AEW, they do Forbidden Door. It feels like they are be working angles, but Great Khan was pissed about, like, this guy walking out and not putting anyone over and all that kind of shit. Again, it was part of the fucking broadcast, so I don't know how real that was, whatever. But, yeah, it kind of sucks that Okada... I mean, he had one last moment on the recent New Japan... The second night of the New Japan show, where, what's it called? He had a moment, like, a moment with, uh, with the, um, Naito, where they had one last little brawl. You know what I mean? It was kind of a cool thing, whatever. But I still think that, like, you know, he should have put someone over out before leaving. Like, Osprey fucking put people over before he fucking left. Like, he may have won in, in certain situations, but, like, the very, but, but you know, but he, like, had a very grueling match to put a new talent over. That should have been something that Okada fucking does. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? He fucking, you know. I mean, Hulk Hogan is doing more... I forget what the latest lie he fucking told, but I, I... Like, that trope is getting fucking old now. Like, I don't... Like, yeah, we get a Hulk Hogan lies. Whoever's booking his fucking lies, basically, is like, it's becoming too gimmick now. Also, the, the, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards came out. I didn't, I didn't fucking give two shits, because I know it's the same argument every day. Everyone will talk about fucking Meltzer's bias. I'm going to point out that Meltzer's not deciding it's people who are voting. But I also think, even if people are voting, I, I believe that fucking guys like Meltzer can, you know, like, you know, do something to make it, like, in, 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 in his favor. But, like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I guess Triple H won the Booker of the Year and WWE won the Promotion of the Year. For, you know. You know, it's it's fine, whatever, but, you know. Like, Dynamite still won the best TV show, you know what I mean? I just, like, I, I get sick of these gimmicked awards. Because everyone just, if everyone finds a reason to just argue over them. Over subjective fucking opinions. People were mad about um, Osprey and Otoku. Um, you know, um, what's the guy's name? Is, is, is it a, uh, Michael? So, I, I don't know if it's Otoku. I, I forget what the guy's name is. But he had one. I, I mean, listen. The thing is, whenever listen, like th there there was selling and all that kind of shit. But if you explain that the modern day celebrities and athletes have advancements that, 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 you know, they take, you can explain why they do some of the crazy shit they do, but everybody wants it just to be regressive and not address it. Like, there's a way to do modern style and still tell stories, like, how you want, whatever, but I think if it works, it works, man. Because Osprey's character, the things you know about Osprey's character, so he always, to me, every match he has, man, he feels heated, you know. It's like his final fucking goodbyes and shit, you know what I mean, before coming to the companies, you know, to do the shit that they're doing. That's about it for the wrestling shit. I got this all done.
11.30. Again, I miss Raw. I haven't, I haven't finished the fucking, you know, the... I haven't finished any of this shit. Anyway, I'll come, I'll come back with the recaps. I'm probably going to have to like, do it before I watch Raw because then, you know, it'll ruin shit for me. Okay, yo, it's 10.06 p.m. Tuesday, February 27th. I haven't watched Raw yet, and, you know, this is like I was missing much anyway, but I'm going to get to the recaps. And then I'm going to have to fucking do Discord. Again, I'm so behind on everything. There's so much fucking shit to listen to and watch. Alright. I'll go to uh Limited Chamber. Um I'm gonna again whenever I whenever I gotta read recaps, I'm not interested anymore really, to tell you the truth, you know. Um so on the kickoff we had Indian Candace had a match with Kabuki Warriors. I'm not sure if it was for the tag titles, whatever, but the stadium looked really impressive. The visual felt like, you know, like, I'm not saying it looked like exactly like it, but it had, like, a WrestleMania 3 kind of, like, you know, from, like, just a, looking at the audience kind of, in a way. It looked like WrestleMania 3 a little bit. But, like, in a bigger fucking place, I guess. I don't know. I thought they would bring out those transportation things that, you know, people would use because the entrances are long. I think they should use that for a lot of long entrances, but whatever. But I love different looks for stadiums and, you know, and sets at times, especially when it stands out. So, Indy got a good reaction since this is her home country. She and Kyrie mixed it up back and forth. Candace and Indy did the assisted splash shit. I think the koala challenge, they call it the koala challenge. I was just going off what the commenters were saying, you know. It's not Excalibur and Taz here, you know what I mean? Uh, the heels had heat um, on Candace. Uh, it was a good sh- uh, showcase, you know. For, it, it felt like it was like a good showcase for Candace that like she stood out more than I've seen her on Raw and all that kind of shit, you know. Felt most of the focus uh, she got was to you know, you you can see what she can do. She did a step up senton. The crowd chanted for Indy to get back in the ring. Candace was fending off Oscar until Oscar drops her from the top to the outside. Kyrie missed a sliding fist. She does in the corner, but eventually, you know, Candace still could not reach for the tag, and then Asuka did a German, and Kyrie does a flying forearm. They dropped Indy off the apron. Kabuki Warriors did a bunch of double combo offense. 
I felt more than usual they left the they let the hot tag thing play out more than you know it, it WWE seemed more formulaic than how AEW does it. And when they got it, the crowd did pop for Indy. So Indy collides, uh, you know, the um, Kabuki Warriors head. She does a spine buster on Asuka, then one on Asuka, then one on uh, Kyrie. Candice did a springboard moonsault after Indy planted uh, one of them from a Glamazon position. Um, Kyrie breaks up the count. Indy tried to help Candice do the tightrope walk, but Kyrie pulls Indy out, which lets Candice lose her balance. And then the heels do the insane elbow and the reverse DET combo for the win. It was it was a, it was a, it was good to get this match out there for the hometown person, you know, start the crowd out really hot for their gal, I guess. But the match was decent. Um, you know, you know, it was, it was fine. It was a good showcase. I wish they let them get featured better on a weekly television, but whatever. The crowd still gave Indian Candace a standing ovation, whatever. They did a decent intro for the pay-per-view. Nothing too fancy, but Rhea narrated the beginning part, and she was a focus, so I assumed that she would be the main event technically while closing off with the Waller segment, but it did end in the opted with Rhea, and after that segment took place, it was like the right call, even though the match with Rhea and Nia wasn't really that great. But I mean, it was, it was the right call. At least it was the right call to have Rhea main event the PLE. You know what I mean? Like you know, I I wasn't poo pooing on it. You know what I mean? But I forwarded through other shit on the pre show, so I felt like it was mostly just shots of everyone doing walk ins and in the building and all that. A lot of outside shots of the stadium, which again, you know, go ahead and maximize as much as you can. I guess the women's chamber match. I kind of did that. Raquel was not wearing any makeup. I, I at first I didn't know if she was doing it for shits and giggles or to kind of make a statement about beauty standards, etc. But it was actually because of some flare up. I, I I don't I don't know what it's exactly called, but she did a whole post about it. So you know what I mean, like you know, so there was a reason for it. But I mean, she still looked beautiful regardless, man. You know, makeup or no makeup. But they'll get the discord. I mean, so I mean, you get discord out of it. So it'll probably like it probably paid off dividends for the social media currency, but. This is probably more intense than the men's one, I would say. Um, I would say this is a tag match, or probably the, my favorite matches on the show as far as, like, you know, um, you know, for, you know, um, as far as, like, match quality, in my personal opinion. Though the men's one was bad, but I felt like that one was too long, and a lot of times it was slow. Uh, Tiffany, um, you know, got a good um, reaction when she made her entrance. Naomi and Becky were the ones that started the match. Naomi was really over as hell, by the way, in this one. Uh, I do like her new theme, by the way. Of course, Becky got a really dope reaction. The crowd was singing Becky's theme as she and Naomi started to get it going. It finally picked up after the, after besting each other with some pinning attempts. Both bridged out of a pin. They kept going for the same moves. They both had each other's leg and placed it down. Naomi still doing the finisher submission she did in Impact. Forget what it's called again. Naomi rolled through the uh, top and that got hit with a drop kick. Naomi the same at, at some point scaled the cage and used her knees to drive Becky into the cage and then she drops uh, down the cage into a split leg position. You know, you know, like, like split leg moons, um, leg drop basically. Tiffany got a huge pot when she was the next one, or as I put here, the net one. Uh, she did the Alabama slam to Becky into the corner, and then she did a bunch of handspring corner attacks to both baby faces. Then does a double stomp on both and trying to go for pins. She countered the manhandle slam and got a spine buster. Naomi did a diving crossbody to both and then goes for the corner attacks on both. Becky surges out of the corner, drops Naomi and Tiffany gets a discus clothesline and drop Becky. Um, drop I think um, Tiffany. 
instead of dropping Becky. Tiffany ended up getting Becky and Naomi on her shoulders at one point, but Naomi got off and let Tiff do the Death Valley Driver senton, and then she slapped Naomi, who was charging at her. She does the same senton-like move to Naomi. Becky got a Russian leg sweep to counter the PME, and Naomi did the split-legged leg drop. Naomi got a split-legged moonsault. Tiffany stole her pin, but still didn't get the pin on Becky, lived without necks, and then uh, goes after Tiffany right away, throwing back and forth between pods. She got a backstabber on Becky and a code breaker on Naomi, kips up. She got a rising knee strike in the corner. She does a code breaker coming off the top to uh, Becky. Tiffany did another stomp to live. Tiffany and Naomi were doing the setup for the Alabama Slam, and Naomi ends up scaling the cage. Becky gets on the, uh, gets a Bexploder against the cage, um, you know, and then, uh, uses Tiff's arm to go through the cage as she does the um, disarmor. I thought they could do pinfalls and submissions outside the ring. I was always sure of that, but the contract mentioned that it's no point, I guess. I don't know. Liv did double knees to uh, Tiffany's back while uh, on the ropes, and then Naomi um, off the, Naomi off the pod did a sunset bomb, but it looked more like a blockbuster. And immediately Tiffany got a pin on Naomi, and then they're teasing a showdown, so I'm sure they'll meet down the line for a feud maybe. Raquel's next and gets a bunch of power moves on people in the ring. She ran Becky into the cage repeatedly before doing the fallaway slam when she, uh, you know, threw Becky into the cage and then Raquel got heat for swinging Tiffany's head against the cage. She and Raquel face off and go at it. Raquel would be countering Liv's moves with power moves. Becky and Liv try to cut Raquel down to size and Tiffany joins in. Raquel powers out of all three, pitting her and the crowd was chanting bullshit for some reason. I don't know. Bianca Kemp came out and went for Tiffany and puts her into the pod. Bianca got a bunch of moves onto others, gut buster. Then she did a standing vertical to Becky. Uh, Tiffany kept pulling uh, on the ponytail, but Be- um, Bianca got a spine buster. Raquel then makes it up, and then they get a face-to-face with, Bian- um, with Bianca and her. Bianca counters a standing vertical and uses the momentum of the cage into the um, um, to bounce off the ropes into a DET. Live with the, on, on the top of the pod and does uh, a senton onto Raquel. Tiffany and Becky scale the top as Liv, and, uh, as Liv jumped, and Becky sent off the top, and Tiffany um, and, and, and Tiffany does a di- dive out on all of them, basically, off the pod, onto a bunch of them with, with a swanton. Uh, Tiff does a rolling senton, but her PME is um, intercepted, and eventually Liv does an oblivion from the top uh, to then eliminate Tiffany. The crowd heated for this one and called bullshit. Raquel did a slingshot to rebound from the cage into the power bomb, but then she chokeslams Liv, does a corkscrew elbow. Becky gets an arm bar, disarm or whatever. She rolled through while maintaining it. Raquel ends up doing a double power bomb, but Bianca gets her with the KOD, um, not for the win to eliminate her. Bianca fends off Liv and Becky, and uh, um, Becca, Bianca fends off Liv and Becky. Um, and it's just uh, in rapid motion, basically. Bianca pr- um, presses Becky and onto Liv. She does a handspring moonsault on both of them. Becky escapes a KOD to the outside, and Liv gets Bianca with the backstabber. Then Bianca catches Liv and swings her against the cage portion of the chamber. Liv ends up driving Bianca into the pod. Becky does a reverse DT in the D- and DT combo, basically. Bianca was doing 10 punches, and then Liv was trying to powerbomb her, but she ends up springing up into a position for to have. Happened. Becky gets a crossbody from the top. Liv got a superplex on Becky, and immediately Becky gets her knees up to counter the 450 from Bianca. B- Bianca looked like you know, like looked like me, um, you know, having a stomachache before if I ate too much junk food before I went to sleep. Uh, Liv got a jawbreaker-like move to counter the KOD midway. Bianca tries to intercept the Oblivion move, but Liv counters it with a codebreaker. Bianca countered the manhandle slam while being on the second rope to use a tool for her backflip. 
Liv rolls up Bianca to get her eliminated. Immediately, Becky did the manhandle slam and got the win on Liv. I thought it was a really good match, and it was uh, more intense, and I guess they had to make it this a bit more intense since not the creator for the division, uh, other than a few people, has not been amazing. You know, not been the greatest, but a lot of the talent were over, and, um, you know, and it's amazing that Tiffany was more over than a lot of the baby faces in the match. I think she delivered. I was disappointed that Naomi was gone soon, but at least I, I, at least I got to, you know, her and Becky got to do some wrestling spiel, some good back and forth. And I wonder if Tiffany is going to be feuding with her or be involved with her. I mean, in some regard, maybe Bianca. I think it'd be a good feud if you let Naomi cut dope promos like I know she can from Impact, right? And not, and not give her some overproduced bullshit. Tiffany seems to be someone they want to push, really. You know what I mean? So we'll see how much of a push she'll get because, uh, we're going to need to cancel her in social media land for something problematic. That's when you know when someone's going to, you know, get a big push. Uh, I thought each person shined in this match, so I was glad that Liv got to be uh, part of the final few in the match, I guess. You know, people were mad about Becky winning in the match because eventually everyone turns on her, you know, but she's still one of the most over in the division. She feels the most protected. Do I wish they, uh, do I wish they elevated more characters and gave them better creative? Yeah, man, you know, but... Becky's one of the people that are really over right now. You know, it's, it's, it's like it's a good point. I can see the criticism, criticism, but the match with Rhea is going to be a big deal, and it's been anticipated for a while. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I wish it was not that much of a foregone conclusion because she was, you know, it's not that everyone else is not really over. Just every like even Bianca has not been ever since Bianca's like stopped feud. Even when she was feuding with Bailey and all of them, like I didn't think the creator was like that good, but she was still prevalent to the fucking main storylines. It feels like you know over the last like couple of months, Bianca hasn't really had anything like compelling storyline wise. You know what I mean? She can still go in the fucking ring. You know what I mean? I always enjoy seeing her, but it's like it's not not the same. You know what I mean? Like, I I wonder if they're basically turning her heel, essentially. I don't know. I felt the match was one of the better matches. Not, not, not that the men ones was bad or anything, but it was a lot slower. But they did execute spots to mean more when they needed to. I like the sequence with Tiffany in the match. And they, she showed out with some of the shit she was doing. I figured Liv would maybe feud with Raquel if they want, want because maybe she's going, I, one of them might can go heel, I don't know, but from what I read on Raw, Liv was giving more attitude to Becky for getting involved in the match, so I think Liv could be going down that heel route where, I mean, she could be a cool heel, but, you know, I don't know, maybe she's one of those people that will make a good point, and, you know, it would be like, they'll turn her heel, but people will still kind of cheer for her. I would think they're going to make Bianca a heel, but I feel she could actually end up teaming with Jade and they go for the tag titles. I think it would be a smart to put Jade in a tag team so she can get the hang of things with somebody like Bianca before she you push her really single. You know, she'll still look impressive, but, you know what I mean? You can, I mean, the tag division doesn't really meet... Like, most of the tag division storylines are always setting up future feuds with partners. So if you're going to, like, have Bianca feud with Jade, maybe for Mania or something like that, maybe have, or, you know, or afterwards, maybe have them as a team going into Mania, maybe, for the purpose of them feuding. So, I would, I would want a good tag division, but, you know, in WWE, I know their patterns, so, you know what I mean? You might as well make the most out of it, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, it was a good fucking match. It's probably my, one of my favorite on the card, I guess. This is my second favorite, as far as quality goes. Dom was going to do the intro for Balor and Preet, but he was drowned out by booze, and this could be believable, even if they were you're probably adding noise, but it was a good visual and, the, uh, and audio. But Beta done an attack and then get things uh, fast-paced from the start. 
Bait doesn't explode in the running shooting star press. Balor got control back for a bit. He uh, and then he had Balor, um, you know, in a head scissors as he tries to scale the ropes, but Dunn Dun got tagged in. Or he had, um, you know, uh, well, I, I don't know. He he had fucking, you know, uh, um, bait in a who gives a shit. Basically, you know, uh, what's his name? Dunn got tagged in. They're calling Dunn and Bait the fucking Catch Republic, you know, because you just can't do bruiser weights or anything, you know. Um, Balor had, um, you know, uh, fingers and joints, his fingers and joints snapped. Bait off the top for a senton while he launched on the shoulders of Dunn. Priest immediately drops him with a fist as he has control over Bait for a bit. He uh, did a broken arrow. Eventually, after having heat on Bait for a while, they knocked Dunn off the apron when Dom interfered for a bit. Balor and Priest did a leg drop, uh, backbreaker combo. Dunn got a bunch of step-up integrated on the heels and then does a moonsault to the outside. He kept stomping on Balor's fingers. Uh, eventually, they did a rebound Larry into a German on Balor. Priest gets a bunch of sidekicks uh, to um, Bait and Dunn. Priest um, um, was then talking shit to Bait about not belonging in their world and then... Uh, Get, um, you know, he caught, uh, um, no, no, then Balor and Priest do the backbreaker forearm driven driver combo, right? And Balor and, um, and Priest do the back, uh, they do that. Bait caught Balor in a version of Deep Six. He does the airplane spin on Priest that went on for a bit. Um, and the crowd was hyped up for it, you know what I mean? So, um, Bait topes uh, onto Priest. Um, Dom put Balor's foot on the rope after after a bitter end, and Dom lays down so the ref could not see him, and Bates uh, snitched him out, and the ref ejects him, but my screen went black, so I was having, like, Sopranos flashbacks. But Dom was knocked out by the table, so I assume Bate did it, but he got knocked off the apron because Balor pushed him off the apron, and then uh, Balor uh, got a sling blade and a shotgun dropkick by Mr. the Coup de Gras. And he lets Dunn snap the fingers even more. They do a double Tyler driver, and then Priest breaks it up. Dunn stomps on Priest's finger, but Priest catches Dunn and plants him face first against the apron. Bait does the comeback lariat on Priest outside, but Balor counters it into the uh, ring. And I think Balor did a reverse Impaler DT-like move he does. I know he's in the, you know, is in the Bloody Sunday, but I had to check to see. I don't know. Priest has a razor's edge, or I forget what he calls it. I, I, what's it called? I don't know. I can't do it off the top of my fucking head. Um, on, he the reason is on bait, and bait runs him into Balor at the top, and he and Dunn do a bunch of roundhouse kicks. They both flip, uh, flip out, flip out for the double choke slam, and then, uh, they get their own, um, they get, um, get him up on their shoulders and do a, um, a punch to the face. They do the, it's called the Birmingham for a near fall. They do the hockey fight spiel. They kept doing running knees in the corner against Priest. Balor prevents a, a double team move from the top and blind, blind tag once Priest got a double choke slam from the middle rope. And then Balor does the coup de gras for the win. It was a good match. And it was really, you know, it was just a really, you know, decent fucking, you know, match. I don't know. I would have wanted the, the, the bait and done to win because I don't think Balor and Priest really need it anymore. It picked up toward the latter portion as well. I thought it was a pretty strong throughout the match. It was another solid defense. I think Bain and Dunn just could have... They could have used a run for the titles because they could do some dope workhorse shit with other teams, but I hope whoever beats Balor and Priest is worth the hype to beat them for the titles. They just felt like the challenges of the month, these guys. And I think you could have had them win, but I feel like the WrestleMania match will probably be Judgment Day and something with Truth related, unless they're going to do like a rematch of Miz and Truth DIY with the Judgment Day, or they could do a fatal four-way for the, for the titles... I think we're going to get a bunch of those mania, uh, mania um, get those on Mania to fit everyone on the fucking card. 
I bet a bunch of, like, the women will have multi-women matches as well. You know what I mean? I don't think everyone's going to have a single program. Bait and Dunn just do their regular singles move and uh, make it make it double, essentially. You know what I mean? They're a good pair, which is why I think they would have been... It would have been better to just have them win, man. I don't know. You know, they're... You know, you finally got Dunn's name. Just now give him the proper fucking push. So the second Cody Waller segment... And I'm going to credit 401 Mania for helping me transcribe... I, I was too tired to transcribe this... I felt I was falling asleep in the middle of this, right? Whatever, and then I had to go, and then I I watched it afterwards. But I need I, I didn't want to fucking recap all of this fucking promo because it was nothing promo really. So Austin Theory's in the you know, in the ring. He welcomed uh, you know he, basically he says his Austin Theory live for a bit, and then he uh, you know and and then he just starts doing stupid material and like uh, I, like he talks about Vegemite uh, and it's disgusting. Uh, he needed a real meal, so he went to Outback Steakhouse. So it, none of this was landing, you know what I mean? He, he just gets booze with the crowd. He now brings, and then he brings out Waller. Um, you know, I mean, this was a, a great segment, to be honest. I'm, I'm just glad this didn't main event the show. And maybe this is where that kickoff segment should have happened to get something really heated because right now that angle seemed to have peaked during that. This angle cer- certainly peaked during that segment, you know. Grayson Waller gets a big pop and heads, uh, you know, basically to the ring. And then he does a shoey with someone from the UFC. Someone named Tua, I, I guess. I don't know. I, I can't I'm not say his last name. And then he welcomes everyone to the Waller effect and things that, uh, I mean, this might be the greatest day of his life. He does, like, the whole Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy thing, you know. And then he wants to get to the biggest story of all of entertainment. He brings out Seth Rollins, whatever, and then, of course, the song, people are singing his theme. And then Waller made a crack before introducing Cody about the school system failing uh, failing Cody for his inability to finish the story. And then, basically, Cody comes out, you know, the big entrance and all that. Cody asks, uh, you know, the audience what they want to talk about. Waller objects to that. It's his show. He wants to take a moment to acknowledge the tribal chief. Nothing. See, I, I thought like maybe maybe he did he did this on uh, at their behest. I don't know whatever, but he didn't do it properly because he was kind of like not playing a complete heel, but he was also kind of being a baby face. So he was like he had his heel moment, but he wasn't amping up his heel shit. Waller then asked Seth who he wants to fight at Mania, and then Seth uh, thinks the chamber is stacked, but he has a scoop. He has some inside info. Uh, Seth is just days away from being medically, medically cleared to compete. So whoever wins the chamber, they don't stand a chance. It's the biggest mania of all time. The world will sing his song, and he'll do what he what only he can do. Put on a show like nobody else on the planet, because he is Seth freaking, um, you know, Rollins, basically. And Waller's like, you know, cool story, bro. And then Waller mentioned that mania was going to be, uh, Roman Reigns versus The Rock, but it goes, and he, he asks, was Cody selfish in taking that away from the fans? And Cody said he's a fan of The, um, the Rock, and uh, if you he were here, he would call Cody uh, Candy something, prattle on about Rudy Poo Poo or something about pie. He mentions the Cody cry baby, then he asks if there's any in the stadium tonight, and then crowd fucking, you know, basically chairs that they're here, basically. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the thing that The Rock wouldn't want to talk about is, is the conversation they had and why Cody originally stepped out of the Mania main event. He thinks he, to, he thinks to be the people's champ, you have to be around the people. And he has an announcement, um, and he goes, Rock slaps him across the face, and at WrestleMania 40, Cody will face Roman Reigns, but he, until, until then, he's wide open, and he wants to wrestle The Rock one-on-one at any time, any place. And Seth said they should uh, cut the head off the snake once and for all, 
Seth admires the challenge, but everyone knows there's so, no such thing as um, as a one-on-one when it comes to the bloodline. So, um, so if and when the Rock decides to take to take time to um, take him on the challenge, he will. Um, he won't be fighting the battle alone. And then Waller decided about the big scoop on his show, but Austin Theory just grabs the mic. Theory was like really bad in this segment, but you know, I mean, he he knows role what he's gonna do. He starts, uh, you know, um, he starts uh, to do the whole. It doesn't matter. Um, and then and then and then Seth Rollins thought it was hilarious for a minute. And then he gets and then he gets Theory to uh, to um, and then and then he Theory basically does that if you smell whatever. And then uh, and then he sends uh, Theory's head into Waller's basically. Uh, his head he, he sends Theory's head first into Waller's set. And then Waller just kind of just watches. He wasn't doing anything. And then he curb stomped to, to um, by by him by Seth Rollins. And I wonder if Waller not doing anything is going to make Theory pissed off, or will they overlook it? But it felt like they wanted to keep Waller babyface to some extent, and then have him hammered down the heel shit, even if he had his moments. But I really wanted more answers. I really, I really hate this idea that the Rock and Roman, Rock the Rock and Roman, the Rock and Roman are, are going to face Seth and Cody at Mania. You know what I mean? I, I, I hope, really hope that's not the fucking case, man. I don't, you know. Apparently, Bron- uh, apparently Bronson was uh, supposed to face uh, Seth at this uh, at this event, but Seth um, um but the Seth injury kind of took it away. But I always feel like that is, that is some like real life discourse of the injury angles to me are always like either exaggerated or systemic, and they kind of don't want to admit that Seth can be a part timer with his defenses to to savor them. But it was to be focused on. It, was, it, but it has to be because he's injured essentially. I would think the mania plan will change. We should find out Drew would win who was like the we find out that Drew would win who was the most plausible option for this shit. I wonder what the real life discourse takes place that changes Mania match into the Rock versus Cody and if Seth is injured or he has to miss Mania that ends up with Drew versus Sammy. I don't trust the promoted plan because this is like the world we live in with the random discourse now. That's the one thing I've learned about WWE the last de- the last decade or so that or you know that it's it, you know but it just to me like it always seems like it's all manufactured. But this segment was kind of a waste of time to me. But I understood why they needed it. I wish Cody had mentioned what the raw. I think we're gonna eventually get there. But it's just like you think that I thought like you'd want to like I thought you'd want to capitalize in a big fucking stadium after that dope angle you fucking shot. You know what I mean? And and now you're just I don't know. So the men's chamber. This was a really long fucking match. It was pretty good, but it was like long, and there was elements of this uh, that were slow, and it fucked up my predictions for mania matches because now it feels like they're going to pivot to Orton versus Logan. I would say that was a major talking point from this match. Other thing, other things that were AJ Styles showing up to chamber to cost Knight the match when he it could have been cheaper to fly to Raw a couple of weeks back to cost him qualifying for the match, but. I mean, that's, like, I guess it's dedicated hate, I guess. You know what I mean? Another thing is, everyone online has jokes about how they, you know... Everyone... I'm just, I'm just tired of the fucking, you know... Like, maybe can I go on Reddit, so that by the time I hear it on other people's podcasts, or I hear it, you know what I mean? That the, 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 the jokes, but you know, basically... It's, maybe I should just consume less fucking wrestling content, and maybe some of the jokes on different people's podcasts. I listen to, like, like you know, like, eight... Eight, ten, eight to ten fucking different wrestling podcasts. You know what I mean? So like, and, and you know, and, I, and I, I've I've constantly heard this joke over the last fucking year, or whatever, of like, you know, like you know, whenever there's like a oh, like uh, you know, uh, they had SmackDown right before it was taped, 
But even like in K, it bothers me enough to the joke. But like even in kayfabe, something can be taped, and within their reality show rules, they have to pretend it is it is a day of of, of what they say it is. That's why you know what I mean. But I mean, we can't have that conversation though. It's a thing. We can't just we can't discuss the reality show rules because most uh, pe- people would rather you know, everyone would just rather be snarky. Orton was standing over the the pod to stare down Lashley from above. Knight did the same thing, but it was uh, him and Drew that started this. Off. It was him and Drew that started off. Knight got his key moves in to start off the start off, and Drew did an overhead throw. There were CM Punk chance to get Drew, but he didn't seem to give a shit. As, you know, as far as being mad, he just mocked Punk by hinting that he was going to do a GTS, and then Knight countered to escape it. Knight dived over the ropes for a shoulder block to Drew. He he was bashing Drew's head against Logan's pod, and his reaction was hilarious. The audio cut out for the match for a bit because maybe Logan and Knight were you know swearing at each other. I don't know. Ko's punching the glass as Drew was like as Drew's head was being bashed against the pod. Ko's next. He got the typical hot tag type of offense. I thought he was getting booed for a little bit when he was going after Knight, but he got a frog splash with uh, onto Knight. He did, Drew did a Michinoku driver on Knight, and Owens did a code breaker on Drew. And as he lands, he did a senton onto Knight at the same time. That was pretty cool. Knight and KO tried to get a superplex together on Drew, and but ended up doing a diving crossbody. And then the next person into the match was Lashley, who got goes after Drew immediately. And after a back and forth, Drew got a belly to belly. Lashley's hurt arm prevented him from being able to ram Drew against the cage over and over, but also not being able to fully apply the hurt lock. You know. Uh, Drew was able to get a Glasgow kiss on Lashley, and then Lashley was able to get the chokeslam spinebuster. KO led a b- bunch of super kicks tonight, and, and Lashley, the next guy, was ordered to come out because uh, I guess they wanted Logan to be safe for last. He got the typical shit in, but then he got a power, sl- power, bleh, power slam, but KO did a counter with, um, did counter the draping DT before Orton did it on the chamber floor. Uh, Lashley um, got a swinging neck breaker on Knight, a flatliner on Drew. He did a bunch of lariats at different people in the corners. He speared Knight, um, but but missed Drew, and he was sent to the cor- sent to the corner. I liked Orton selling his back despite um, being the one who did a backdrop, and he milked this like. And I actually dug it because Orton is good at doing small shit like this as he gets old. As he gets older, right? You know, maybe he wants to preserve his Illuminati body. Uh, K.O. is waiting for Logan by the pod, and K.O. gets in there and starts uh, banging his head against the pod window. Logan eventually got a control over K.O. and banging his head into the chamber, but K.O. got a really fucking nasty lariat. Lastly, threw K.O. into one of the pod windows, and then speared Logan through the pod, which uh, got the biggest reaction in the match at this point. Drew hit him with the claymore. But Lashley was, like, he got him with the claymore, but he went back in, and he was still trying to put the hurt lock on Knight, but then Lashley gets hit with another claymore from, you know, and he's eliminated. I think while Lashley was leaving, AJ had to come in somehow, but Knight was being focused on and getting offense on everyone else in the match, and then this, um, and then scaled the top for a superplex to Drew, and he plans Orton and Drew for the BFTs, and this is where AJ showed up, starts nailing Knight with a, bu- a bunch of time with a chair, uh, he did a Styles Clash on the chair, and then Drew eliminates Knight. Logan and KO go at it again. KO ends up doing a neck breaker to the knee, does a bunch of cannonballs to Drew and Orton, then Swanton from the top. But Drew got his knees up when he tried to do it on him. KO counters the Claymore with a pop up power bomb. He stuns Logan. Um, 
and Orden tries for the RKO, but Orden counters the pop-up and then counters the stunner with an RKO, and the KO is eliminated. I was actually shocked that, like, Logan wasn't, like, uh, a part of that elimination, but Orden uh, uh, and Drew face off, and they were doing a good job at selling uh, the injuries in this match, and they tee off, and Orden crush Logan at the top, and Drew prevents Orden from doing the superplex and targets the back. Drew got a Glasgow kiss, um, and then uh, the neck breaker. As soon as he kipped up, Logan dives off the top, of the pod and onto Drew, and he brings out the brass knuckles from the tr- from the trunks, and he psychs himself up. Um, um, psychs himself up. Orton from out of nowhere gets an RKO. Orton did build up momentum where he was. He did the dripping DT, and he took forever to set up for the RKO. I know he's selling his back, but dude, speed this up a bit. You know what I mean? Like I was like really dying here, man. But Drew got a spine buster instead, and he gets up for the claymore, but Orton collapses because of the uh, because of the um of the back, which was done well, basically, um, because Orton slow played it uh, to get an RKO, but then Logan did end up using the brass knuckle before he leaves the chamber and nails Orton with it, for, and then Drew basically wins. This is very well done, basically. I felt be- I felt the better story was told in this match um, than the women's one, but the women's one had rapid movements and was a really good sequence and had good intensity. Not that this didn't, but it still was a pretty good match still, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, you know, it wasn't my favorite, though. I still think, I, I think initially when trying to watch this after staying up the entire night, the slow moments really made me fucking lose, lose it, hence why I was even falling asleep during the Cody set segment. And then by the time this match was going, I was basically dead. I like I like the back in uh, the back to back chamber matches of uh, back to back years, um, where Logan ended up screwing someone over. You know what I mean? Even though they focused on KO, I feel like th- this feud is going to pivot into Orton, which makes me wonder what KO will do for Mania if he's fa- if he's facing Logan because I think more shit could have been done, been explored with um with KO and after that last fucking you know match they had at the Rumble. But I will enjoy an Orton versus Logan match. I feel like maybe KO and Logan might have a match on free television, and then Orton costs them a title, and then they make Orton versus Logan for a grudge match, unless they're going to go for a triple threat US title match. Other than Drew is taking advantage of the cheating happening because he's gotten screwed over so many times, and now he's like kind of embracing it. He, like, you know, he, off two cheating times, he capitalized off it, so I thought it was cool. I thought Orton did a good job selling and making his, you know, his, he made everything count in this match, really, you know. Um, Logan writing message on the chamber glass was pretty funny, um, you know, uh, but a lot of the good stuff was shown online from the fans recording because the camera didn't focus on all of it, you know. AJ Knight should be a decent few, but it makes it no sense why this guy would fly all the way to do this instead of just costing Knight the match to qualify, but whatever. I guess the extra hater shit is going to be the staple in this company, uh, in this industry now. With AJ going all the way to do this and Drew being a, you know an internet troll. Lashley got one big spot for the match and he was out and now he's going to feud with Cross. And that feud is fucking cold really, you know. And I wish Lashley was in the middle of more important things. I really wish MVP was with him again, you know what I mean. But they, they at least had an out for why Lashley uh, needed to be gone, but whatever. I thought they told some good stories, but maybe when I originally watched this match, I was too slow for me while I barely had any sleep, and it all put me to sleep originally, but I didn't think this um, this was a super great chamber match, but I enjoyed elements that went into it. I'm in a hurry. I didn't have the most analysis for this shit. There was some decent stuff in it. Logan did some pretty dope shit in it as well. 
I'll say the characters in the match were more, were more like over as far as having substance to their characters going in more so than the women since they never get the better, they never get the best creative going in sometimes. But I think uh, for both chamber matches, it was pretty, uh, it was, it was p- predictable of who was going to win because Drew was like probably the only option. I wanted Sammy in there so at least it make me believe that he could win. But something tells me even if Sammy ends up uh, hinting going for the IC title, I feel like somehow he'll end up in the world title position basically. And then the main event was, uh, you know, it was Rhea versus Nia. Rhea's outfit looked sexy as hell, man. She was showing more cheeks than, you know. But I, it, I also like an asshole for questioning if she's required to do it. Or do I have to wait 10 years before she admits that there's pressure? But it feels like you have to cater to the online establishment to get horny on main people going nuts because they had to like, have a field day with it. But, I mean, she felt like the biggest star. You know I mean? She's just really sexy. You know, I mean, I mean she's very attractive, man. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie, you know. Uh, I want to say this is the best match. It wasn't the best match, but Nia did some. Nia did pretty like decent character work in it. It was it was still pretty sloppy a little bit, man. I don't know. Rio was taking the fight to her right away, and they're kind of botching a bit at the run at the run spot. Nia didn't really move as fast as she could, but whatever. Nia dominates for a bit with a senton and a smashing Rhea's head against the mat. Nia was doing a good job mocking the family of Rhea. Nia now does a version of the stink phase, but it's more of like a cocky heel kind of way. Where isn't that isn't a big setup for it, but she still just kind of does it. I would think those spots take take the mat take for the matches, but Nia at least makes uh, you know Nia at least makes it you know uh, you know at least like uh, you know. Look like you know, like like it isn't like a, a a whole big setup for it. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna give us you know, it's just a just a way to kind of move like you know to move some of like the the like to like you know you know you know like a a a rest spot basically. It's kind of like that essentially. Nia did one of those traditional curb stomps, like you know one that Paul Birchall would do. I know this is unprofessional, but the, the way Rhea's cheeks were showing during the fucking you know single leg crab, it felt like someone really paid for a custom in this match. Uh, you know what I mean? Especially with the way that it got, like, a lot of... It, when it gets internet traction and people bookmarking it, you know what I mean? Uh, Naya had a torture rack, but she was taking her damn time with it. It was kind of slow, but Rhea transitioned to a guillotine. When Rhea got, got into a sunset position, she moved out of the way before Naya plopped down. Uh, Naya caught her head scissors and did multiple power bombs. Rhea dropkicked Naya as she was trying uh, for the finish on the ropes. Rhea got a missile dropkick for a near fall. Naya dominated again and got a Samoan drop off the second rope. This felt like one of, uh, um, you know, um, this felt like one of um, Rhea's performances where she's not the one who's dominating the match. Rhea drops Naya on on her face um, from her shoulders when Rhea countered the finisher that Naya does the Annihilator. So I don't want to type that out. You know what I mean? I don't know. Rhea did a d- decent frog splash for a near fall. Rhea tripped Naya on the apron and sweeps her leg. And then Rhea wanted to use the table. But Naya did a so- Samoan drop on the table, which didn't break. I'll give Naya credit for being able to um, keep her balance on an office chair. Because like, I thought that thing was going to fucking fall apart. Uh, she splashed through the table with the elbow with Rhea on it, obviously. Rhea kicked out of Naya's finisher. Rhea shoved... Um, Naya off the top when she tried it, tried it again. But I really thought maybe Rhea was going to go for a super plus on Naya, but she got knocked down. But then she actually did get it. So I, I got to wait before they do the move. I, I, I'm too busy trying to uh, capture every, every movement. I'm like, you know what, just, just, just do the move simple. You know what I mean? It wasn't the best, you know, again, anyways, uh, super plus on Naya, but then she got knocked, knocked, 
She got, so yeah, she, 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 uh, and then she did a couple of thrust kicks, and then she got the riptide for the win. It wasn't the best match by any stretch, but it was probably one of, um, Rhea's more, Rhea's more compelling title defenses with how she was selling for this big monster in, in Naya. I felt por- portions were clunky. Uh, it was still kind of decent. It was definitely not a main event caliber of a match quality wise, but it was still good. It was still good, I guess. But, I mean, it's the right call because Rhea felt like a big star. Or they put her a big start in the match in, in front of her hometown, you know. Or her home country. It was it was, it was was pretty fucking good in that regard. Uh, from the online shit, Becky was watching from the crowd on the social media exclusive, talking about how she would let Rhea have her moment. The visual of the fireworks outside in the stadium was really fucking good. It looked impressive. Rhea felt like, you know, again, I, the, the only point that matters is that she felt like a big deal. And she was celebrating with her family. I don't know if that bald dude was her dad, but regardless, he kind of looks like Patrick Stewart a little bit. Um, overall, this was a decent show. I would say the first two matches were the, probably the best quality matches, but I still thought it was enjoyable. I don't know if I could watch a pay-per-view live at this time. You know, I, again, I don't know how people in other countries do it with the weird time, with the weird time zones and shit. Did they go to Australia for an event, like, for, like, where Buddy Murphy... Um, Won the cruiserweight title there or whatever. And that was like at like maybe 2 a.m. That was like more doable for me. Anyways, let me go to fucking... Um, let me go to... Um, collision. Give me a second. So Collision. Sammy immediately goes for Halls with multiple leaping knees to get the advantage. It was like a, it was like a no DQ match. And after tussling around, he gets a springboard cutter. Sammy screams at the camera that he's a collider now. Uh, I'm sure someone, uh, I'm sure they'll somehow piss off the punk shills for some reason. Hobbs missed a move against the guardrail from when Sammy moved, at, um, moved, but he caught Sammy launching onto steps and does a world strongest slam onto it. Does multiple times on the apron over and over again until he just throws him into the guardrail. Hobbs then gets a Kevin, getting getting Kevin Kelly's face for talking negatively, but I did think he just wanted his belt and he starts whipping Sammy with it before Sammy gets multiple super kicks before he starts hitting Hobbs with the chair over and over. The match as well, he did a you know um some, some RVD shit with the chair and drop kicking Hobbs as um you know drop kicking as Hobbs had in his hands. Hobbs ends up dumping Sammy over the guardrail. Sammy ends up countering some shit and gets a cutter on the steps. And then this um this this image is not really good for Black Black, black History Month with Sammy whipping Hobbs. And and maybe they just said just do it once, but he you know. Cause he, he he didn't do it over and over again. It's like okay, I better just do it once before it becomes like a whole social media thing. Um, you know. Uh, but he brought her a table. Hobbs caught him on the apron. Did a spine buster to the um to through the uh, multiple tables laid out. All before the picture in picture, they came back. Hobbs was dominating, but Sammy got to capitalize um off a mistake. And he went for the GT uh, the the go to hell. Uh. I guess if it wasn't obvious by by now, this match is like no DQ match. Sammy hit Hobbs with some kind of tool case, and now he brings out more table. They're trying to attempt to put each other through a table, but Hobbs countered the double springboard cutter into another world's strongest slam. Sammy cracked Hobbs with two beer bottles. Sammy brings out a big ladder as Hobbs is laid out there on the two tables in, in, the, uh, in front of the ring. Hobbs was laying there forever while Sammy had to set up. Um... Even sat up on the ladder before he she sat sat up on there to like, to like basically get cocky before he did a swan swanton. 
They replay it like 50 times, which was like a smart to extract as much as you can from it, you know. Then he puts Hobbs on another table in the ring, but Hobbs shoved the referee into the ropes to knock Sammy at the top, and Hobbs does a world's strongest slam to the table from the second rope. It was a really good intense, but I would say this um this would have meant more if they didn't give away this kind of match with Sammy and Jeff Hardy. I'm guessing they were trying to establish the match and then tying it in with Hobbs attacking him afterwards in that match. But this one would have just stood up to me a lot more if they just went to this match with a stipulation. I mean, like, there's a, a it's not like a random uh, match for the sake of it. This was like a, a kind of like there's like I mean not the best feud created, but there was a feud in, in it at least. I like the intensity at the beginning, but as it carried on, it felt like we were just spamming power moves and high-flying moves to the table for the sake of it. It was, it was good, and I'm glad Hobbs won, but, you know, I, I've seen so many start-and-stop pushes that I don't want to get invested in because he gets these dope victories, and then there's no foregone conclusion of what the plans are for this group led by Callus. I mean, it was really good, but I think they overdid it with some of the shit, and I wonder if you'll win um, this Meat Madness match, whatever the fuck it is, and whatever it entails, because Archer and Warlord now in the match as well. I don't know the rules or anything, but whatever. I do think if Osprey doesn't align with the family, doesn't align with the family fully, because it feels like with the way he, you know, he they gave a send off, he got a send off from New Japan and the Indies. It feels like he's the biggest baby face, so I do suspect he will be a face. And maybe after Osprey faces Takashita, he will face Hobbs in a feud. But I won't hold my breath for consistent booking with Hobbs. I want to assume Miro will also be in that meat madness match. But I mean, this guy and Malachi feel like discourse characters who are going to probably end up, you know. In the same Andrade position as well, since like those are the three guys that you know, there's constantly discourse about them being unhappy and all that shit. The BCC cut a promo. Um, Mox basically goes over how tough Claudio is when Claudio first came to America and began training over uh, training for pro wrestling, and how he walked over to the place that Dave Taylor and Regal were um, were at from the airport. Mox says Claudio is a freak, and Mox also is a freak in other ways, and he should and he should be punched in the face to start the day basically. And he goes to do FDR thing 20 minutes of the lot. Mox is a sprinter, but he can run all day and all night. They don't get paid by the hour. For them, a time limit draws unsatisfactory. You want to pay homage to the art of tag team wrestling at Revolution. And then the, he asks what, what, what Claudio's thinking about. And they go over Greensboro being the mecca of tag team wrestling. And they go over different tag teams from Crockett. Um, BCC basically accepts. Basically, Claudio says FTR looks to the past, but BCC looks to the future. They create the style, the wrestling that they want to see. If FTR want to step into the future, that passes through them. Be better than uh, and then be better than Mox and Claudio. And Mox says they can't be all that um, FTR had. You go, they can't be all they fucking had. It's like they emptied their arsenal when BCC were only getting started. FTR will have to bring their whole bag of tricks. I like the argument for different styles in different eras and still putting over tag teams. This might be one of the better FDR's few that cater to their character of being, like, you know, old-school type of wrestlers. You know what I mean? I mean, they've never really booked the Bucks FDR feuds as well. I think that's supposed to be more of a rivalry, but... As well, they could in the storyline, but, you know, you know, but this was probably one of the better feuds to get into after they had a dope feud with the House of Black, which I, which I felt ended up abruptly anyways. But these promos were dope, um, and, and they feel in the middle, uh, they feel in the, in the middle of comedy and serious shit. It's like, not Dean Ambrose goofiness, but Mox is injecting humor, you know, but he's still keeping it, like, you know, mostly serious. 
and FDR would cut a promo afterward, which changed a, a, a change, which changed a bit of the personal, which changed a changed the perspective a little bit with the personal backstage problems with Mox being kind of the king backstage and how people are scared of him. So Lee Moriarty and Shane faced off with FTR. Lee and Cash did some wrestling spiel before Dax came in, and Lee takes Dax to the cor- corner, and then Shane and uh, Dax face off. They go to stalemate with shoulder blocks. They counter and avoid shit for, um, for a bit until other stalemate. Shane misses Splash, but got a lariat to get control, and the heels have control over Dax when Shane got the blind tag when Lee and Dax were mixing it up. Dax was biting to make a comeback, when they returned from the picture-in-picture, picture and he went for a power move, but Shane got a lateral press uh, to be the um, be on top of him for a pin. But Dax is fending these guys off, but Lee gets an octopus hold while Shane clocks him in the face. Shane does uh, the side slam and misses the splash and lets Cla- um, Cash get the hot tag and get offense. Draws the heels with strikes, uppercuts like Claudio, basically. And then does a neck breaker to Lee. Shane pulled the heat uh, he in from WrestleMania 5 spot with the he- Warrior and Rude. He kept interfering to get the cat to get Cash dropped so Lee got, could get close could get close falls, basically. Dax blind tags and does a variation of a Doomsday device. And then, basically, that's what that won the match. And Dax uh, and, and Cash cut a promo about how this is not about eras or different styles and how they brought their personal perspective for it, basically. Cash takes the microphone and he said, unlike a cockroach, it will be more than just a stepping stepping on them to basically kill them. And Dax heard uh, what they had to say earlier. And basically, he goes over, Mox has been here since the beginning for almost five years, and he's been king. And he goes, this is his house. And he goes, Dax sees people cowering and being scared of Mox backstage. But FTR aren't scared of them. To be a king, you got to kill a king. And at Revolution, they're coming for their heads, basically. And they top guys out. The match was pretty good. But eventually, you got to give uh, Shane Taylor and Lee some big win at some point. Because they look impressive the more I see them. But they definitely need to, you know, need a few. But, but they, like, they always look good in the matches. But they, but they need a few to elevate them. Now that you got them more on television. I mean, let them cut more promos live often, you know what I mean? They did fine in this match, but FTR were uh, dope on the mic. And here, I, I would feel it would be cool for one one last real promo to set this up even more before the pay-per-view because I would have loved for them to go face-to-face about this kind of, uh, if this is the angle they're going with it. But maybe they don't want to get deeper than any of that. But I'm, I'm liking this feud, and it might be one of the better feud that FTR is getting into. I hope they can keep it consistent. They, I mean, I mean, they, they they've consistently had good matches. You know what I mean? Like the, you know, like the the Bullet Club match, the MJF Adam Cole match, the Bucks match was really fucking good. I'm not saying the creative are super bad for that, but it was just like all of it was random. You know, they've had like amazing matches, but like you know, some of the characters don't. You know, it feels scattered. But both groups uh, have kind of been scattered at times, even though BCC has had better output for their feud, except for like, the last portion of the feud with the Elite that was designed for discourse. This was also played to the main event because Claudio attacked Kingston when he attacked Brian, who kicked J- Jun Akiyama in the nuts. And this angle, this angle is good too, so Kingston did a good job putting him over and educating fans for those who complained. They showed a promo vignette for Brian and Jun Akiyama, uh, a match that, um, you know, uh, 
and and, uh, and and Brian was putting it over his career. So then Brian later cut the promo about uh, June is legendary. He respects June. Eddie Kingston will be on commentary watching uh, watching him beat one of his be- uh, one of the best wrestlers in history. He respects everything Akiyama has done, but he doesn't respect Kingston. And then he basically makes fun of Kingston of how he handles promos about like breaking the fourth wall. And he goes, "They actually might kill him if he had to show Kingston respect." And he questions the professionalism of Kingston and goes over how much potential he has back in the day and says he wasted all his potential. He saw more potential in him, whatever. He doesn't respect Kingston and the wasted potential pisses him off. And that's why Danielson will beat him for the Continental Crown. I wonder if Kayfabe, does Brian do this to get the best out of people even if he has to be an asshole or does he become part of the system to give Kingston shit for not taking interviews seriously because he acknowledges the cameras and the producers but maybe Kingston just wants to get to his matches. He doesn't want to waste his time for un- on required sports entertainment that people have to fucking do. And how can you ju- and how, how can you judge him for shitting on that? When Brian doesn't speak up on industry, like, I'm talking about in kayfabe on on industry shadiness. You know, one time he did, but now he fucking just kind of ex- becomes like you know he becomes like whether it be the Kofi Kingston feud or this feud or something like that. He always has to become like the guy who becomes the voice of what the system fucking wants to be, and maybe that's the purpose of it because Brian is you know on the booking committee with a you know he's like you know the guy who does the. Uh, like, the guy who's, like, doing mandates for fucking talent to be off social media and shit, you know? The industry is unprofessional in kayfabe anyway, so why would I care if Kingston looks at some of this bullshit just as a waste of time? I wish Kingston could cut a promo about that, but, you know, to kind of show Brian's also a hypocrite, but uh, but he did kind of, uh, just, like, kind of explain certain things in, in commentary. But Brian showed he's a hypocrite where he was unprofessional in the end. You know, where he kicked June Akiyama in the nuts. So Kingston was, in the, was uh, you know, was uh, in, I put in the match, in the commentary, putting, the mat, putting over June. And how he turned, uh, he turned down being an Olympian and wanted to be a wrestler. And Brian and June were doing some wrestling, uh, wrestling spiel. Kingston was going over how he would bow, he wouldn't bow down to promoters and would get stiffed. And he would then get screwed over and he kind of defended himself like, by taking money out of their tray, basically, against, you know. So, so he basically was kind of fending himself off in Brian's un- uh, comment about unprofessionalism. Brian did have a surfboard at one point. He did look what was like a Moodle lock, but Ju- June dug his eye to get out. Uh, June was hyperextending Brian's arm to- across his shoulder, and Kingston was giving insight who taught June some stuff. I like that Kingston was bringing to bring to bring. Oh, I like what Kingston was bringing to the table as far as keeping the storyline alive with Brian, but also educating you on someone that you might not be as familiar with. Hopefully Ice Cube's son is listening. Uh, Brian got the advantage and did a diving knee off the apron. He did a shotgun dropkick from the top and then the dropkick to the corner. But June does a lariat to cut his momentum. Brian had the label lock, but June got uh, got to the ropes. <clears throat> June got a knee strike while Brian was in the midair and then got a apologized for a near fall. Brian captures the, um, the leg as June was doing a running uh, running kick. And he got a single leg crab and then an ankle lock. He got a German suplex. June gets a sh- exploder to counter the roundhouse kicks. He gets the guillotine choke and Kingston questions. Uh, mentions he choked out Kabashi with this move. Uh, Brian got a roundhouse kick and a German. Immediately June got an exploder and a running knee strike. Uh, they both went for the Basaiku knee and they cl- collided knees basically. They had a slugfest back and forth. June tries to um, the rib clutch, something or another, whatever. But Brian got his knees up to to the gut, and that dropped June and sets up for the bicycle knee for the win. 
And then Brian gives June respect, shake his hand. He flips off Kingston, and June slapped Brian for doing that. And then Brian was going to, like, you know, he apologizes, and then he shakes his hand again and kicks him in the nuts. And Kingston makes a save, and Claudio then minus mocks. Comes out, attack Kingston, and FDR come out to make the save. I like the ending a lot. I like that June was defensive of King, uh, you know, defensive for Kingston, and then let Brian disrespect him. But Brian showed that he's a hypocrite, and I always wonder if that's by design for people to, you know, up, meaning he's doing it on purpose. Even in cave, he's doing it on purpose for 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 Kingston to up his game. But it was a decent angle. They did show a promo package for this guy, so you can't say that he didn't train you on who he is. And he was on television before, so people knew of him. I think people need to see these guys win more often before they get brought to television to lose, but they did put him over as being a legend and focused on why he was very important. You know what I mean? It was a good angle, and I like that Mox was not there because he's always kind of conflicted, and I wonder if that leads to a Kingsman versus Mox at some point because I think they need to, like, finish that story completely. You could say they finished it at World's End, but it feels like if Mox ends up being more of a heel because BCC are that right now, you could do this again and make it more personal, but I do like the elements between Kingston and Mox. It kind of, like, reminds me of, like, another version of Luger and Sting type of storyline like, with the relationship. But this is one of the uh, this has what this has like you know more layers since like the the there's gonna be you know a trios match coming up whatever so I want to see how they handle that. Uh, I didn't think the I don't think they'll go to mock with the Kingston soon, but I like that he doesn't completely turn on Kingston, but he's also in agreement about the other shit with the other members of the group of the with BCC. I was like when Claudio gets involved with Kingston because it's like whenever he had a chance to, he would take the chance to beat the shit out of him. But but overall, I like what BCC did on the show. I'm liking the FTR feud with BCC, and I'm enjoying Brian versus Kingston. And I wonder if Brian beats him, but this needs to be above and beyond to make Kingston even more. If you know, because I, I thought like last time, you know, because um, I mean he won that way, but I think in an official capacity. Like this needs to be above and beyond, like a a real war, and 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 don't just go with the the battle chops, at, you know. Like I mean, you can do them to an extent, but I mean, I it just I get tired of that that trope sometimes, and I think it, it, people go to that trope way too much. Anyway, Thunder beat some some woman named Lady Bird Monroe. You know, she got chopped on th- Thunder. Got um, you know, th- uh, Thunder's woman did some transitional shit with a cartwheel. She basically gets a corner attack and a running knees to the ropes. She has a shotgun dropkick, eventually gets a Tiana bomb. She talks to the camera about rising the ranks. She's just coming for the, she's just coming for some title. I don't, and, and don't come into her space or something. Basically, she, basically she's like, the paraphrase the entire thing, she's basically won the division in some way or form. I couldn't hear it all, but that was the sentiment, I guess. I'm pretty sure she'll get a title shot at some point after the pay-per-view because her and Tony will be really dope with the Tony having this character. And it feels like more women are kind of making their characters known. Like, you know, having more, like, basically kind of calling out people, anyone in the division. So I feel like between, like, you know, uh, Sky Blue and, you know, uh, Statlander and all of them, you know what I mean? So it feels like, you know. But who knows if Thunder goes for the world title? I figured they would since she never lost it. I thought, like, they would be bringing that up even more. But maybe once the feud with Deanna's done, they'll go to that fucking route, basically, you know. Willow, Stat, um, and Strokely cut a promo. Strokely went over what Julian Sky have done and uh, and busy defending himself. And he he basically goes off and he almost calls them hoes, but Willow uh, call, like stops him. 
And Bailey Statlander did another approach of something new to, to make a promo stick out where she and Renee approach the camera as she's cutting the promo and basically ch- challenges Sky to another match. I'm, I'm still curious to see where this goes because I, I don't really trust Stokely, but I do like him in this role as someone who's trying to be good, but yet some of his old elements are still there, basically. You know what I mean? He's a funny dude, but I think he's also capable of being more than just being funny. You know what I mean? Bobby Heaton just wasn't funny. You know what I mean? Like, you know... When Acclaim made their entrance after Bullet Club, Caster made a comment about um, him against Manager, and then he was going to do a rhyme against uh, about against Boulder from Iron Savages, but he just stopped. And I thought he was doing a shtick and pretending to forget, and he just didn't continue. So I'm sure a real life discourse thing will take place. Boulder um, was going to take him to Titty City with Bronson, uh, with Bronson basically Billy and Colton and Switchblade prevented it. Basically, I was not into this match because it was just for the sake of it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, Jack Davis, the, the guy Jack Davison got some offense in on Colton, and they had uh, the babyface in their corner. Boulder were mocking the guns up shit, but eventually Switchblade comes in and gets some offense, and then eventually he gets the Blade Runner for the win. I was not really into it. I was just, uh, you know, just to get this more established. I'll admit, I, I forgot which one was Bronson and Boulder, because I don't watch ROH so much, so I don't see these guys as often as I should, but... I knew it was just to establish a uh, you know, just to have this establish a group in this match, basically. The commentators mentioned them being even more powerful when Juice and Robinson returned, so I think, you know, I, I think there will be controversy over the um to the the, the, the I think there was controversy with um, him mentioning the Vince stuff, and then people said something happened at one of the Rampage tapings, but it was so obvious this was pretend a pretend error that we're definitely getting some discourse around it, and it wouldn't shock me if somehow Caster ends up leaving or something like that, or they'll turn it into an angle somehow, but the basic story, you know, with Switchblade and Billy Gunn were kind of like, you know, bumping heads a little bit, so it's clear they're gonna go with something soon, but I was shocked they didn't do it um, in time for the pay-per-view, but it doesn't need to be, because if they're not ready for the feud, then you, you don't need to force it right now. You can keep stuff for the television for the time being. I'm guessing when Juice comes back, he's going to be part of this fucking angle, and that's when they turn heel, maybe. I guess maybe this doesn't become a super stable, and who fucking knows? It was only interesting happened basically. Malachi Black and Brian Keith had a match, and they did this wrestling spiel before coming to a stalemate. Brian Keith got the best of them in the beginning, like he was taking it to Black with kicks until Black did a really powerful one. They were countering shit in between the, the um, those times they would do strikes and kicks. After a back and forth, Black got some uh, got sick of being getting bested, so he just really does a high boot to knock Brian Keith against the guardrail off the apron before the picture in picture. They come back. Brian Keith was making a comeback. I think he got an exploder, then a neck breaker on the knee. Um, Brian Keith's knee gave out, but he's still able to get the tornado DT, and they both sit up at the same time and continue to have the slugfest. Um, Black stops his offense with a leg sweep. Keith got a headbutt as Black was, uh, um, uh, as, uh, what was it? Uh, Keith got a headbutt as Black was on top rope. Black did a diving stomp and a pump kick and a rising knee strike and then a German for a near fall. Keith gets a knee strike to counter the Black Mass and gets a Liger bomb for a near fall. And Keith sets up something and then gets hit with the Black Mass as he charges. And then he won the match. Mark Briscoe had the lights closed and he had a candlestick when they turned back on. He hits the other members with the candlesticks as they approach. Uh, he does it to Black as well. And then he jams a spike and he misses and Black got um, he got stuck in there. And then uh, Black gave him the Black Mass and then uh, the other two got, uh, other two did the Dante the Inferno, I think. 
it was decent to see Mark Briscoe on an actual fucking angle for a feud. It feels like people will have... Will someone have the Briscoe's, uh, the you know, Mark Briscoe's back, or will he go to low? Because the feud uh, is solely with Black. I, I, I don't know if it's solely with Black, but, you know. But it was cool to see him in a singles match for once, you know what I mean? Maybe Brian Keith joins this feud because I feel like they make this trio, if they make this a trios feud, I don't know who else they'll get, but Brian Keith would probably fit in with Mark Briscoe more than putting him with random Lucha guys. Unless you tell me, unless you show me more personality. I'm not trying to say that Brian Keith wouldn't have anything in common um, with, like, you know, any of the Lucha guys, but I don't see any of the Lucha guys' personalities where I would have called him see, you know what I mean? Like, I, Brian Keith seems like a country dude, right? And Mark Briscoe is also in the country. So that right there, like, you know, that's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good combo right there, I guess. I don't know. But maybe just Mark and Mark Briscoe and Black basically. But this was uh, more, there's more discord about Black not being happy and he might leave. So there's no point in getting invested into his feuds when the background to all that there's discord between Buddy and Black not being. You know, it's it's hard to know because House of Black will go feud from feud as well. And this is why I believe talent like Buddy Black Miro are like probably all on loan from WWE and they're meant to be discourse characters rather than actual characters on the show. I think the discourse was that he and Zelina have a YouTube channel where they're showing some of the trainees in his, wherever he's training wrestlers now, which is, I, I saw a bit of this. It's pretty fucking good. Some of these guys are really good, man. I think I might have to tune in a little bit. It's like, has nice, it, it, I'm not saying it's like the best production, but it was better than like, you, you know, when the, when, when, when the Nightmare Factory would do like their trainees and do it, 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 it felt, that felt like really, really under, underproduced and all that kind of shit. And I understood it, you know what I mean? It's not the fanciest thing, but I felt like like the um, Malachi Black setup is like a lot more like, you can see this being like an indie kind of in a way. So they're showing some of his, uh, so yeah, so he had a singles match, and so he made, he made mention how he wished he had more singles. So now, you know, he got one. Like, that wasn't by design. I know that's like, you know, the, the same people who are shitting on Black for originally wanting to leave. Which, if he does, I mean, let him go if he wants to go. I, I, I'm, I'm for anyone who wants to, like, you know, if they're not happy somewhere, let them fucking leave. And then the Shields are now going pro, who are now going pro WWE because CM Punk is there, are now acting like Black needs to fucking leave. This is why I don't com uh, converse with people online. Like, I'm glad that I'm not a chosen one online because the fandom is just so fucking inconsistent and fucking shitty. I know it'll somehow end up being, you know, a trios feud, but I wish they actually let, you know, Malachi Black go for singles feuds and, you know, still keep the group intact. Serena had a match against Lady Frost. Uh, it was supposed to be Kira Hogan. I knew this would probably be a lot better than the squash that from Thunder Rosa because they'd get more time. They did a test of strength. Serena was getting uh, out of a pin attempt. Serena had a version of a surfboard. Frost did a cartwheel and then a drop kick to the back of Serena's head. Serena's transition into a leg submission was pretty good. I never know what some of these moves are called exactly because sometimes the commentators don't mention it. You know, I guess I need Excalibur and Taz to do it. Even though sometimes they might not mention every move also, but they will at least like kind of feel, for, for, for someone that recaps it, 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 it makes me feel like, you know, I, I feel like Taz and Excalibur are on, are on my speed. I feel like there was some good back and forth during the picture-in-picture. Picture. Dean was targeting the leg. And I really don't think Deeb should do those jazz because it takes from her momentum and how she wrestles. But I guess she's learning to work like a baby face and like in a like for, for, like in a mainstream kind of way. She got a neck breaker through the ropes and then a swinging neck breaker, uh, f um uh, 
Frost, I put front. Frost got a back by a doctor counter something, and she does a, uh, some fluid motion. That, that You know how Tiffany Stratton does for the Alabama Slam, but she got a beach break. Or I put a beach breaker here. Serena counters something with some hammerlock lariat and then does the single leg crab. And she says the division is heating up and she calls out anyone in the division, anyone coming to the division. She was kind of tripping over her words. You know what I mean? She sounds like, listen, I'd rather this because she sounds like a human being. You know what I mean? People are not going to be like completely, you know, like in in super character, like, you know, produced in a, in a produced kind of way. Uh, she says she's here to elevate the division. When the professor wrestles, the picture doesn't go black and white. The lights don't turn out, but she wrestles. She's out here to put wrestling back in all elite wrestling. This is a lot better than like the first women's match, but and it went on. It went. It went pretty. It went longer than longer than uh, the other one did. But this is pretty. It's pretty good. And the thing is, Serena was doing the jabs. It does really feel like it's not her style, and she should just do the aggressive Bret Hart like strikes and go at a rapid pace. But maybe it'll catch on because it's just weird seeing her do that. Because maybe I'm not used to you know. Maybe Julia might be injured, so we don't know if she'll be able to defend the title. But maybe she should just forfeit it and let Dee get a run with this. But I hope she's able to compete, and I hope the injury is not that serious. But Julia should definitely drop it to Deeb. I kind of want Deeb's first feud to actually be with Mercedes over a title, maybe you know. We'll see what ends up happening. And then let me go over New Japan's. I, I'm not gonna again. I'm just gonna go over some of the results. You know, Toriano and Tomoya beat uh, um, Murashima and uh, Hamana. Bolton, Oleg, Yo, and to- Togi uh, Makabe uh, and El Desperado and Shota Umino um, beat Evil, Show, Ren Narita, to- um, you know, uh, Togo, and uh, Takahashi. And then Yo basically stole um, the junior heavyweight title from uh, Show because Show won it from El Desperado. Uh, a vignette aired for Jack. I think he's going to be facing Shota Umino in like the. Uh, in one of these tournaments for like the anniversary of New Japan, I guess like the New Japan Cup, I'm not, New Japan Cup, I think it is. Okada, uh, Okada, Oteriano, Yoshihashi, and Goto and Ishii beat um, United Empire in in Callum, Jeff Cobb, Matt. I think is Matt Riddle going to be a part of the stable now? I guess if they're going to be a heel stable, maybe Matt Riddle takes over, or he just joins it. Maybe someone else takes. I don't know. See, like, you know, maybe Callum Newman's going to be the one. You know. Anyways, this is Okada's official final fucking match. I mean, listen, I understand what they call he's a legend and all that. He definitely should have had one last epic match to put someone over. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm of that belief you should fucking do that. El Phantasmo and Hakaleo beat Tamatonga and uh, Tongaloa. And this is like Tamatonga's last match. I don't know if Tongaloa is going to leave as well, but... Tamatanga is going. He was like all in full Gorilla Destiny uh, war paint here. Um, Nemeth and uh, Taguchi beat Finley and Gato, and then uh, Nick Nemeth agreed to give um, you know the um, he d- said that he'll defend his uh, global championship against Tanahashi. Basically, Bushi was to talk uh, beat uh, Takamichinoku. Duki beat um, Harumu to, to, to um, Takahashi. Um, it was a, these are all pretty decent matches. Taichi and Shingo Takagi had a decent match. Taichi won. And then the hair for the hair match, Yoda Suji beat Yua Yuemura. And, uh, you know, they had a, you know, it wasn't as epic as Minoru Suzuki when he had to fucking shave his head. I don't think any hair on hair match, hair versus hair match, will ever 
be like you know what I mean like WWE has done like you know Western Western wrestling companies have done a decent jo- job, but it's always like the heel has to like be like you know like screaming and fucking everyone has to hold him down. I thought Minoru Suzuki when he got to shave his head, he did it in the most badass fucking way possible, in my personal opinion. And then the main event was pretty fucking good was Naito beating Sonata, and then uh, Naito and Okada Okada um basically kind of had like a little impromptu fucking interaction of like. Like, like, for, to, like, add to the rivalry, basically, where, like, one of them spit on each other, spit on one of them, and then they started, like, doing some wrestling sequences, basically, as, like, their final thing. It was pretty, do- pretty dope. I just, I just wish that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just wish, like, I would have even just preferred maybe you let Okada fucking go against Naito on the, on the last night, then, if that was gonna be the case. I saw the highlights of TNA on the YouTube stuff, and some of the stuff on, on Reddit, also, like, someone posted the whole Ali saving match on fucking Reddit. On, like, one of, like, the, on the Reddit thing or whatever. On, like, a Daily Motion thing. But uh, EY apparently did a promo before the uh, before the show. And it felt like another one of those raw, raw speeches. And people were shitting on it on Reddit because it was like someone... It felt like they acting like someone died. But it felt like there's going to be more to the story. And it will make sense why he had to cut this promo with the roster on the stage. With him, with, you know what I mean? I feel like something is going to come out of the woodwork with this. So on the pre-show, Rascals beat Trent and Mike Bailey, and Mal- Macklin helped. I thought Macklin and Nemeth was going to happen at this show, but I guess, I knew uh, Nemeth was at New Japan, so I guess it was not going to happen there. Myers and Eddie uh, Edwards beat Kushida and Knight. It was decent. The pre-show, the matches, um, you know, I see the highlights on Reddit on YouTube again. EY beat Kaz, and he's going to face Moose next. That was for number one contendership. But Kaz got some heat back by beating out the referee afterwards. Or, you know what I mean? But I really thought Kaz should have won, but, you know. That's why I wanted Alex Shelley to still be champion, because then you could have had Kaz win, and maybe you could have had Kaz be the one who gets a title off of, uh, you know. Like, and maybe you still have, like, you know what I mean? Maybe Kaz should have been part of the system. Um, Like, this, the stable the system would probably have more legs behind it if you had Kaz kind of be the leader of it, maybe. I don't know. But EY versus Moose should be fucking decent. But maybe this is where it leads to. Um, Ace and Bay actually, you know, retained their titles against Grizzly Young Vets. And I get it. They didn't want to make the habit of giving XWE guys coming in and winning all the titles. But I guess it just, just keeps solidifying Ace and Bay even more. It's because the thing is, like, at times you could say, like, this team is so good and so and they're so established in this, in this company that they don't really need to have the titles. But if they want to keep making them more solidified, I have no uh, problem with them making a, a, a you know, the, the, one of their homegrown teams basically kind of, uh, you know, uh, like doing their thing, I guess. You know what I mean? Khan and PCO is what you expect, but Khan, I guess Khan won on a stop, but he snapped his neck while he kept doing that during the match, but this time the final one, he had the chair up around the neck and he snapped it, basically. It was another, it was another same shit going on. MK Ultra won their titles back, and um, um, the main part of social media discourse was for the horning on main people, with the camera focusing on the cheeks of Killer Kelly and uh, Rosemary while they both rise up each other like in a, in a, in a, in a very sensual kind of way, whatever. It was an interesting spot, you know what I mean? Like, Kelly, Killer Kelly is, like, really, really fucking attractive. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, her and Masha are really, you know, really, really... Yeah, and, and they make it a part of their gimmick, so you know what I mean? It's like, they're, you know, especially Killer Kelly, man, you know. It's that smile shit that really gets me. Uh, it was a good match, though, so I'm glad that MK Ultra won it back, you know. 
Uh, Josh Alexander beat Simon Gosh, which seemed like a really hard hitting match. I don't know if Gosh is staying and making, but but um, you know, making this more personal, or or does it make it more personal and just leave because their feud just felt like random? But I thought I thought the highlights I thought I, I looked really good from what I saw. Moose beat Alex Shelley and he speared him while he wrapped in a chain, and did it multiple times. And Kashida threw the towel. I know that was a rule, but I wonder if that will make Shelley actually fucking have. Like kind of turn heel, but I thought that, that, that I, I thought like that the pinning was also part of it, but that, that was the only stipulation. The, the, the people, the 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 the, the corner man had to throw the towel. You know what I mean? But those were the rules, I guess. You know, Ashby Elegance was watching the women's um, women's match, and I was hoping Giselle would win, but you know they keep always they always let Jordan Grace always like win whenever I think she she, she doesn't need to have the title anymore. But whatever. But Giselle looked really good from what I saw in this match. It was like one of her better showings in it. And Ali and Saban was a really good match. Ali didn't use his theme that he used um, on the ad and in the indies. That, 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 that feels more epic, but it felt like a big deal. The good hands did help, but ultimately, ultimately won. So they got involved. I thought it was a good concept that the guy bought the main event and won his first title in 20 years. I'm looking forward to him holding the title. I wonder if he'll use option C as a stipulation. You know what I mean, and, and I mean, but who knows? You know, good hands did get involved, so we'll see what happens. I don't know if they're gonna be part of it, like stable, um, permanently. It looked like a good match. I want to see how Ali handles his character in a promotion weekly, but it'd be cool if he does. Um, it feels like his gimmick is tailor made to feud with a group called the System to you know cash his title on. So I mean, maybe he'll win that title too. Maybe who knows. Anyway, I'm gonna go, man. I'm I'm way behind. I still gotta go watch Raw, man. I haven't watched Raw yet, even. It's just I, I I just I'm I'm so behind. I don't even care anymore about anything. I'm 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 spending way 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 too much time on TikTok. Anyways, oh, I'm I'll just I'll play a song before I go. Play us play us out. What do you mean play us out? Let's play. Where, where should I play? Uh. You know, I'll, I'll play this, man. You know what? Forget it. Who gives a shit? Let's play some Journey.
Alright man, take it easy.